Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's our one-year anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for all the support and everything. And as always, welcome to the Sofa Chronicles. I'm Josh. I've got my main man here, the beautiful Jacob Giles. Perfect attendance of the show, buddy. Hey there. Hey, guess what? You have perfect attendance this year so far. Yeah, this year, but not with the show. That, that's besides the point. We're talking about this year. What? It, it still matters. Not right now. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It matters to me. doesn't. Episode 52. Great. doesn't matter. I got you to do this for a year. Fuck you have. I did. After pestering the shit out of you to get you to do it. For like four months. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Here we are, nine listeners later. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> Don't forget the deaf people. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This show's brought to you in Braille. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hot in here already. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a me problem, though. It is a you problem. Very much so. We have a guest today. We do have a great guest today. And they're in person. And he is here. Yes. Thankfully, the weather held out for him to make the journey across the bay over to us. <clears throat> and uh, we're thankful that he's done it. He Very much is, so. uh, He has made a name for himself in the sport of powerlifting and in the sport of strongman. Um, and he's just a great guy. <clears throat> he's a wonderful human. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 52, our one-year anniversary. Here we are with Andrew Lewis. What's up, Drew? What's going on, man? What's happening? <clears throat> we're here. That we are. It's been a it's been a ride getting here for for one year, bud. One year. That's that's a commitment. It is commitment. You're also gonna have to commit that mic closer to your face. I've been told you I'm not used to having things in my face. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> there's a there's a particularly shaped object in his hand, and he's like, I'm not and holding, black. and it's so, black, and he's not holding that motherfucker near his mouth. He's committed to not doing that. That's fine. No, that's okay. First knuckle, nothing gay. <laughs> well, I'll just say no homo is fine. Yeah, no homo or something like that. I heard it in a song on the internet. I don't know. So what's up, Drew? How does uh how does this Sunday afternoon find you today? Oh, pretty good. I can't complain. I mean, it's a little dreary out there, but whatever. It is a little dreary, but it's okay. Um, the alarm system's going off. Yeah, they'll be fine. I don't know yeah. why, but they'll be fine. Never mind. I already can tell why. Yep. <laughs> Our number one fan has decided to crash the show. Yep, she's crashing the show today. Oh, shit. And she brought brownies. There we are. And that's why the alarm system's going off. Hello. I don't know why y'all expect me to ever be on the phone. We knew you weren't. Yeah. One, we knew you weren't. Two, we knew you were here at the same time. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 The brownies need to cool. Good thing nobody heard what she said. Yeah, it's a great thing. No one, no one has any kind of idea what's going on right but now. But she brought brownies. She did bring brownies. It looks like energy drinks. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I've never heard of mosey on over here. Yep. Where you ever? Wherever. Yeah. Okay. Sit, sit here. Hello. Hi. That'll work. Be fine. Well, you're looking at it. Well, this is our number one fan. And you crash it. We are not going to disclose her name over the air. 
Uh, <laughs> her name on the show is Lord Voldemort. <laughs> I did. I thought it was just Voldemort. No, no. The amount of you've crashed things and you've been in part of topics and shit. No, you're you're Lord Voldemort oh, now. Which I have a fucking bone to pick with both of you on a previous episode that I was discussed in. So we'll we'll talk off mic. I. Why? Why oh, yeah. not? Why not now? Go ahead, get out it there. Was talked about on that episode, like in depth. So, fine. Why'd you bring it up? If you weren't going to talk about it. It's the last episode that Aubrey was on. Okay. Like, oh, we are discussing the number one fan. What the fuck? Why are we discussing me before episodes? You come up a lot because you're the number one fan of the fucking show. Oh, okay. Thought it was well. So it pertained to me in episode twenty-two, ruffling feathers. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> I have forgotten what we said in that episode. Yeah, I have no idea. I've I've almost oh, really? slept since. Y'all have then. forgotten because I mean there was a time other than I was like, oh cool, thanks guys. Like fuck both of you. I love you both, and I mean that with all of my heart. First of all, you're yelling. Second of all, you're kind of you're kind of cutting in our on our guest time. My bad. I'm just here to crash. <laughs> yeah, you're here to crash. You're doing a great Quiet. job. Quiet on set. She did. <laughs> she show did. Thanks, Miley. Mm-hmm. We have someone here. He's a very wonderful human, and you're fucking it up. Yeah, like you have, like you just walked in and just kind of like, feel tainted now. Kick, yeah, it's not. It's it's not the same. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. Tainted Hi. love. So here we are. Here we are. Do the thing. What? I mean, you're here too. I know. I'm tr- I got to calm this one down. Apparently, she's drinking caffeine. She's never calm. Oh yeah. Oh, I explained to him the uh, the levels of alignment, like lawful, neutral, chaotic, neutral, stuff like that. Have you not ever heard of this? I have, and I don't know where I fall in on that. And well, I was talking about I was chaotic, neutral yesterday at the um, escape room. room. I was very much chaotic, neutral. Yeah, speaking on that, um, y'all be looking out for <clears throat> recommended to me by a friend. We did her, we did her first adventure and podcast yesterday. So uh, that'll be out in, I think she's in like fucking four weeks or something. I have no idea. Long time. But I'm already subscribed. There we go. All right. So let's get back on course. What's up? What's up, dude? (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to the show. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. Since, you know, now we can talk about him. <laughs> if you guys didn't want me here, you shouldn't have said be like, hey, you know what we need for our one year, the number one fan. Knowing that I'm a hot mess every time I walk in here. I mean, I have brownies and vodka currently. So You have brownies? Well, you brought brownies. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, do you have them down? No, uh, I, excuse me, well, I didn't just bring does brownies. Have them now because they are here. They're slutty brownies. Slutty brownies. So we have slutty brownies now. The They're just chocolate brownies with chocolate <sighs> chips in them, and they have Oreos on the bottom and crumbled Oreos on top. So, Wilfred Brimley says, "Watch out for diabetes." <laughs> Not on those, he says. Fuck it. <laughs> so, Drew, um, you've got a very, very successful career in powerlifting and in strongman. Uh, tell us about that. Tell us about um, what got you started and what got you to where you're at now. Uh, I've been doing it for about 15 years now. Uh, I was uh, actually in the military when I started lifting. Thank you for your service, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I actually had a drill sergeant. Uh, the way it was brought to me was, hey, you're getting paid to work out. Why not enjoy it and, 
and that just clicked with me. And I was back in '01, so I've been lifting weights since '01. Man, I was 11. Yeah, I was. And I, uh, let's see, that was yeah, I was actually in reception when 9/11 happened. So you already you were already yeah, in I was before, already in. You were already in. Yeah. What range were you in? Army. 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 What'd you do? Artillery. Nice. Yeah. So I was used to slinging around. <clears throat> yeah. Did you deploy? I did. Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, let's see. My first duty station was over in Korea, Camp Casey, and then I uh, came back to the states to Texas, and I got deployed at the end of '05 to November '06. I went to uh, Baghdad. You were in Iraq. Yeah. Probably the worst time to be in the worst place in the world. <clears throat> at that time, '05 '06. Yeah. yeah. It was the most yeah. dangerous place on earth. That was I've I've researched that that time period a lot, you know, with the Battle of Ramadi and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> so you were there for that? Uh I was there at the end. I was not uh there when third ID was there. I would got I was with a fourth ID, so we replaced third ID. Okay. So they got to they took the brunt of it. We were catching that the ass end of it. Yeah. Okay. Take turn that mic and talk towards the that green circle, talk towards the like turn it towards you. There you go. <clears throat> the way it's set up, it's got to record from either side. So we've got it set from the front. Just the FYI. Y'all good? Yeah. Are they having their own interview? Yeah, they're having their own inter- they're having their their own little discussion. Over there. No, no, we're not having our own interview. I was trying to figure out how in the world the dogs knew where she was. It's because I thought she parked up by the road, and she says she parked over on the side. Oh, I got you. So because normally I, mean, I, I heard her car door close. Surely the dogs did too. Well, yeah, well. Oh, my gosh, the deaf guy heard it. Well, <laughs> all right, then. Y'all go back to doing your thing. We'll finish up real quick. You sure? I mean, we can wait for y'all. Y'all had a good thing going. We did. Y'all are doing wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, um, so you were you were over there in 05, end of 06. When did you get out? I got out in 07. Oh seven. Yeah. So I. Sure. Yeah. There you go. So I did. Uh, started off in the garden and had got in trouble with the law. I was like, shit, fuck this. I got to go to yeah. active duty. So that's how I ended up in Korea. <clears throat> so. Uh, yeah, I did six years. Yeah. Well, we're we're thankfully did, sir. Where uh, where'd you go after you got out? Oh, uh, I went back to the house uh, there in Citronelle. Oh, I mean, like, what did you do when you got out? Uh, what did I do? Uh. <laughs> uh, I was a boot camp instructor for juveniles when I first got out. Oh, yeah. I can't see you doing that. I've, I don't think I've ever. Well, that's seen why you. I'm not doing it anymore. I, I don't see. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you show any kind of emotion other than well, happy that, Andrew. That one kid did when he said uh, "fuck you," and I threw him in the bed. So, <laughs> yeah, he started there. Yeah. So at that point, it was like I went to construction and I did uh, overseas contracting. I went to uh, Qatar and then uh, I came back, got back in construction and said, fuck that. Uh, went to college. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and you uh, you drive for FedEx now, right? Yeah, I got my CDL. Sweet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, so when did you start competing? What got you into that? Uh, when I got divorced. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's easy at, enough. Uh, we had gotten a divorce about 15 years ago. Uh, was there at the gym 
there at Southern Fitness. They were at Moffitt, uh, at the Moz Center. Mm-hmm. And then Jason's Fitness put on a competition uh, for Mobile Strongest Man. My dad paid for that competition, and then I've been doing it ever since. I actually started in Strongman. So that was a Strongman comp? Yeah. At uh, the Hank Aaron. Oh, nice. What were the events? Uh, if you remember the, that far back. Tire flip, stone, uh, log press. That's the big three I can remember. Yeah. Okay. Like most events. <clears throat> yeah. Probably a deadlift or something like that in there, I would imagine. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to do nationals in June. I've already asked it now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of that, not a lot of folks know, and I told you the other day, June is it for me. I'm done. That's my retirement comp. Yep. We're losing a legend, ladies and gentlemen. I'll still be around, but as far as like having to train to compete, uh, I'm not doing it anymore. I'll still be at the gym, like I said, uh, especially after I busted my arm. It was just kind of like it really put things in for to perspective for me. Yeah. Are you going to do the promoter side of things, or are you just going to kind of go to the cons and show up and cheer and support people? Uh, I I haven't really set a plan into motion. I'm just kind of like just doing this, and then after that, we'll we'll see where it takes me. Kind of play. I'll still be involved somehow. Gotcha. Well, what if you get an OSG bid from from nationals? Uh. I have to really think hard about that. Really? Yeah, I have to really have to think hard. So June is nationals, and OSG is usually in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't I mean, think you'd go? At this point, I would say no, uh, just because I know where I'm at mm-hmm. or where my mindset is right now Yeah, for it. Uh, so my mindset is at a no right now. Mm-hmm. And then June might re-spark a fire up under my ass and it's like, let's do this shit. Yeah, maybe. Um, where are nationals at this year? Denver. Denver. <clears throat> very good. Very good. Well, yeah, you uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Sports losing a legend. One of the one of the best amateurs around is, is bowing out. Mm-mm-mm. So, um, what were you gonna say, sir? Hmm. Going on here. Nothing. Uh, if you did get bid for nationals after Denver, where is uh, OSG going to be held at? I think uh, Wisconsin, ain't it? I'm not sure. I think that's where it is. <clears throat> okay, because I didn't know if it'd be like a deciding factor. If you had to travel. Real oh no, far no, no, or no not. that's not a deciding factor. It's not going to factor anything. Okay. So, so you're you're in, you're in the master's class, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, um. With um, the way the way it goes in the sport, OSG would be like worlds would be the world championship. <coughs> Excuse me, at that level. Now, like the super heavyweight guys, like OSG is a bid to world strongest man. <coughs> so that's that's where that goes. Arnold is a bid to world strongest man. And um, what other giants live show gets you world? Any Europe strongest man gets you a bid to worlds? And I really don't keep up with it uh, at that much. Uh, when uh, Tyler comes on, he'd probably be the big, uh, the best one to ask. 
And we are looking forward to having Mr. Davis in here, as a matter of fact. I've been told he's supposed to be real spicy when he comes on. Oh, he's hella yeah. spicy about the way OSG went last year. I might actually show up for that one just to listen to Bring it. Good morning, welcome. Oh, Bring welcome. it Please on. Please do. You're, you're... <laughs> Tyler looked at me and said, I want to come on again, and I want to talk about OSG. And I said, I. <laughs> so you can see we have plenty of space. To, we got plenty share. of space, yeah, for sure. When Tyler Davis is ready to be upset about something, that you can take that to the bank. There's there's legitimacy there. I'm all for it. For this. sure. I'm looking forward to March 3rd. March 3rd. Okay. <clears throat> March 3rd is when Tyler's going to be back in here. I'm so excited. We're booked out to June, girl. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad y'all got people coming in this place other than me. <laughs> we have no, people. They're actually excited. <laughs> 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 I just show up. <laughs> we knew you were coming. Is you know, like this know was, was coming was him. Yeah. No, well, I knew. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Oh, no. surprise. Okay. There we are. So we were all aware. Yeah, we all knew. Ah, you that's didn't. a suck. Yeah. Pretty okay with it. <laughs> I'm pretty okay with where I'm at in life right now. Okay. So back to OSG. All right, then. Yes. Yeah. What about it? Um, I'm just kind of curious how it works out for the Arnold to OSG, then OSG to the world's strongest man. Well, Arnold and OSG are two separate things. Like, you can go to one or the other, or you can go to both. I I, I wouldn't want to do that in within the span of a year, because the Arnold is, like, they say they, the heaviest <clears throat> the heaviest competition out there. It's heavier than world's strongest man. It's heavier than OSG. It's the heavy one. It's the one that, huh? The Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, yeah. It's the heaviest one. That's pretty much like a precursor to like you already know who's going to place that world's strongest man. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I would I would agree with that. Okay. So, um, the Arnold, the the big thing with Arnold is usually there's uh I think what's going to be this year is um. It's sponsored by Rogue, so Rogue's going to have, I think, the Rogue Elephant Bar Deadlift record, which Half Thor already has, which Half Thor's probably going to break, if I had to guess. Dude looks like a fucking unit again already, as if he didn't. Yeah, he pulled a 1,000 pounds the other day for... What, a triple or something like that? Something like that. Something stupid. I I saw some video on, uh, on YouTube that he pulled it quite easily. Because he, I think he went to a thousand, then a thousand twenty-five. He stayed at a thousand, but he, he just kept he he either he did a triple or he just kept doing singles with it, which I would say singles is harder. Well, <clears throat> whatever video I saw, he he broke the world record. I know that I watched like the progression of him breaking. So that the record. one was two thousand eighteen or nineteen. That was that had to be. COVID. That was COVID. So whatever, nineteen, I think. Nineteen or twenty. Yeah. yeah. That was a thousand fifty four pounds, I think. Yeah. Like I watched him do the progression up to that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was old or new or whatnot, but there's no time stamp when I watched it. I think that was right after he had already won World's Strongest Man. He won World's Strongest Man in two thousand eighteen. I think he did the Arnold the next year and then he bowed out because <clears throat> he wanted to fight Eddie Hall, which we all know how that went. They actually had they had they, had a, they actually had a fight. I forgot. How they boxed. That, I forgot how that went. I have Thor one. Who? Obviously, never watched it, so I don't. Yeah. I have no idea how it went, but it's I heard YouTube. about it. I think it was what y'all and Big Bag Santa. No, we talked about that kind of stuff with Trey Godbold because because uh, um, he was right. talking about Brian Shaw doing MMA now, yeah. which that's like doing MMA. That's like doing jujitsu with a fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> like, 
Why that's would gonna you? hurt when he hits you. Yeah. Like there's there's no way that guy's gonna be able to soften that. So I have a question as someone who doesn't know anything about strongman outside of what I've learned on the podcast. How often do you get invited to OSG after nationals? Like what's is that normal to get invited to it? Is there a percentage? Oh, it's like winning the comp. You gotta put in the work to get to the comp to to uh get the invite, that's all. It's a qualifier. So like Alabama strongest man is a qualifier for nationals. Oh, oh I didn't know that. <clears throat> so if you won, like he podium, he won in twenty three. So that was his bid for twenty four. Just like Matt Ferno, his um his confidence in October <coughs> is also the bid for twenty four. Like he does um isn't that how Slater does it? Does Slater do the following year for nationals? Think, he did that uh, year. I think it does that year because nationals is in September. October. Or yeah, October. I think uh, it's in September this year though. Uh whatever the, the month is, it's still he falls within that time that time gap, that time range. That's correct. Yeah. But like uh was it I think it's April eighth for USS or uh nationals this year. Oh, I have no idea. Or it might be the end of April or something like that. Couldn't tell you. Because <laughs> you're, you're doing the Strongman Corps Nationals? No, USS. Are you doing USS? Mm-hmm. I thought you said it was in June. It is in June. Well, what are you talking about? It's in April. The uh, cutoff time for USS. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> so that's why I got backwards. So Alabama in August is the qualifier of that year for nationals. <clears throat> it's the last qualifier of the year for nationals, I believe, because when you get to October, when you get to Matt Farno's battle on the Bayou, I think it restarts. It restarts. And his is the qualifier for the next year's nationals. So if that's your goal, <clears throat> you win in October, then you have all that time to get to between that and nationals to recover and train and do whatever else you want. The way Slater does is his events are catered somewhat catered to nationals. So instead of having to change the entire entirety of your training to do Alabama, then do nationals, he keeps it pretty close. Now, do you have to make like, you have to make like the top 10 to be qualified or you just have to do it? Like what, what is that? Like to qualify for nationals? Yes. You got to be in the top three. Okay. Okay. I didn't know what the cutoff was. You got to be on the podium. <laughs> number four. That, that's the cutoff. Yeah, number four is cutoff. <laughs> I, think, I know first place is a bid to nationals. Is second place a bid to nationals, or is it a bid to regionals? Uh, for uh, strong court. Yeah, for uh, for Chris. I think it's top two. I think. Is it top two? I think so. Okay. But <clears> it, it should be on the comp rules or whatever. And yeah. When he posted it, something like that. Are you telling me to go to the iron podium and just read the rules? Well, it depends on the comp. Okay. It, I mean, it's it, it really depends on the comp rules. Yeah, I mean, there are comps that, that come out that aren't qualifiers for anything. They're just non-sanctioned or whatever. Just non-sanctioned. You show up and compete. Okay. Which, you know, if that's what you want, that's what you want. Well, now what was the Fox It Up Classic? His was sanctioned by USS. USS. That's, how I, that's how I got mine. Okay. <clears throat> His was sanctioned by USS and. See, his was USS. Alabama is Strongman Corps. Um, I think Mill Monsters was USS, and Red Brick is unsanctioned. 
<clears throat> you got well, who is it that um, the one over in Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi they're, strongest. They're, that's Strongman Corps. That's Strongman. Yeah, they just got into it this year. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, Cam over there in Louisiana. That's yeah. always USS. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what Spivey's doing. I don't know if he's USS or Strongman Corps. I don't know what he's doing. Him or Todd. <laughs> they're up near Auburn, Opelika. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say USS. I think they are USS, but yeah. I don't know that for sure. And I think the one they just had, I was up there for it. Uh, the one Tyler competed at, I think they were USS too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know which one's more prevalent around here. It's just whichever one, you just pick one or the other, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. As long as the state chair's there, the state chair's going to be there. Whatever flavor you want. Yep. <clears throat> Slater would know for sure. Slater would very much know. Happy when, late birthday to Chris Slater, by the way. When are you going to get him on? He's already been in here. Again. Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, second time. Maybe see if we can get him on this summer while he's not in school. Maybe catch him before a wrestling camp. Yeah. Maybe. Who? Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Isn't isn't um Damien is Chris's un <laughs> unmarried husband, right? Like they are the old yeah, married they're couple. The couple. <laughs> they're they're gotcha. the old married couple. <laughs> oh, I need them in here. <clears throat> I might well, come crash that one too. I mean, we're working happens. on it. Well, I'm working on it. I mean, there is the idea of doing the round table. It's just I got to figure out how to get more mics into the setup and make it. Record. Yeah, I need to get. I need you to help me poke the bear with Jake. I'm making that happen. I don't actually well, know yeah, if I would you crash the round table. table. Amp one weekend. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, like, I was coming to Amp to do this uh, oh, to do a round map, round table. I'll see him this week. I'm pretty sure. So I'll, I'll throw a bug in his ear. Yeah, put a bug in his ear. I need to reach out to him. I haven't yet, but um, <clears throat> I've been putting feelers out for the interest in it, and everybody I've talked to is interested in doing it. Yeah. So it would probably be you, Tyler, Chris, Damian, Keith. Uh, All you need is Damian, man. He's just going to take it and run with it. I know he's going to take it and run with it, but I want to at least have other people there have the chance. Yeah. Uh, see if we can get Slater there. If we can get him in that weekend, um, maybe see if the Tates can come down and get Daniel in there on that too. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, who else around here? I don't know. I can't think of anybody else. You know, well Trey, we will get Trey in there. Yeah. Uh, maybe get Livy in there. Truck. See if she wants to get in there. Is uh is is Mac is Godbold is he in strong crew? I don't think he is, but I think he still would be a, a good addition to it. Well, we actually talked to uh, we talked to Spivey about doing another one up there with mm-hmm. all th- those guys, and he would be in there with that him and Todd and um, Spivey's going to be in there. Would you uh, do it that night uh, when he does uh, does his comp there in March? What? Do a podcast? Oh, I don't know. Are we going up there? Or what? I don't know. Sorry. What comp is it? I know. I know. We're trying to go to Red Brick. So whatever we're going to Red Brick, and his next comp, Southeast Strongman. That's in. Um, I'm Florida. getting thing confused. I, I forget what everybody else has got. I thought there was a comp in March. There is a comp in March. In advance. It's in. Brandon, I apologize that I don't remember. That might be the one I'm thinking about because it's in advance. It's on the beach. Panama City. I'm thinking maybe. I think he did say it was Panama City. Something like that. Some destination competition. I don't know. It's all yeah. on our podium. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty <clears> sure <throat> we will not go to that one because that was on a conversation at the time. But that was what sparked the <clears throat> Southeast Strongman Roundtable thing. Yes. that. So there's that. And then also talking about the uh, Strong Crew, 
roundtable helped spark it as well. So yes. it was it was those two topics that brought on the possibility, I think, going down to Panama. Yeah. We're we're working it out. Yeah. <clears throat> but like we we already previously discussed going to Red Brick to do the the table and all the other things that we could be. I doing think we're pretty there. committed to that. Um because yeah. we already have reservations at Hotel Tate. Um, may have a dog sitter. Yes. While you're at it. Oh. <laughs> Since you're going to be here. Well, I got to ask. Hold on. Okay. So, oh, say, yeah. say it in the mic. Say it in the mic. Yes, I'll take care of the dogs for you because I Thanks. love you guys so much. Yeah, now you're committed. Yeah. There's going to be, be seven people listening and two feeling it in Braille. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're putting yeah. it out. Sponsored, sponsored by um, Braille people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who does Braille. <laughs> well, I know blind people do Braille, dumbass. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, so I don't know who does Braille. Um, <laughs> I can't hear. Let me feel it. <laughs> Okay. Right. We never claim to be smart. Just What's funny. What's in that cup, sir? Vodka he told you, vodka. And cherry Coke. Oh. Yeah, like he was holding back information. I wasn't. It wasn't. I just wasn't paying attention. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah, why did you decide to open a caffeine beverage at a quarter after five? Because I'm a grown, functioning adult. Functioning? Yeah, well, hold that I mean, adult loosely. <clears throat> I wasn't going to say anything about the adult because I can't talk shit because I'm not either. But I like to say that I am. I'm a grown-ass child. Yes, you but, are. But functioning, okay. though? We sure? Uh, yeah. Yeah? She I made did brownies. so much adulting. Too. Yeah, I made your asses brownies today. Well, don't blame me because you made brownies. I didn't say anything about needing brownies. No, but I adulted. You know how much time it took me to make those brownies? No. 20 minutes. 35. Uh, 45 in the oven. Thank you. in Braille. This is how I know I probably should not ever step foot in a kitchen. I had to call my mom and was like, hey, I have a really dumb question. She's like, is it math related? Oh, God damn it. Yes, mom, it is. And she's she's like, what do you fucking need at this point? I'm like, um, does the fourth and a fourth make a half? She's like, I'm fucking done with you. She's like, I don't know what you're trying to make, but I'm fucking done with you. I'm like, oh. oh. Okay. Fourth of a fourth? A fourth and a fourth. Oh. Make okay. a half. But I had to ask, and she's like, You have Google on your fucking phone. She's like, I don't I don't remember dropping you on your head as a kid, but it might have fucking happened. Like, this is the fraction. Four fourths equals one. <clears throat> half of that. I don't want you to put that negativity on me, Ricky Bobby, because I'm not gonna remember that. Well, you just listen back. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't it's not. I'm not going to retain it, and I sucked at math. Like I earned every C I earned, like because I studied real fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm just terrible at math. If math it's like pass, like simple addition or subtraction, <clears throat> like please, please don't. Math's not bad. Like, like <laughs> Ro will come in there with her math homework. She's in sixth grade. She's like, um, I have to call Nana. I'm like, yep, because that's out of my range of knowledge. She's like, why are you so dumb in math? Kid, I will. Like, kick her across the house. I don't know. But why are you so dumb in math, though? She asked a great question. She did, because I don't know. I just, I just, it doesn't click with me. There you go. What about you, Drew? Oh, I suck at math. 
Oh, thank God. I'm not the only one in the room. (laughs) Point A to point B. (laughs) At least I know who the fuck uses Braille. I use Braille when I drive, when I hit the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just know every time to get back. That's how it reads out. Yeah. Get off me. Dumbass. Except for the road in Germany that has singing Braille. You've not seen it? They've got like, they've got lines in the road. You know, you have have the drunk bumps here. But they've got them in a certain order and, and it's different pitches and tones and shit. And Based it actually speed. plays a song. Yeah. You have to be going a certain speed to do it. Yeah, they have that on Route 66 too, sir. Well, fuck, I don't know. I've never been there. That's, that's called cool. potholes. <laughs> okay, that's Mississippi. <laughs> no, that's Louisiana. No, Louisiana like is yeah. the pothole. That's fair. Yeah. Might be a little too soon. You know. No. Since Katrina, you know, since New Orleans. No, they, is a bowl. They, they were a pothole before that. Yeah, they You're that's right. why they bury their people above ground. That's a smooth brain moment there for sure. What what? Yeah, they bury their dead above ground because if they bury them below ground, it's not good. Oh yeah, I've never seen the, the graves picture of caskets flood. floating down the street after yeah, like, Katrina. Yeah, graves will flood if they bury them in the ground. That's the whole point of why they have the above ground cemeteries. So that's that's another thing. You know, when I die. Whatever. I'm dead. Anyways, I'm not going to be there. Whatever. Back to, back to the other topic. Viking yeah, funeral. There's, there's like five or six different places that has musical roads. Oh, that was the topic? I thought Andrew was the topic. Yeah, that's part of, he just said he failed Braille driving. He failed Braille? Yeah, he failed Braille while driving. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to read. I we're all having a smooth brain moment. I'm having such a smooth brain moment. Such a smooth brain moment. Yeah. Yeah, but like whenever he reads with the tires in this truck, it says da, 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 da. he's like, "What the fuck?" And the truck just knows to get back. See, he doesn't have to worry about it. The what truck if the, knows. What if it screamed at you, like you or both <laughs> like, "Hey!" <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty metal to me. I would think it was my music. Yeah. Right. But, like, and it's so loud. It pretty much would be. But yeah, I turn it all the way up. I'm not hearing. Yeah. No. Ain't the, whatever happens outside the car is not my problem. Yeah. yeah. I probably hear it. Anyways, yeah, there's like five different places in the states that has musical roads. Already said one of them is, I think it's the Marine song. The Marines have a spot that's set up for their song from the hall, the, like the halls of Montezuma. I believe so. Yes. Wait. Okay, but yeah, so there's that. I think Route 66 has one. I think Tennessee has one for Dolly Parton. Or uh, one. By of, the way, thank you for saying route and not route. Yep. Just a pet peeve. Well, people say it differently. I mean, if you read <clears> it, you're it, saying it, does, it correctly. Kind of like pecan or pecan or whatever. Yeah, I don't eat idea pecans. Or but. idea. Mm. Or if you're in the right part of Washington County, I don't have no idea. He don't know what's going on. He don't have no idea. I don't have no idea. I believe I done told you once. And I've seen it twice. Hmm. Tell you what. But yeah, dude, there's there's a couple different places that has it. I'm gonna have to Google it. Yeah, you you drive at 60 miles an hour and it plays a song. Well, there's my first problem. So, <laughs> when is the adventures? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened? I said, when is the adventures of the Sofa Chronicles gonna happen? Because I I want footage of this. Or like to go. I don't know. I just want to hear Singing Roads. Well, one happened yesterday. But that wasn't Sofa Chronicles though. That was recommended to me by a friend. Shout out Arbusillo. Hey. 
Yeah, she yeah. used our stuff to record the podcast. Okay, did y'all take pictures or anything? We have the picture of us finishing. Okay, it needs to get posted. Finishing what? The escape room. Oh, okay. Funny story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so. at this point so. with the group that was that went, so. it could have been a number we're of walking, things. We're walking to the escape room, and there's a lady standing there with a Dunder Mifflin shirt on. And I said, hey, like the shirt. <clears throat> and there was, a, there was a, I guess her mom was standing there next to her. She it was said, not her mom. It was an older lady. Yes, it was an old lady. But it she was said something. Hey, did y'all have y'all done the thing? It's like, no, we're going to do a train. And I thought about it because it was me and Jake and two other females. It was Aubrey and her friend. And I was like, you know what? That sounded wrong. Like, we're going to go do the escape room with the train. You know what? That sounded bad too. We're, you know what? We're and then Jake was just like, all right, come on, you've done, you've done enough damage. Done. Come yeah. on, buddy. You've already made this weird enough. Let's go. Just get get inside the room. They laughed. So was they it like did. A double date with the podcasts. <laughs> No. no, it wasn't a date. It wasn't all. a date at all. <clears throat> well, first off, one of the ladies is already married. Yeah, they're both she's in very, relationships. She's very happy. The other one, she's in her some. She's a situation ship. She got a fella. She does have a fella, but it's more like a situation ship. <clears throat> it's weird. It's very fucking okay. weird. Like, it's weird. She- it's not our place. Not okay. our place. Not our place. Okay. We just know this. We, we just find we just the dynamic odd and intriguing and weird. That's a good way to put it. Intriguing. It's very intriguing. Yeah. Anyways, Beth is a very large human on the couch. She's been very patient with us. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not talking about me, sir. I'm light and weak right now. Very light and very weak right now. No, no, no. I'm back up to 260. <clears throat> Take your boots off and then what are you? 262, motherfucker. Because I weighed without my boots on. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. I'd have probably been under 260 if I'd have took my pants off, but I'm holding on to what I got. Yeah. And I was at work when I did it, so I was like, probably wouldn't be cool if I took my pants off here in the conference room. I mean, it is the county. Weird things happen up there, so it'd be fine. You know what? I kind of like having the ability to retire when I turn 54. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to ride this out. Unless something miraculous happens and we... We go viral and get sponsored and don't have to work anymore. I'm trying, guys. <coughs> yeah. You know what else we're trying? We're trying to get you some votes. <gasps> yeah. But we're, we're having so many topics. So many <laughs> topics. I know. We're going all over the place. It's the vodka. Anyway, <clears throat> we're all over the place. But we have a guest here. We have, no, no. We have a guest here. Yeah. You know, at this point, I'm just part of the fucking podcast. I'm just the annoying part of it. And we have a guest here. <laughs> That's I, fair. I don't hear your name as part of the co-host. Yeah, you're not on the sticker. You're not on the sticker. You're not on the shirts either. No one heard you because you're whispering into not a microphone. <laughs> um, as the number number one fan, I'm just gonna put myself in the show. So I don't need to be on the sticker or nothing. I do need a signed T-shirt at some point if we can make that happen. But that's not how that works. Anywho's signed. Yeah, you didn't know that she wants us to sign her yeah, I know shirt. She wanted, but I never thought about it until now. Why? No, Wait, y'all, y'all should put it in braille, like little stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's okay. Now not I'm only, on board. Not only could we do it in braille, we could do it in Morse code on the shirt too. Yeah. If they I'll like, do. I'll do Morse code. You do braille. Okay. I have to, <laughs> I have to figure out. Have no idea. Hey Siri, <laughs> what's my name in Morse code? <laughs> 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 
She said she can't translate it to Morse code yet. What? That's what she says. You dumb, dumb computer. I'm just glad she tried. You know what? E for effort. E for effort, because that's how grades work. So, yeah. Um, do we need to talk about your voting thing? No. No? You're in second place. I am in second place. Last night. Yeah. <coughs> When's the voting in? It ends on the 15th, and they... What is the voting for? <laughs> it's to be on the cover of Inked Magazine, and I signed up on a whim, because... Well, I'm not. And they're cut off the 15th. They're taking the first 20 people, so if you're not in the top 20, you do not get to advance. Signed up on a whim? Yeah. I mm. need a distraction from something, <clears throat> so... Gotcha. Like, which is... The weird part of that is, like, the person I needed a distraction from is probably my biggest supporter on this thing. So... <laughs> Yay. Pretty crazy. It is. So, our, how are we going to do this to get more votes for, I don't for, know. For this lady. No. Do we just need to, well, it's still going to give away your name if we put the link on the show notes. The only one who, at this point, like I've met so many of the people, <laughs> like it didn't matter to me. Um, Jake. Scared on your personal. What do we, what do we think? About what? About divulging what her identity is so we can get her some votes on the thing. You know who shares my link all the time? Tabitha. That's my homegirl now. Like, we're just... Okay, and no. <laughs> no? No. Do we put a link in the show notes? Did that's going to show who it is. Yeah, because it's got my name in it. Why the fuck did you let me bring it up? I care that you brought it up. We just can't put the link anywhere. Like, if you know, if you know, go vote. If you don't, it's okay. All right. So here's what we can do as friends of Voldemort here. We can share the link. The show itself cannot. That, but wouldn't that still get away, though? No. No? No, because I got four or five different people that's currently in the same competition as her, which is why I'm kind of trying to not <gasps> do anything. Oh, really? Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, I know a shit ton of people with tattoos. Good for you. So do I. I did too, but I couldn't. I could never find out where to go look to see who else was do 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 do. do it. God damn it! Couldn't see who else was one doing it. Remix one. One what? It's one God damn it! It's one. It's one well, on how the long was it since you did usually take the fuck? Mm. Forty-two minutes. So I have seen all the profiles, um, and I can tell you the one. The number one on there right now. She's a freaking knockout. Like a whole knockout. And she's been number one since the competition started. She hasn't fucking moved. I'm like, mm. really, see, at this point, I'm like, that's the only one I have to beat. And I got a little worried about you for a second because it was a one day when like, I voted it was third, and then you were like seventh. Yeah, and I was like, I oh god, yeah, but I didn't sit at seventh for very long. It was, I don't even think it was a whole day. You're in second place now, though. I know. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. So, I don't know who I'm gonna take with me to the Bahamas if I get to go, but. Somebody's going with me. Indeed. Take Liz. Oh, Liz has a whole man at her house. And? Well, what the fuck is the other options? Half a man? Two fourths of a man? Go <laughs> uh, <laughs> one fourth and one fourth. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. Well, okay. That depends. Um, Lieutenant Dan, is that like a whole ass man? Because he ain't got no legs. Yeah, he's a whole man. Yeah. Not from the knees down. He's not. That's. Three fourths of a man. Uh, so he's three quarters of a guy. I'll give you five eighths. 
Yeah, that's less than three quarters. Right? I know. Well, I don't know why you looked at me like I was dumb. Really? <laughs> you're, 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 you're taking away from Lieutenant Dan. Well, yeah, but I still think Not he's a whole man. Looked at you like you're dumb? Huh? Is this the first time anybody's looked at you like you're dumb? Today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Smooth brain. It was eight feet, 14 inches. <laughs> That is still one of the best things you've ever said. You should have heard who I said it to. You said it to CJ, didn't I you? said it to CJ. That shit was so funny. <sighs> you know what he's talking about? No, I have no Please idea. explain what happened. <laughs> All right, so my dad is from little old Chatham, Washington County. Inside the hardware store, I don't know if they still have it. I haven't been in there in fucking 25 fucking years. I don't know. It's been a long time. But they used to have like the record for their area of rattlesnakes. For whatever reason, rattlesnakes get f- stupid fucking big up there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had one <clears throat> skinned on a on a plank that was nine feet two inches long. Well, that's not how I said it. I was talking to my buddy talking about it's eight feet fourteen inches long, and there was a long pause on the other end of the phone. And then he came back and said, how fucking long was it? And I told him again, and that was, <clears throat> there was another long pause because of how hard he was laughing. But yeah, that's that's how that happened. It was 8 feet 14 inches, and he, that was 11 years ago, and he ain't fucking let it go yet. Don't math. You, no, don't math. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you over there. saw you over there working the figures. Don't math. Trying <laughs> to Google it. It's like, oh, what was it? One day I was getting couches from my dad, and I was like, I asked him uh, how long they were. He's like, one seven foot, and the other one seventy two inches. <laughs> <laughs> seventy two inches is six feet. I don't think the mic picked up any of you because you might be muted. I think I am muted. Can you hear me? Out? Well, I, mean, I can hear you because I'm sitting across <laughs> from you. I'm looking at. Oh, I'm looking there at the you thing. go. There you go. There no, you I go. wasn't. Um, oh, she was I wasn't in gonna. She was speaking in braille. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> it's a gift. I got point. my blind friend a cheese grater for for Christmas. That was the most violent book he's ever read. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's one of my favorite dad jokes. <laughs> it's so hot in here. Oh fuck! It actually is pretty warm in here. I'm it surprised. It's actually cold. Wait, no, no, it's not fine. But we had an issue when we first started. But I didn't realize the game was turned all the way up, so that might have had something to do with it. But since there's no vent cover there, the air is blowing directly on me, which is wonderful. But the mic picked up. All of it. All the air? All the air. All the noises, all the everything. So, <laughs> this is going to have to be hot. <clears throat> but anyway. I think you'll survive. I'm doing fine now. All right. Anyway, tell us about your world records, Drew. Uh, let's see. I got two of them. They were in powerlifting uh, for strict curls. The one was for 200 pounds, and the other one was for 175. Okay. Are those still standing now? No, they've been bitten. Yeah. Okay. What are they now? Do you know? Uh, I think one's maybe like two oh five, maybe two ten somewhere around in there. Yeah. What was CT Fletcher's record? Wasn't his two twenty five or something like that? I think so, but uh, 
I did mine with the USPL. No, not USPL. Um, the WADA. Mm -hmm. uh, I did that with them. So I have the record in that there. I don't know what CT Fletcher. So each one has their own world record. So yeah. for that organization, I had that world record. Yeah. I feel like okay. you just learned something now, the, new. Uh, the USPL, I had the uh, the state and national records in. What What are you doing? What? <laughs> She's not wrong. I'm learning something new. Uh, anyway, go ahead, sir. Oh, yeah. The, that's what we got. All right. Uh, oh, Marco Polo. It's the okay. Well, there wasn't any lines on there, so I was thought I did something wrong. <clears throat> Why? What what? what? what did we learn that's new? Nothing related to the podcast. Oh no, hell no! You oh, said yeah. it over the mic. Go ahead. <laughs> she doesn't eat Oreos. That's what she said. Yeah, I don't know why she goes. Oh. You learned something new about me the on the microphone. When I said I don't eat Oreos. Yeah, there's no fucking reason to say that on the mic while he's there's explaining not. things. There's no reason to admit okay. that. I didn't purposely say that. So there's a big blank ass space there again. But no one needs to know your negativity about not eating Oreos. I mean, who the fuck doesn't eat Oreos? Apparently the number one fan. That's why down. you're evil. That's why you're a Lord fourth Voldemort. of us doesn't eat it. A fourth, fourth of, of us math. God damn it. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Look at us mathing. Yep. In See, sign if language. Left, now we would be down to thirds. Well, it's not like you knew. <laughs> <laughs> but I know if there's four people, one leaves. There's only three. Well, how do you know if? How do you not know that two fourths is a half? Because I'm terrible at math. <laughs> you couldn't go like one, four, two, four, three, four, one? You can literally step up in one measuring fish, two cups. Fish, four fish. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but the half was dirty. <laughs> you can like, literally you can literally step up your math knowledge by actual measuring cups. Yeah. You know what? I get enough abuse from both of the guys that run this damn podcast. Uh, so. It's not abuse if it's accurate. You know what? I don't need your fucking accuracy right now either. Yeah. Sir. You and your snake hands. They're <laughs> similar. We should watch that. We should get back to the, to the thing y'all were talking about. It's what we should do. The thing we were talking about or the thing y'all were talking about since y'all are having your own conversation? <laughs> no, no, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> That's the that is the biggest fucking lie. This whole podcast. Yeah, you said it in braille. Yeah, bullshit. Direction. I think the biggest lie is that I'm going to follow directions. No, we knew you weren't because yeah, we knew that. Obviously, you couldn't follow directions because you had to call your mother to do math. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, every day for work. Yeah, so she doesn't want to do when she gets home for her kid. Her grown ass kid, mom. What's two plus two? Her, her Chicken. Her functioning adult kid. Yeah, functioning adult. Yeah, you can't say yeah. that. You got to take one of those words back. <coughs> I choose to take out adult. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to be an adult anymore. Good choice. Fuck that shit. Good choice. Are you done interrupting now? Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Boy, oh, boy.
Anyway, Mr. Mr. Lewis, it's great to have you in here, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome very, back. Very good to have you. Well, I never left. I, I thought we did. No. The conversation there's there's four-fourths of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Nothing, dude. I'm just here, man. <laughs> anyway, so what is what is your plan going forward? You're re- are we calling it a retirement? Are we retiring? We'll call it a retirement comp subject to change. Okay, that's fair. But I mean, as of right now, it's probably that's probably going to be it. I'm done. Yeah. What okay. if somebody was to call you out after the fact, though? Well, like if someone should've. says, "Hey." <laughs> Hey, I want to I want to go against you at this competition next year. Well, what? you should have done it when uh, I was still in it. You're you're lost. Sorry. Bye. Boom. Okay. Well, I was just curious because the subject change part. That's that's why. If there was one person, uh, I'd probably like to compete against. Uh, and I did it last year. Would probably be uh, CJ and Slater. Oh, that's a good competition right there, yeah. man. Uh, you know, it was fun watching y'all in Alabama. What little bit I got to see between you and CJ at Alabama? I, I'm gonna be honest because that was uh, that was still on my me being on rehab for my arm, and I knew I couldn't beat C, <clears throat> CJ on a deadlift or press. That's a monster fucking deadlifter. But I just, I just knew I couldn't do it, so uh, I just stepped up my conditioning. Yeah, and I would run in a sweater there at the gym just to burn myself out to get used to the heat. Mm-hmm. So I just had to take, you know what I felt was a better strength that I had than what he had, not, not taking anything away from him, but you know, and that I had the endurance and was able to dominate. Now I think if he, uh, there was a couple of times he hadn't, wouldn't have had to have fumbled. I think, uh, it might've been a different outcome. Yeah. I think he got a little anxious, but, uh, we were pretty much spot on for time. It was a good time though. Yeah. Um it was good. And what was it? Foxes where I got my invite. I signed up uh right after I got released to uh make me get back into training. What'd you play some foxes? First. You first yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. <clears throat> With that epic stone off. Oh dude, that was fucking insane. Uh well uh Chuck. Chuck, yeah. Yeah, what was it, like thirty two, thirty three reps with two hundred seventy five pound stone. That, it, that's that was his whole event. That's all he showed up for. Yeah, he was fourth in the competition up to that point, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then he put on a fucking clinic with Atlas Stones to the point we had to go. Well, I say we. They had to go back after the end of the competition to patch a hole in the fucking concrete from that stone hitting the ground so many times. Yeah. Busted the fucking concrete. Uh, while that was going on, fucking Aaron Tate and her, Over there and her chick out. were going, they went 38 and 39 fucking reps with Atlas Stones. Un-be-fucking-leavable. She's a gangster. And then I passed out going for rep number 11. All I asked was, what do I need for third? I'll settle for third. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Slater was mad. Slater was mad, too, while walking out of there. But fucking Slater still got, like, what, 21 reps? Something like that. Something was, like that. And Stupid. I, and that's the thing. I I knew I was going to keep up with Slater on the stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was probably going to have a problem with him on the press, just because I was coming back. Um, deadlift. I knew I had him on. Yoke, yeah. Yoke was questionable, and it just the yoke separated me and him. He just had a bad day on the yoke. 
Yeah. And I, I just, I got lucky. That was the heaviest elk I've ever done in my life that day. Uh, yeah. Because <clears throat> they overloaded the yoke. So I was, our yoke weight was supposed to be 650. It was like 760. I think we did 750 as a master's. Yeah. I was like, shit, that was heavy. Yeah. Because I did, I was trying to warm up the way, same way Slater was. Mm-hmm. You know, because he'd, he'd pick it and run halfway and drop it and then he'd be done. <clears throat> then let somebody, you know, he would only do like half the run. Oh, that mean, me and him both warmed up pretty much the same way. Yeah. Well, I was got, doing what y'all were doing. Yeah. And a lot of people would like, I got to run it the whole way. No, you're about to run it the whole way. There's no need to warm up for the whole way. Yeah. So when I saw y'all doing that, I took it to heart. I was like, fuck, if they're doing it, this one, I won't do. Yeah. I mean, because you think we've already deadlifted. We've done this and this and this. Yeah, this is event but, number four of the day. So if you're not warmed up by now, uh, you've done something wrong or you've mm-hmm. been just sitting on the sideline. So uh, the last pick I did on the yoke was 615. And it felt good. Like, all right, I can move with this. So I went and wrapped my knees. <clears throat> and they're like, athlete ready, go. And I picked it up. And my body was like, this is entirely fucking different. It's like something is very wrong here. And I only dropped it once. I was I was upset that I had to drop it one time. But then I had John Bass and Jared yell at me, tell me that I was a bitch. And <laughs> to pick it back right. up. So I was like, all right, here we fucking go. And then I went, almost passed out. Because I, I dropped it, I bent over to pop my knee wraps, and everything went, my vision did this. Wow, wow, wow. And then I felt John Bass's fucking gorilla hand on my back. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, this picks, <laughs> picks you up like a kitten. Come on, we'll we'll make sure you don't die. Well, it was the same thing after the stones. Like, I did my last rep on the stones, and I went to go for number 11, and I almost passed out. And I'm still, you can see it on the film, I'm stumbling backwards saying, I'm done. And I missed my footing once and started to go back. And here's John Bass. Come on, buddy. And almost carried me to the chair. And I was. No, this was at Fox It Up in Pensacola. Oh, okay. That was about May. May May, May last year, yeah. May 12th. Felt the blast year. Got it. That was a lot of fun. I know know it was very taxing for him to do that. But if he did it again, I would do it again. I would suggest anybody that's new to put on a comp, I would go talk to Josh. Because the way he did it, just the the athlete uh, outline and mm-hmm. then just the way he promoted it, whatever. And now he got shafted at the uh, the end with some of the promoters not showing up or whatever. But yeah, I, that's on them. But the dude, just the way he put on things was like phenomenal. I agree. So reach out to our boy Josh Fox if you ever want to know what it's like to to do your first comp. Because I think it went pretty smooth for your first time ever. Yeah, ever doing a promotion like that. I think it went pretty damn smooth. I mean, he had a, a lot of great resources. I mean, he, uh, I wasn't as active in it as uh, Damien and Chris. I mean, he reached out and asked me a couple of things. But, you know, Chris and Damien, shit, dude, they've been around for a while. They've ran Alabama. I've been there with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure Fox reached out to Slater. Oh, He's yeah, been, I'm sure. I, so, I mean, he had great mentors right there to assist him along. Yeah, oh, yeah. He had the right people around, oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. And Big Bad Santa was there. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's where I finally got the meeting. That's the ass he asked about the wedding pants, which Drew was a part of. <laughs> For me or everybody else? Yes. Both. <laughs> For me, it was horrible. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a story about Chris Stewart being like, "Don't turn around, don't, don't yeah, Chris Stewart. Oh, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of stories. 
stories from that wedding. I think the story of the pants actually might outshine the fact that your your friend got married. A little might, bit. Maybe. I hope not. <clears throat> like, I hope not. But at the same time, it's like, oh, the wedding pants and not the Fox wedding. It's just the wedding pants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not particularly <laughs> happy about that, but uh, definitely, definitely the wrong size. <laughs> yeah. Because weren't yeah. they slims? They were slims. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've, I've seen pictures from the wedding. So yeah. Pictures. And visual doesn't. Yeah, visual. no. Yeah, being there, that was different. That's why I met. That was probably the second or third time I met Jonte, and that <laughs> that was that was a funny interaction. When I came down the stairs with them pants on, he looked at me and said, "God damn!" <laughs> so I just recently listened to the episode with him on there. Yeah. Oh my god, that was a blast. Uh, the whole episode. <coughs> I'm getting back in here. Good, good. <clears throat> Shout out Jonte Brown. Raw dog food. Check him out on the gram. Doing great things. Yes, sir. I don't have anything. I'm just here. She she was the one who muted the microphone. I didn't want to like breathe into it. <laughs> Catch it. Okay. Mm-hmm. A weird one. Weirder. Whatever. Anyway, do you think nothing that got picked up? Anyway, um. I just lost my train of thought, Drew. I apologize. That's all good. We, it, was it was about happens. the pants. It, uh, no, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was not. Where what what number were you in line at the on the groomsman side? I was on the the tail end. I was the very last one. You were the very last one. I think so. Okay, I was number two. <laughs> Who was number one? Jonte. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was between Jonte and Chris Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> It, then it went Damien, and I think it was me. Was it? I think so. But mm. No, there there might have been somebody else. Oh, there was a bunch of us. I mean, it was pretty much all the guys in Strong Crew. So it was you, me, Damien, Chris, because I think Chris and Damien were right behind each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler was in there. <clears throat> I don't think Trey was in there. Lulu, Lewis. Um. Will Irvin, his brother-in-law, he was in there. We'll have to go back and look at pictures. We'll have to go back and look at the picture. But yeah. Did, didn't you say the uh, the audio while everybody was at the altar got lost? It did, yeah, and that's yeah, very was, unfortunate because yeah. that shit would have been absolutely fucking hilarious. They probably deleted that on purpose. They must have because we all, all of us said something to him about not losing that audio because yeah. of how funny it was. I feel like that would have been fantastic to have for the podcast. Oh, bro. Just just use that as an intro into one of the episodes. Oh, yeah. Hearing Damian Norris poke me in the, you know, pinching me on the ass. I can't even grab these fuckers. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I'm pointing at the photographer who was pregnant with her belly button sticking out. That's what normal dicks look like. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, D. Appreciate it. Yeah. Did I tell you what did I tell you what Albie said when I met him? Oh. <laughs> Chris Stewart, him and Chris Stewart were standing talking. I walked up and I shook his hand, you know, because I knew who he was, you know, followed him on Instagram and all that good stuff. Shook his hand, introduced myself, and then he turned to Chris Stewart and he said, Oh, is this the guy with the pants from the oh, wedding? Wow, that's awesome. And I was like, Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's made it to Oregon. Shit. <laughs> How's the brownie? Since you got one. There's another one right here. You want? <laughs> now where's that? No. I'm a, I'm a drink. <laughs> I'm a drink, my drink. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's real good. 
I hope so. I still forgot what I was about to ask you, Drew. I apologize. Anyway, somebody else can talk now. I mean, I don't have to be the only one that talks on the show. I really don't do much talking. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Well, now now's your chance, sir. I'm good. I'm just I'm just listening to learn. Well, what do you want to learn? Yeah. Um. We have a very accomplished athlete here that can tell right. you about a lot of stuff. I do stuff. got a question when it comes to deadlifts. As someone who has a back surgery and currently putting off a neck surgery and a shoulder surgery, would any form of deadlift be good to do for me to help me strengthen my back up? I would suggest doing planks. Okay. Honestly, I wouldn't do any deadlifts. I mean, because you, ha- you have to work to stabilize your core and stuff like that. And in essence, you're also having to keep your back straight. Hmm. So I would actually start there. I wouldn't do any kind of deadlifts because I don't know what limitations you have or anything like that. Well, I mean, they technically don't have any limitations mm-hmm. from doctors, but my body says otherwise. Uh, um, the the most limitation I can tell you when it comes to walking is right now my left leg is doing my, what my right leg used to do. My right leg wouldn't actually, I couldn't walk on it. I'd pick it up and it just kind of swings forward. Like I had to force it to go in front of me. Um, now my left leg is starting to do the same thing. Uh, like putting weight on it's okay, but mm-hmm. I'm having to limp and pick up and just let it swing instead of, <laughs> instead of stepping and, and propelling myself forward with my, with my legs, uh, my shoulder. If I hold too much weight on it for too long, it'll go completely numb. So the rest of my arm will go numb. Uh, are you saying that's holding weight, something like overhead or just your arm straight out? Anything or? from anything out and up. Out and up. Yeah. Go I don't no, I haven't had any. I haven't had a surgery on my arm yet. No, I'm talking about my shoulder issue. My hand. So my hand. Um, if I had my arm bent like this, from this up, from these two fingers down, my entire arm would go numb, and then go up my arm. I had a nerve and a tendon uh, go from the side of it to underneath. Mm-hmm. How I don't know. I don't know how I didn't feel it tear or whatever. And the doctors are just like, we don't know how this happened. You didn't feel it. So. I have I have pretty good bit of issues going on. I'm just trying to figure out what I could do to, as a workout to get them strong again. Uh, you could probably do like uh, go old school, do like uh wheelbarrows, move move yeah. wheelbarrows, uh, pick up uh, the sandbags mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, you necessarily don't have to deadlift. I tell people right now, uh, I would focus more on moving your body. Yeah, because you're gonna have that for the rest of life. I mean, <clears throat> you may never pick up weights again, but you've got your body. You got to be able to use to move that. Right. And I tell people like, as you know, unless you're really gonna do it for a competition or anything like that, there's really no need to do it. Well, I would like to try to get strong enough to do one, like just one competition, and see what it's like. The only cre- the only different thing I would tell you to do. <clears throat> And I wouldn't do something crazy. I would say RDLs, just because that's going to engage. It's going to engage the muscles in your low back, but it's also going to engage your glutes and your hamstrings. But there's still other stuff you can do to do that without having to do RDLs. So there's that. As far as your shoulder goes, I can show you some of the rehab stuff that I've been doing with my shoulder that you can start doing, and because uh, I have noticed a difference in and all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, remind me, and we'll <clears throat> we'll do some of that stuff. But 
um, I would focus on everything around whatever you're having an issue with and build the muscles around that. Which I think, carries, which is, wheelbarrows, yeah, planks. Which like I would that. say is, is what Andrew's saying. Yeah. You know, build muscles around what you're having issues with. And then once you've got a strong core to build that off of, then start engaging that problem area very slowly and very, very consistently to build the strength up in that, which is what I've told you for a while now. Yeah, and I, I'll go and do it, and then something comes up where I got to have a surgery, and it's just back. Stop so, having surgeries. I mean, simple fix. I know, right? right. Well, things are well, things are going to hurt. Like it's it's no secret that things are going to hurt. There's some pain that you're going to have to work through, and there's some pain that you're going to have to realize. Like, all right, we need to shut it down. Well, pain, like pain, is not the issue. It's the fact that I would be able to hold something, and it would drop to the floor, and I wouldn't know why because I didn't let it go. Mm-hmm. Like the. Um, the, whenever I was welding overhead at one of my old jobs, um, I was welding overhead, and I couldn't figure out why the the mid gun was going away from my weld. And so as I'm welding and going across from uh, right to left, it just dropped out of my hand. And I'm like, uh, I didn't let it go, so why is it on the floor? Fast forward to where I'm at now, I'm grinding and taking care of everything I need to grind, get a nice, smooth, prep rated weld. And I, I have the grinder in my hand as I go away from me. As I come back, it's just on the floor again, and I didn't drop it on purpose. I had I had full grip on it, both hands, and then the standard is just on the floor. So, yeah, pain is not the issue. It's the loss of literal strength in what I was doing and not being able to hold what I was using. That's, yeah. that's been my issue because up to about four years ago, I was super active playing like softball and different things like that running moving and whatnot and then progressively just stuff happened to where i didn't have physical strength because whatever position i was in i would lose everything so yeah working through the pain is not the issue for me it's being able to physically have the strength while i'm working through it was yeah. my issue was well, what pain to work through is what i was getting at oh yeah okay i see what you're saying <clears throat> but but yeah, yeah. That's Drew. so that drew smarter than i am yeah, that's that's been my that's issue. That's a bad claim. That's, I wouldn't claim. That. No, I, I am. I know what I'm capable of. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that's been that's been my ailments is that it's not necessarily not being able to do the things. It's that whenever I go to do the things, my body fails prematurely. Is what I'm getting at. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! That's not premature. It just doesn't happen anymore. Anyways, what are you doing, sir? But, uh... <coughs> no, you're doing great. I know you don't want to have another surgery, but is there a way... I mean, can they go in there and repair it, or is it... Just, they can't. I would love to hear the question, but it was real loud. I know, right? I highly doubt it. Now, I, I know you don't want to do surgery again, but mm-hmm. are they able to go in there and repair it, or is it just like, well, it's already done? Um, so I haven't done the shoulder and I haven't done the neck. Uh, the neck is more worrisome to me than the shoulder. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have told me that at the particular moment, I'm kind of like on a 50, 50 thing. If I do something right, I won't get hurt. If I do something wrong, there's a chance from the neck down. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Um, cause they, they told me basically what's going on in my neck is that two of the, <clears throat> two of the discs, are starting to get uh, compressed, and then on top of that, the vertebrae starting to turn 
and it's causing it, uh, like actual nerve issues. But they'd have to go in there and put some rods or whatever. They wouldn't put rods. They they told me they would take titanium plates. <laughs> they would take the the plates, turn the vertebrae back, put the plates in where the discs are, and then they would screw them into place. So I don't know. I don't know if that would qualify as a fusion because there's no rods. They would just kind of screw the plates through the vertebrae. I think is how it got explained to me. But um, there wouldn't be any rods in my neck, from what I was informed. Yeah, because that that was one of the big concerns I had when I was talking to him. It's like, would it be a fusion? How? Could, Jesus, Josh. Uh, would it be a fusion, or would there be a way to fix my neck without me, you know, to, to learn to learn to look right again? I'd have to turn my whole body. Yeah, kind of thing. So that's like that's been my big concern, and that's why I haven't worked out in I don't know how long. Is because of all the things that's been going on. I would say start small, learn how to do body movements, functions, stuff like that before you actually try to get into some weights. So that's. That's what I would suggest. Yeah, I understand. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. And then, like I said, I was, with all the strongman stuff going on, I just I'm just kind of here to listen and to learn and see what I could possibly use in the future to help me out. Yeah, yeah. So, are you okay, sir? Hey, fantastic. Because we heard you as well as the microphones heard you. Dad really? noise. Yeah, yeah, they really? did. Yeah. You had like a hold back information. Come on, be the fat bitch you are over here on the couch. Why did you break the brownie in half? Conservative. <laughs> Today. Today. Right. But yeah. So, what uh, what did you do to rehab your arm? Uh, I did body weight stuff. I used bands. I did mm-hmm. push ups. Uh, started at a high elevation and then worked myself down uh i wouldn't do anything with free weights i'd stayed on the machines mm-hmm. um i did pt i wasn't happy with it the way they did things because i you know they were very used to the normal person the average joe coming in there yeah uh not saying i'm a skilled athlete by any means but i you know I should have been done different just yeah. because of what I'm able to do right. or was able to do. Um, but yeah, biggest thing was, was pushups, dude. Just a okay. lot of pushups. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have to look into that because I know, I know me pressing off of stuff. Like, if I had to, uh, the way I put this. Like pushing vehicles, like helping people move things out of the way, mm-hmm. or just moving stuff around my house. Like I could do, I could do it for an ex- a certain amount of time, and then I know that things are starting to get weak. Yeah, because I start losing feeling in my hands and in my arm. Like one day, I had a, I was, I don't remember what I was pushing. I think it might have been someone who's stuck on the side of the road, maybe been van or something. And as I'm already pushing them, as I'm going, I can feel, I can feel my arm. Just losing strength, and I, I stopped losing like feeling of the van itself as I was pushing it. So, like in that aspect of things, I'm not sure if I was as I was start doing pushups, if my arm having that pressure against it like that would cause that kind of issue again. Well, like I said, uh, and nothing else. Maybe you can start off like the side of this couch or whatever. Yeah, something that's at a high elevation, mm-hmm. 
and just kind of just play with your limits of where you yeah. can what you can handle i can do that and i got i do have uh bands in the in the room i got three different levels i think i got easy medium hard or whatever it is yeah. they, they describe it so i have those in the room and i use them from time to time um if i need to stretch i'll put it on one side of the door close it and then I'll yeah. do it like that um so i have different ways to do like the body weight or like the tension weight and stuff um yeah, I'm, I haven't done free weights in I don't know how long. Right? Yeah, I just uh, just got back into bench pressing. Okay. You okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just here. Okay. Just make sure you're all right. I'm great, sir. You feeling good? Yes, sir. And those brownies are delicious. With or without the Oreo. <clears throat> We talking about without the Oreo. She doesn't like the Oreos. Did you get a part of the brownie that didn't have any Oreos in it? I don't know. I just grabbed it and ate it. I thought it was all Oreo. Guess what I'm saying? Like I thought that all of that was like Oreo on the bottom and on the top. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Don't worry about it anymore. <laughs> We're all confused. I'm I'm good. I'm still trying to figure out how she doesn't know a quarter and quarter equals a half. <laughs> yes, actually. Because I use math every day for my job and I have to. Yeah, same. No, I don't. Yeah, whoever is like, you're going to use math every day. Don't you add numbers because you're like kind of an accountant thing? No. Oh. I use math every day. Either with grade changes or with dirt. It's literally a math problem. How old is this person? Yeah, good job. You're using math every day. Cool, but like not in the sense <laughs> of making the brownies. Okay, so we need to get John Stewart back in here so he can explain to you how math is everywhere. <clears throat> you know that math is an ish. Ish. Math is an ish. Like when you when you do measurements, every measurement is in an ish. Yeah. Hear John Stewart talk about physics. Is is wonderful. I was like, talking. I was talking about uh, Neil Tyson DeGrasse, or the way he explained math to uh, Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Whatever, I don't care. I, I love do. listening to him. Yeah, just he's wonderful. He, just the way he explains things, yeah. regardless of how it's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was explaining to Joe Rogan uh, that the width of the ticks on a tape measure has a name, and every tick has uh, is an ish mark. So when you say I need this cut at five eighths, if you look at it. It could be five eighths on the front, five eighths in the center, or five eighths on the back of the line. So I do measure that way, Alan. Actually, <clears throat> like if it's five eighths, like if it's three, like three and five eighths, I will measure to the next sixteenth because of the blade to try to keep the five eighths in the center. What? Why? The Why thickness what? of the blade. I get the, what you're saying. The thickness of the blade. Yeah. Why are you cutting it with the center of the blade? Where the fuck else are you supposed to cut it? There's a reason why it's called leaving the line or taking the line. No, I take the line. Like I measure a sixteenth above to take the line to be at the measurement. Okay. Now it makes sense <clears throat> of why you're doing it. Okay. Because I I was taught to lead the line. No, I was not. Oh, okay. I was also taught on a tape measure that did not have fractions. I didn't learn on a cheater tape. Yeah, neither did I. I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying 
that <coughs> Jeff Odom did not have a fucking tape measure anywhere that had fractions on it. Yeah, the tape measure is a fraction tape. Yeah, but I'm talking about like that had the like you know. Eight. He gets it. I, I get what he gets it. Okay, fuck. I get it too. But I'm just saying, like, it didn't have. It was like one lines two. Like when I counted one time and said and told him how long it was, you know, it's like it's 17 and four lines, and I got hit in the head with a square. And he said, "Bring me that goddamn tape measure." And I learned that day what a an eighth and a sixteenth and a quarter and a half. And I learned all that stuff that day <coughs> violently. <laughs> Yeah, I learned my uh, my fractions on on a ruler by using a graphic designer's ruler. So I had a try side. So I learned eights, sixteenths, thirty seconds, and sixty fourths at fucking ten years old. I not knowing that I did that. I got a graphing calculator when I was in high school, and that was a waste of money. I wasn't smart enough to use it because I failed the class I needed it for anyway. I didn't. I got a hand me down one. Some from somebody somewhere. I don't remember who or what. I bought mine myself. <clears throat> I didn't. I, found I never. Somebody. I never needed one because I didn't think I'd have a job that I would have to worry about that kind of stuff. And Surprise! Here, I am now. here we are. <laughs> I didn't think it mattered with dirt, but I was on the for a long time. I was on the end where it didn't matter with dirt. Yeah. Now I know that it does. Yeah. Well, mine. Pitch and grade, elevation, all that good shit. Yeah. I didn't say I can math. I just know what's going on. Talk to the front of the mic, Drew. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hi, guys. That was fantastic. But yeah, like on my job, I got I to gotta do uh, a variety of things. Like the other day, I finally had a, had a uh, canopy that I had to do a pitch on, which was one over 12. And then I had to break that down from one over 12 to one over eight because what I was using was only eight inches wide instead of 12 inches wide. That sucked. I was not a fan. I deal with more of like time and distance. Yeah, no, I don't don't have to worry about that. Time, distance, even, you know, there at the gym, we got to use percentages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I get my math in. Yeah, no, mine's mine's always in fractions. It sucks. Yeah, and then the other thing is Austell. What? So whenever I worked at Austell, I didn't use standard. We had to use metric. So learning millimeters, centimeters, meters, and stuff like that. Using the metric system has never upset me. It's not bad. We had to use it in the military, so I had to, like, figure out what was the breakdown of it. Mm -hmm. So it was the U.S. measurement, so... Yeah, you used um, meters, millimeters. Yeah, millimeters and kilometers, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that twenty five point four millimeters is one inch. Yeah, and so one mile is what one point two kilometers, something like that. Something like that, because a kilometer is like point six one of a mile. Mm -hmm. Because five k three point two miles, like one meters three point three feet. Yeah. Yeah. But then the standard system is like, we're going to have a measurement like that too. And we're going to have a yard, which is also three feet. Oh, cool. We're still going to use meters because it's better. And a yard is still shorter than a meter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a yard is only three feet. Yeah. It's shorter than a meter by three inches. Story of my life. (laughs) Here's their mule dick. 
<laughs> it's just fun to say I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. You can keep lying to yourself all you want. Okay. I will. I'm going to enjoy this vanilla Coke and vodka that I made. Shout out to Tito's. Yeah, they're not. Not with that attitude. Hey, we have dogs. We love dogs. I do this love is dogs. vodka for dog people. There you go. Says it on the bottle. It does. In red, white, and blue at that. America. Made in Austin fucking Texas. I'm glad you knew that because I didn't. Well, it says it on the bottle too. Well, as someone who drank the other bottle that didn't replenish the current bottle. The guy who bought the bottle didn't give a shit. He just read Tito's. I told you. I'll tell you what. Right, it was fine. there for six months. I'll go get another one. What? That one's full. No, no, it's, no, it's not. Okay, it's two drinks in. It's almost half gone. Oh, have you been drinking it again? It's, no, he had two drinks. <laughs> two drinks is half gone. Yeah. Hmm. I have a problem. That's why I don't drink. Okay. So what about you? What about competitions? When's your next one? I don't know. I got to see what um, I got to see what happens with the shoulder, and um, well, I, I say it's my shoulder because I think my shoulder's fine. I'm just getting through the PT process and all that stuff. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see what my heart doctor's going to say after this trip to Birmingham and all that good stuff. I got another follow up appointment in April, and uh, we'll go from there. I don't know. I got, I already had to back out of Red Brick. Just because I haven't been able to train and I've lost a lot of weight and all that stuff. I mean, we're still going to be there. We're still going to Red Brick. No, I'm not going to compete. When is Red Brick? April 6th. <laughs> Shout out Zach Roundsville. That is a banger of a comp. If you, <clears throat> it's a fun one. It's a lot of fun. And this Baptist Health Complex is an amazing, amazing facility. Is Absolutely it? fantastic. Now, that's not sanctioned, is it? Mm, that's a difficult question. I'm going to say no, just because I don't know for I, sure. I don't think it is. Because they're starting their own sports association in Mississippi. It's called Massa. Okay. So Massa's over that. They've got a powerlifting championship coming there. They've got, they're bringing Highland Games there. They've I'd got like a, to do one of those. I would too. And apparently there's one around here. Yes. I know they're over there in Mississippi, but well, I, just, I think there's I, one in Florida too that's closer. That's a John Bass question. John Bass keeps up with that. Okay. Because we did a big, me, him, and Fox actually did, well, like we were, I think we were going to do a Highland game somewhere and it never happened. I don't know why. I think COVID is why it didn't happen. Okay. But I would totally do a Highland Games. That shit looks like fun. I would like do that fun. just just for shits and giggles. Yeah. I, I, I'd do that one. I ain't got to win that one. That one is the fun. I yeah. want to say they was going to hold a Highland Games at uh, Battleship Park. I think so. If I remember right, they they go between Battleship Park or in Pensacola on Nine Mile, somewhere on, on the strip in Nine Mile. We were talking about it in the Strongman group. I don't know if you were there for that competition, but Josh Lasseter, comp, conversation, Josh Lasseter was the one that was talking about it. No, I was not there for that. Okay. But I just... Because uh, it was a big weekend festival, and one of the days they had a Highland Games competition at the festival. Yeah. Every so often, uh, Battleship... Might have been in Pensacola. Th- that had been, what, a couple years ago? No, it was last year. Was it? Or it might have been last year, yeah. 
I think I know what you're talking about. I think that one would have been in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. I was gonna say I know Bowsha Park. They'll put out like um like a yearly event every so often, whenever they get enough events for the year to do that kind of thing. I want to say they had it uh, on the list because they are doing rugby. I think it was like every second Sunday of the month they were doing rugby games, and then whatever rugby wasn't being played, they would have other events on there. I think something else I want to try to do this year, if I'm going to stay on the lighter side, because <clears throat> I had a goal to be 300 pounds, and I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Well, you, uh, you need some more brownies. Then. I need some you more need, brownies. You need a lot more brownies. <clears throat> and trend. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing trend. I don't want to grow a vagina. Anyway, um, I want to do uh, Tunnels to Tower 5K. What? Continue. No, no, no. What was that? I didn't say anything. <laughs> Nothing was said. Nothing was said Nothing at was all. Hence is why I said continue. But there was a chuckle. Yeah, she chuckle. chuckled on her own accord. Okay. Anyway, I want to do the uh, Tunnels of Tower 5K. I want to do it as a, as a ruck. Um, are you familiar with what that's about? Uh, yeah, I know what rucking is. Well, no, not rough. What, what the what the Tunnel Tower Five K is? No, I, that I do not. Okay, so it's Steven Stiller. It's nine eleven related. He was it was his off day on nine eleven, <clears throat> and he was playing golf with his brother, I think, and he got a phone call about about nine eleven about the World Trade Center. It was like the first plane had just hit, so he left the golf course and shagged ass to his fire station where he worked. And he missed the truck, so he grabbed his gear and threw it in his personal vehicle and shagged ass towards um, the Twin Towers. He got stuck in the tunnel. So he grabbed all of his gear and ran three and a half miles from, I want to say it was Brooklyn. I don't know that for sure. And (laughs) ran from there all the way to the Twin Towers with all of his gear Uh and I, get, I think he made it there in time to go in with his crew, and none of them came back. None of them made it out. <clears throat> so that is the, it's the Steven Stiller's Tunnels to Tower, t- Tunnels to Tower 5K. Mm-hmm. And um, I was supposed to do it a couple of years ago, but I didn't get a chance to. Where they hold it at? There's one in Mobile. Okay. They do it in Mobile. They start the battleship, and they go, like you go in through the Wallace Tunnel. Nice. Um, so that's where they have it, and I want to do it. I th- well, I think it's ends of the battleship. Would it be for? Would it be the Bankhead or Wallace? I think it's the Wallace Tunnel. No, 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 no. Excuse say, me. It is the Bankhead Tunnel. I don't say. I don't think there's enough space to do that in the Wallace. Well, the Wallace, well, the Wallace is the two lane tunnel. The Bankhead's one lane. Yes, but what I'm saying is there's the sidewalk. Well, they shut the road down. And you just run through the tunnel. Oh, yeah, that makes way more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was supposed to do it a couple years ago, but I didn't get a chance to. So I think I want to do it this year. When is it? Uh, sometime in September. What's I the weight know. on the ruck? Huh? What's the weight on the ruck? Well, it's not actually a ruck, but I want to do it as a ruck. Like, I want to grab either, I want to grab a set of gear and a pack, and I want to do it that way, or I'm going to grab my 75-pound vest and do it that way. Gotcha. Get with John to see what the <clears throat> the gear they use or whatever and see what it weighs out to be. Well, I, don't, I mean, I was firing for 15 years. Oh, okay. I didn't so I can, I can get my hands on it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Yeah, he was he was a volunteer for uh, Loxley. Yep. What uh what did you get up to? You said you worked to a lieutenant. Yes, sir. Why'd you step out of it? It was my time to go. I got you. That is a long story for another day. Ten four. 
Now, it's another well, day that I have not been consuming alcohol. I was going to say, you could probably get the majority of the story on episode 11. Yeah, men's mental health, the mental okay. health podcast we did, okay. which we need to do another one of those. We will soon. And I think we need to get Jim Allen in here when we do it. I was say, there's, there's a few things we I think we need to get straightened out before that conversation happens. I'd come, on, I'd come in on yeah. that. You're not in trouble. But there's, you always think you're in trouble. Because I don't have a high opinion of myself. Okay, well, that's not what I was saying at all. I was okay. saying there's a few other things to get straightened out, like with this. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Indubitably. Yeah, let me know the date. You yeah, want to be in on that? Yeah, I'll come in on it. Hell yeah. Cool. Because yeah, I want to say, I want to say, um, John Bass talked about being on a men's mental health podcast with us. I, okay. I know there's been at least two or three other people who's reached out about it. <clears throat> so, it would honestly, I don't think it would happen here. I think it would actually happen at a firehouse. It was, uh, it was because it was because of the amount of people that reached out to do that. Well, well, yeah, we need to talk about that about doing it at a firehouse. Just a house, dude. No, it's not. I, mean, I get it from your point of view. My, yeah, look at my perspective. No, it's not. I am. No, I am. And as someone who's trying to shut that stuff off, if you think about it, it's just a house. Just a house. Well, I would love to think it was just a house. <coughs> but I couldn't. And one of the reasons why I got out was because I couldn't separate it anymore. I got you. And the, whoo, that's a long, I get, whoo, I lot of shit on that from. one, bro. Like I said, I understand where you're coming stuff. from. So I, I was, can tell you what my 9mm tastes like. It's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons why I got out. So here we are. As a matter of fact, Jake, I believe Jake held that pistol for almost a year. It wasn't a year. It was about six months. It was a while. It was, well, I know was, I didn't carry that pistol for about a year. Yeah, I held it for six months. Yeah, it stayed in the stayed in the dresser. Yeah, it was a while. But that's neither here nor there. We're not trying to bring it down. We were talking about you, bro. What you want to talk about? We, we you tell me. Uh, let's see. <laughs> well, like I said, I got I went to college. Uh, a lot of people don't know that actually. Uh, I'm an art major. A heart major? Art major. Art. Art, yeah. Oh. I worked, I worked with glass. I did glass glass blowing and did uh glass uh sculptures. What uh what got you into that? Uh, I've always been gifted with drawing. Mm-hmm. So uh as actually going to South to be um do PT, do physical therapy. Okay. And I was like Going back to math, like all this math you got to do for it is like, I knew my strengths. I was like, fuck this. I ain't doing it. Yeah. So I dropped out of it. And then uh, they was opening graphic designs at that time. So I got into graphic design. And just the people in there for graphic design were like, just, they were assholes, really. I mean, they just, <laughs> they wasn't down to earth. They were so stuck up in themselves. And I was like, this is not the group I want to be in. And at that time, they started, uh, they opened up glass blowing. Yeah. As part of the, the class over there. So I took, uh, I think it was their second semester of having it. So I went over there and it's it like, I fell in love with it. Cool. So it was, uh, I could just pop my music in and just mm-hmm. get to work. I could, didn't have to really listen to anybody. What goes, what goes into designing as you're, as you're building your glass piece? Do you, do you pre, pre-plan it out? Do you just kind of go with the flow of it? Uh, at that point, I mean, I don't get to do it anymore because I mean, there's not a, a call for it around here. I mean, there, I know there's like 
some glass shops that are around here yeah that does the blowing but um when i was when i was doing it i focused more on the kiln side uh where it's like you make the plates and mm-hmm. sculptures and molds and things like that i enjoyed right. that more because i got to work with my hands right um but yeah you'd start off with a sketchbook a couple ideas how it looked and so forth and you start you know you can only cut the glass at a certain thickness mm-hmm. um and so forth so i mean it's like it was a process the reason i was asking is that that's always been something that intrigued me like learning how to do designing glass and stuff like that because at one point i just wanted to go make my own whiskey glasses mm-hmm. just so i could say hey i made this no one can ever take it from me kind of thing yeah i get what uh, that would be like more of a glass blowing yeah so i mean that something like that uh for me knowing what goes into that's really a beginner's thing and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that yeah well that's it was just that kind of thing that intrigued me is what it was what i'm getting at because you can get complicated and it's, a, it's a thing called marini where you, basically you're stacking glass and you're pulling it out stretching it mm-hmm. and then it's like little tiles basically and then you can form it or do whatever you want to with it huh okay i didn't know that's what that was called yeah because yeah, there's there's a few people that follow on Instagram and stuff like that that that's their job that is all they do all day long, and they've made some really cool stuff. I watched uh, one person they made an entire old warship out of glass, and oh, just, yeah, just watching that process was insane. Oh yeah, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of us that did thesis, and for a thesis we had to put on shows and stuff like that. Um, I think when we do men's health. I'll actually bring those in because each one was like a mask, like skull mask. Mm-hmm. It's like basically uh, we're all the same underneath, mm-hmm. but we each uh, we view each ch- each uh, we view uh, each other differently. Right. So every person, cool. yeah. every person has a mask. Yeah, yeah. I get that, but yeah, that like that kind of thing has me intrigued. And then there's been the people that's now doing welding designs. Have you ever seen anything like that? Mm. So what they'll do is they'll they'll etch out a design on a on a stainless steel sheet, and they start welding. Well, with stainless steel, you can change the colors. You can do blues, oh, yeah, blues, reds, browns, golds, stuff like that. Yeah. And that's part of the design. I've I've never welded stainless. I've only welded steel and aluminum. And uh, you know, with with aluminum, it doesn't change color. And if it does, you've done something extremely wrong. <laughs> uh, when with steel, steel is just <coughs> You could you could weld steel with anything basically, yeah. but it like that kind of stuff intrigues me very much. Just the the way people's minds work to make that kind of design is yeah. it's always curious to me. Because like what what did you do to have that thought pop in your head, and then how did you get the ability to do this? Because there's some people that they're just great at it. It just came to them naturally, and like myself, I had to, I had to. I've been doing welding now for consistently close to 12 years Yeah. now. So like, I'm good at what I do, but I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it, it's definitely a lot goes into it. Cause you're sitting there, you got to come up with a theme, come up with the process. What can you, or can't you do? Cause there's like, you're very limited on what you can do with your, your medium. Mm-hmm. And then, like how long you gotta let it sit in the kiln and let it cool, cool down. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> I was trying to be subtle. But it's one of the it's one of the times I wish we had video. <laughs> oh wow. That was great. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh boy. I was not ready. I was not ready. <laughs> Always be surprised. <laughs> gotta keep, keep them on, on their toes. toes. <laughs> what was that? They probably picked that up on the mic. <laughs> I don't know if it did or didn't, but I'm the visual of anyway. it was fantastic. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hell. Sorry, I just, I, you were talking, and I wasn't going to be like, hey, move the fucking microphone closer. So I was trying to tell you, yeah. hey, hey, that's that's my job here. But before we were interrupted, uh, yeah, this <laughs> Fuck. is. <laughs> but it's like, uh, you're very limited to, on what you can do with the medium. So it's mm. like, what you can and can't do right i mean it makes sense it makes a lot of sense like uh there's certain curlers you can't mix together because they uh they'll mute each other out right or like uh some colors are like white white's a stiff color so it's it's hard to <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm sorry Get your mind out of the gutter. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's exactly what happened, and I apologize. It's so a white. White's white. real stiff. Uh, yeah, white's real stiff. Very oh, I'm letting it go. Y'all continue. <laughs> hey, man, you're the one who had on the pants. I had? Yeah. Uh, the- oh, God, he's leaving. Oh. He's like, I'm not gonna finish it. <laughs> he is. So, good. so bad. Any Hoosers. Oh, beautiful. Hey, gorgeous. Anyways, what I was getting at is um I was just debating on whenever I can afford to buy a welding machine to have here at the house is doing stuff like that. What's wrong with the one you had? Well, that's a MIG gun. Oh, the, you want a TIG gun? Yeah, I want a, I want a TIG rig, is oh, what yeah, I want. Okay. Because like with the mid gun, you can't really do like you can do designs like that, but w- with stainless, the the color changing in my opinion is harder with a mid gun than it is a TIG TIG uh, machine. Because with a TIG machine, you can add in more voltage, take away voltage all by your foot or your thumb, however it is you have your, your rig set up, um, and then just with the TIG rig, you can do more like precision welding than you can with a mid gun. Or stick welding, so I wish I'd learned how to stick weld. I'm not good at it. It's it's not as hard as what you think. Well, I know it's not as hard, but it's just not something I ever grasped because I tried. I've tried stick welding many, many times. As a matter of fact, when we were working on Cletus that night, I tried stick welding some of that. But what is this? What does that look for? I remember this. I remember that too, because I was like, "Hey, I want to try to learn, but I don't think this is the fucking time." Because we were putting a substantial amount of weight on those welds, and mm-hmm. I was not the guy. I know. I just wanted to learn. Oh, well, every chance you get to learn is a is an opportunity you should take. Yeah, no, I, I was. I'm learn just, by I'm fucking up. Well, that wasn't the, no that that no that, that wasn't a fuck so, up we needed. What we were doing is that we were building slash reinforcing the bumper. Um. So Cletus, Cletus was our 2001 Ford F450 that had a Cummins 12 valve in it and a Granny Low uh, four speed, and we were using it to pull goosenecks and whatnot, which wasn't the problem. The problem was whenever we would pull a dump trailer that we would borrow, because in the dump trailer we was also hauling a 10,000 pound skid steer. So 
Yeah, how much did it weigh? <clears throat> yeah, it was right at ten. I'm sorry. Um, if we'd have had a cab, it'd have been heavier. That's why I was I was thinking about the, the math. I was doing the math in my head. Yeah, of that machine and the horsepower of the machine and the weight of the machine and all that stuff. Well, the Komatsu was ten thousand. I think Aaron's Bobcat was like twelve. <laughs> Aaron's is twelve because he's got a cab. What yeah. are you laughing at? Mm. Whatever. Anyways, yeah. So on <sighs> that particular section of what we were doing, that's not exactly the time to learn because you want the people who know how to weld to weld the things to get the bracing to be stiff enough. But there was some stuff he could have welded onto the bumper that would have been fine if he wanted to. It's just the location of where we needed the proper welds. Kind of more my thing, and then a buddy, a buddy of ours, phenomenal human named Cody. Uh, he was there helping us out too. The hell chicken. That is actually his handle on Instagram. <laughs> he yeah. uh, he has a um, he has a challenger, and it's called the Hell Chicken. Nice. He builds audio stuff. I'll show you some pictures. It's, it gets nuts. But anyways, yeah, he he's a welder over at also as well, and so. Uh, yeah, we called him up because he had a stick machine. I had a, I had my MIG gun, but I don't think I had gas or or something. I think I think it was acting up. Well, and that and you wanted you wanted to be able to burn the welds hotter. That's right. Yeah, his so his machine can burn harder than what I have uh, for for what I can use off my little rig. His uh, his I think could burn almost twice as hot as what I have. Gotcha. So. And his was stick. Yeah, his was stick. And mine's a MIG. And uh, the thickness of the weld that he can do with a stick was is thicker than what my gun, my whole machine could run. I got you. So that's that's more along the lines of what it was. So you needed something that was thicker. Yes. Oh, okay. That's what she said. <laughs> Probably why she left too. It's whatever. But anyways, yeah, that particular round, uh, he didn't get to learn how to weld then. But when he decided to break the trailer in half, he got to learn the weld then. I sure did. How did we break the trailer in half? Well, Go what ahead, Josh. happened was... <clears throat> Explain that day. Well, so the absolutely amazing person that we were using said trailer from till we got our own, he had his way because the trailer and the skid steer that we were using and the tra- skid steer that we were in the process of buying was from the same guy. And he told us he had this big fuck chunk of wood that he would put under the end of his trailer. Said, 12 by 12. Yeah, big fuck chunk. You had to use this to keep the trailer from flexing. Well, we're at my house one day loading up getting ready for our next job may have been getting ready for the next day we were loading up the way the next morning we could probably just get it and go well something happened that either either i didn't put the block under the trailer or it slid and the the block wasn't there so as i'm climbing the machine up into the trailer the frame fucking like almost tears in half on both sides and then i saw jake's whole Everything, mind, body, and soul, and the color in his face drained immediately. And the child that we had working for us, I thought he was having a stroke because all of a sudden he's just like, oh, 
And I was like, hey. It was bad. Something, it was real bad. Something changed what's happened. And he said, you need to get out and look. And I got out and looked. And I was like, oh, my fucking Jesus. <coughs> Literally, this trailer's almost broken in half. And us being who we are. Oh, God. It oh, came no. unplugged. Uh-oh. Oh, no. We can take okay. care of it. It still, here, it still hears us. We'll take care still of it. It still hears us. Anyway. Yep. Um, well, us he, being he who we are, we had to, like, we told the guy oh. that we were using the trailer from what happened. You know, Just tap what, on the mic. Like, we didn't have. Yeah. Oh, oh is it working again? Yeah, yeah. it fixed I knew we had to put it back in. No, well, it's not that. Because it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the white ones are the stiff ones. <laughs> so, oh, just for clarification, the, the cable for the microphone came out. What happens is normally, whenever it comes out, it will shut the program down. Yeah. And it going back to working without it not fucking anything up is kind of new to us. I put it back in quick enough. Uh, yeah. It's basically what it was. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. We can yeah, that. yeah, we'll keep going with it. Anyways, continue on with the story where you broke something. Um, well, Us being who we were, we were like, okay, we're going to tell him right fucking now. <clears throat> what happened? Well, it's granted, we've already repaired the trailer before. Yeah, because we ripped the doors off of it. We didn't rip anything. Okay, I ripped the doors off of it. <laughs> and that was, ooh, that was a bad day for Josh. Woo, that was a bad day for Josh. Oh, that was a bad day for everybody. That was a bad day for everybody. But continue, but, continue on. Anyway, uh, we called him, told him what was up, and, you know, was like, hey, this is what happened, this is what we were doing, and this is the shape of your trailer right now. And all. All he said was, "Can you fix it?" And we said, "Yes." He goes, "All right, fix it." Yeah, he said he never got never got angry. Nope, never got mad. Never said we couldn't use again. He said, "As long as you can fix it, fix it." Yeah, and we did. Roll with it, and we did. He still uses that trailer to this yeah, day. The trailer's still being used today. Still hauling that same exact skid steer at that. Still hauls it. Yeah, we end up having to get a machine back. We ended up having to give that machine back, which broke my fucking heart because that was such a good machine. It it was. Fuck, that I could machine. At one point, I personally could have bought it, but the particular person I had here at the time said I couldn't do it. Herb. So, anyways, yeah. So the <coughs> the trailer before we fixed it looks like it was a dovetail, like it was proper dovetail. Mm-hmm. So the way we fixed it is we cut the uh, we cut the crack. On both sides. So we cut it down the middle, made it where it was more flexible. We put the trailer on, we, we hooked the trailer back up to their truck, and we took a four ton floor jack that I have. We just started jacking the trailer up. So every time we jacked it up and it started getting flatter, 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 we actually over flattened it. So, yeah. Cause you know, like, if if no one's ever really dealt with metal, you over bend it because yeah. it'll bend back just a hair. So if you want a ninety degree, you bend it like ninety five. Right. So we uh we had it fixed plane level, and then we put on two plates per side, and we fixed it. And like I said, it's still going to this day. And then uh, what else? Yeah, he ripped the doors off of it, so I had to fix that. That was how did he rip the doors off of it? So what happened was we were building something in a place that shouldn't have been built. So we were we were building up a foundation in a backyard in a swamp. So we were adding dirt and sand and more dirt and sand and dirt 
to his, to his backyard and build it up right because they didn't they were tired of it flooding up to their door so we were trying to build it up so that basically would have a berm right. for the backyard well cletus was two-wheel drive cletus was heavy that day and he decided to send ruts down to the axle so when we finally got the trailer to move, because somehow a chain got locked in whenever we started dumping the dirt, the chain didn't release from the hook. So we were trying to figure out every way we could to get the dirt out of the trailer. Well, eventually we had um, <coughs> we had the Tahoe was outside. I used it to pull Cletus, and as we were pulling it, the the drag function of it got caught on the ground and just ripped the trailer doors off. So it, it ripped off, and not only did it rip off, it just swung to one side. So that was impressive. That was a bad day for everybody because the homeowner who, for some odd reason, wanted to help us, which I wasn't upset with that, but I was upset with how he went about it. Um, he decided to run his whole passenger side into the power pole. What compelled him to do that? Being like 85. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically, basically old age ran that one, which he wasn't upset at us. He was upset at himself, but he was like, I probably shouldn't have helped y'all. He was like, you probably shouldn't have. Like this, <coughs> this was our mess up. We could have got it. And don't get me wrong. We already were like, we were shoveling sand out of it, trying to get the weight off of the back of the trailer. Yeah. But it, it was just taking forever. And then finally we got to the point where the trucks could move and he just got caught on it. Yeah. But that was that was a ridiculous day. It was just, all of it was ridiculous. But yeah, that's how we broke that trailer and fixed it two or three times. Eee, sounded like that hurt. You okay in there, buddy? <laughs> you okay? Well, you made noises and we heard it and we were scared. <laughs> Uh, so any users, yeah, we've we've had some adventures when it came to teaching him how to weld because I told him, I was like, you fuck this one up. You're so how do y'all know each other? So I know him through school. Mm-hmm. Like we met in middle school and then you know, you have the people that you hang out with in school and outside you don't hang out with them. And it was kind of off and on well, like you that. You can get rid of him. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tag along. And so one day we were just hanging out talking. I was like, hey, let's start let's let's start our own business. I don't want to work for anybody. You seem like you don't want to work for anybody. Let's just do the thing. And we did. And we've been um like that since about twenty nineteen. When did the bromance The bromance? The bromance has always been there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're late to that party. When did you show up? So this <laughs> one I also met in middle school. But she she hung out with the newly forming emo goth crowd. Uh, everybody, but no, 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 no. That was her people because she, so that was right around the time that like Lincoln Park and all that new metal came out, whatever they I called it. So she she was hanging out with that kind of crowd. I was just everybody. I legitimately just hung out with everybody. Yeah, but it was just a fact that like. It was a, it was a weird combination of how we met too. It, it, yeah, it was. yeah. He's so still one of my best friends. Yeah, but it's just with him, it was an off and on thing through school, and then after school, we started hanging out more, 
And the same thing with this one. It was an off and on thing through school. They just hanging out and stuff. And then after school, we just hung out more. And then uh, with this one, she had some people that she was hanging out with more. And it kind of <laughs> cut her life off. And then I had the, the lady I was with, and I cut, like, everybody off. So, gotcha. and then... So accurate. Anyways, um, and then with Josh, and then with Josh, it was just like it was like what 2018 we talked about making OGC. Was 2018 or 2017? Because we uh, talked about it for a while before it happened. Yeah, we talked about it for a while. I don't remember specifically, and now my brain is not going to be able to recall that information, <clears throat> honestly. But I was at a job that I didn't like, and I um. I just did. I didn't want to be there. Him and I talked, and we talked a few times about working for ourselves. But you know, Jake's hold up, and this is nothing against Jake. He was honest about it. He's like, "I don't know shit about dirt." Cool, I do. That's fine. You can handle all the logistics stuff <laughs> and all the stuff in the background, and I can, I can show you these things with dirt and rock and all that kind of stuff, which I wasn't super experienced with rock as it was, <clears throat> but then people wanted us to do it and they bought it from us. So we're like, I, fuck, I guess we're doing okay. it. Okay. So, Definitely learned on the fly. Yeah. Learn on the fly a couple times, but <laughs> all the time hurricane Sally happened and there were so many people around here just making ungodly money, <clears throat> cleaning up yards, cutting up trees and all that kinds of stuff. So him and I discussed it about starting our own thing. And we did. And that's how we got started was doing debris cleanup after Hurricane Sally. Because we, oh, fuck, we made a lot of money. We made enough. <clears throat> we didn't make a lot. We made enough to keep ourselves afloat. I'd made more money than I ever made in my life at that point. <clears throat> that's okay. just being honest. That I, I made enough money to keep me afloat because I was, I was paying for my house. Yeah. And all the other things. And then once that stuff kind of started to die off, then it was like, okay, we're going to start putting it out of what we want to do, of what we're capable of doing. You know, like we want to be able to do land clearing and we want to do dirt work. We want to do pads when the house pads comes up, which house pads didn't really come up that often because there was, there were other people around here that were way more proficient at it and, you know, had the equipment and we didn't. Well, they also had the contracts. <laughs> that, was, the contracts that was the main too. thing. They, uh, we did a couple of them, you know, like for Aaron Murphy, we did a couple for Aaron Murphy. We so um, well we came from Aaron Murphy. We did we didn't do house pads. We did playgrounds. That's what no, we, we did. did a pad for the the greenhouse in uh, Stapleton Elementary. We did that pad for that. That's right. I forgot about that. And we did one more, but then we started doing the playground stuff for him. But yeah. that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do dirt work. I gotcha. yeah. So, which it worked out perfect because there was a lot of people around here that after Hurricane Sally happened, they was like, okay, well, this is what the water did in my yard. Can you mitigate that? And a lot of the people that wanted us to mitigate stuff, it really wasn't anything that we could control. Like, you know, there's only so much we're going to be able to do. But there was a lot of people that were very understanding of that. It's like, look, here's our suggestion. This is what we've what we've done up to this point, and this is what we're capable of doing. And we need to go farther than that. We are capable of getting help going farther than that. We're not going to tell you that this is going to be a guaranteed fix forever because it's not. There's no such thing. Right. Um, but 
we were we were upfront, open, and honest with every customer that we had of what we were capable of doing and what our suggestion was. And if they didn't want it, they didn't buy it. You know, we were we we had a pretty open policy of like, okay, like I said, this is what we're going to do. This is what our suggestion is. If that's not what you want, then tell us. That's fine. You're not gonna. It's not like we're gonna run you down or like, well, this motherfucker here didn't want to do this and didn't want to listen. No, there's there's nothing that we made. A couple of great jobs that we had were because we went out, made a suggestion, they didn't like it, hired somebody else that fucked it up, and then they called us back. It's like, okay, well, this was our price before plus this, because now we got to fix this dude's fuck up and then do what we yeah, were going to do. Yeah, removal and readdress and all that good shit. That yeah, so well, some of it wasn't even removal. We had to actually bring in dirt to fix his fuck ups or their fuck ups. Yeah, yeah, like which, was, which was baffling. Yeah. On a couple of them, because it was like, hey, he dug this shit out and told us that the water was going to run off of here. Sounds like, like they just rushed the job to move on to the next. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They got yeah. a quick paycheck, did half-ass and half the work, and left and didn't do anything yeah. else. Either that or, like, some guys, they would just do half the work and then dip. Yeah. Yeah, they would just they would just leave. They got their money, they're good, they're done. Yeah, they got, Which, the, they got enough to last for the month or two, and then they would just leave. Yep. Because, uh, so, like, one of our customers, who is a fantastic human, he had a guy come out and uh, he was doing some work on the backside of his property and then just stopped, just left. And the guy's yard was just starting to fill up water. It wouldn't even be a heavy rain and half his yard would be flooded. Yep. And we were like, well, we can fix that as long as we can get back over there and stuff, shove some stuff out of the way. We're solid. We can get rid of this problem easy. And when it came to that particular customer, we didn't charge him extra to fix the fuck ups because all we had to do was just kind of scoot it all yeah. out of the way. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been there's been quite a few times that we had to go behind other people. And as far as I understand, we haven't had anybody come behind us to fix what we did. So that's always a plus. You all right, sir? Yes, I apologize. I was reading. I apologize. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, that's how that's how we met. That's how we met. That's how we've gotten to the where we are now. I got you. And then, um, yeah, it's just been a very intriguing road, too, because he hung out with certain people in school that I didn't really care for. I hung out with people in school that he didn't really care for. But we, as two, you know, independent people got along just like uh, like just like we did. So it didn't matter who we knew at that time is how we got along with each other. We're really boiled down to us starting the job and the company and everything like that. I got you. I yeah. Got you. So. Yeah, life has been okay though. Life's been pretty good when it came to that aspect. I do miss working for myself. I want to do that again here soon, and I'm I got two or three different things to take care of before that can start though. Because uh, I got stuff to take care of with my house and a few other issues I got to fix. So, yep. yeah. Uh, let's see. I met John, or yeah, I met John, and John has introduced me to pretty much everybody else i think that's how everybody else gets me to through john john is just like the big collector of folks and, and introduces everybody he's very good at that yeah i had a uh, yes john, girl i was dating at a time was a student under him uh as a tech or something like that i forgot what she was going for but anyway she introduced me into John. John mm-hmm. introduced me to Jackio. Mm-hmm. Jackio introduced me to Slater. Okay. And that's how I met Chris and Damien. And it's just 
has trickled forth. I'll say, honestly enough, it's been a very intriguing road when it comes to John Bass. In oh, a good yeah. way. It was a good way because it seems like he's found a way to pick out the, the good people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, you have your people say, oh, well, that person's good people. To some they are, to some they're not. But John Bass, it seems like every person he's introduced me to has been phenomenal humans. I don't, I, I will honestly say, I don't think it, if it was for John Bass, I'd probably be back in Strongman. Because when I started, um, I think Slater was in it at the time. I just didn't know him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll exclude him. But uh, but for the most people I was meeting over there were just like assholes. I was like, I'm just, I'm good. I really don't want to be with his folks. Yeah. Um, and I kind of got into powerlifting and was just kind of did and I met a lot of folks through there and they were very much more helpful than the folks at, at Strongman at the time. Yeah. So I mean, and then I did uh use Slater as a coach for powerlifting. I want to say for about a year, something like that. And I just kind of stepped away. It was nothing against him. It was just uh I just stepped away from it from from coaching. That's yeah. all. Yeah, there's there's definitely been a few people that we've met and has been on the show that is is they're just stand up human beings, and Slater's one of them. Yeah, uh, the Tates. He introduced me to the Tates. Are you two having a conversation right now? <laughs> no. no. Okay, I'm just curious because every time his phone goes down, your goes up. Every time yours goes down, his goes up. It's a happy coincidence, but no, we're not. I have texted her in the last few minutes, but no, currently we're not having a conversation. Yeah, because we're we are supposed to be having a conversation. Yeah, just like we were supposed to be having a conversation earlier when you two were having your own conversation over almost almost over us. We were whispering. No, you you were not, sir. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. But yeah. So. Is 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 for me? It's been a pretty inter- interesting road because I, like I said I don't do competitions. I'm honestly scared to live because I don't know what I'll do and possibly fuck something up even worse. I, I would say if it's in the back of your mind that you're gonna fuck up something, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I I want to get stronger, but like getting to the point of like a competition strength lifting, I'm I don't think I'll ever get and, there. And in doing that, you also have to understand where your strengths and uh, your weaknesses are. Right. Like some people just like uh pick a bad competition like if you suck at moving mm-hmm. why are you gonna pick a competition that's solely based around moving um, i mean they don't they just see a competition oh, i'm gonna go do a competition no look at really where your strengths and weakness are before you choose a competition right. so why go spend the money and you're gonna bomb on it when you could spend the money and actually do well and get where you want to yeah it's Maybe it's just play- me because I haven't. It's all about playing the game. The best finish I've had in the sport of strongman ever is fourth, and um, that was actually at Fox. Fourth. <clears throat> yeah, uh, if I had got rep number eleven on stones, I'd have podiumed. It, it, you know, even it's crazy how that works out. It's like I said, it's all about playing the game. I say I, po- I would have podium. I might have. Because him and I, the guy that got third, Andrew Santos, shout out to uh, up and coming strongman, uh, and he's just a great kid. He's he's in his early twenties, and he's already strong as fuck. He's doing so awesome. He was a uh, heavyweight at Alabama. Wasn't he was. He, he was. Yeah. In, we were yeah. in the same class. Okay. Um, anyway, 
Um, because I did I did that at number ten, and then he did that at number ten. So if I'd have got rep number eleven, I'd have beat him in stones. And I might would have podium because there was a five point difference between the two of us at that one mm-hmm. at that point. I mean, I mean, I mean, I may not have, but I think I would have been able to jump him in the points if that would have if I could have got rep number eleven. Yeah, I could be wrong, but it was still great. I, I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not upset <coughs> about anything. You know, I finished sixth at Alabama. I think we had you know, twelve or thirteen guys in in my class. So I mean, that was good. Um. At Mill Monsters, I was a half point out for being in the top five. <coughs> you know, if I'd have, if I'd have got one more clean or whatever, you know, I could talk all day about what I yeah. could have done. It Always doesn't matter. It's if only one more. Like at Red Brick, if I'd have only gone heavier, it is what it is. You know, I'm not upset at any performance that I've made at any competition because I gave it all I had. Yeah, especially at Fox in Alabama because it was for Josh Fox and Chris Slater. Those are. You know, those are two pretty prominent guys here in the sport of strongman in this area, and I fucking let it all hang out for both of them. So I'm not upset. You know, I could talk all day about what I could have done or what I wish I would have done, but I didn't do it that day. And then, so here we are. I mean, I, I, I've had my plenty of comps where I've placed like sixth or seventh, you know, in the middle of a pack or placed last or whatever. I mean, it happens. Yeah, my first comp ever, I placed dead last. But I had a lot of fucking fun doing dead last, yeah. too. And that was just, you know, that was for experience. You, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I met a lot of amazing people at that competition. I got a lot of experience. I know what to do now. I know what I do different now based <clears throat> solely because of that day. So, you know, it's it's not, it wasn't a waste. It wasn't a waste of energy. Oh, no it wasn't a waste. It's no competition a is a waste. Yeah. If you leave a competition disappointed and... And have your head held, and you're not hanging your you're hanging your head, talking about oh I didn't I couldn't do this and all that instead of talking about you know what I'm going use to it. do use it use it yeah use it for yeah use it for the future use it for the next one use it for your training so uh, I'm just I hope that I can even compete this year yeah <clears throat> if I do it may compete in Alabama depending on what the time gap is between getting put back to normal and. Whatever. If not, then I'm I'll I'll look at Mississippi, see what's going on in Mississippi. Or I may just take this year to just try to fucking get back to where I was and then go farther. Go get stronger. Yeah. And <laughs> see what competition looks like in twenty twenty five. Or just pick you a competition that uh you can work yourself up to. You necessarily don't have to do it, just train the for the events. Yeah. Just just see how you do. Well, I'm keeping to my word that I'm not competing as a novice anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be in the open class regardless. Well, welcome. Yeah. <clears throat> and oddly enough, if Chris hadn't had to have um, backed out for personal reasons from Mississippi last this past December, that would have been, well, technically that would have been my second open competition because yeah. Red Brick was open. Like there was, it was <coughs> men's open and women's open. There was no middle ground. Yeah, there was no yeah. nothing. But that would have been like my first sanctioned open class competition was Mississippi, but he had to back out. And, you know, I said, I talked to Fox about it. Cause Fox is my coach. And he was like, you know, he's not going to do it. I don't think I'm going to do it. And he was like, yeah, you competed four times in eight months. You should probably let your body Dude, fucking that, heal. That's another thing. People will, um, compete too much within a year's time frame. Yes. I am very guilty of that. And I can tell you that competing four times in eight months is dumb. I, dude, you're, you're not a, Yeah. It's, it's, it'll take a toll on you. You know, I, I learned that, um, 
towards like maybe like my sixth or seventh year in to doing this it's like you, you got to shut down at some point to let your body recover that's it you have to stop training but you don't have to compete all the time because it, it takes a different level to get ready to compete than it is actually training which might have something to do with why i am where i am right now good very much so i don't know but i can tell you that competing four times in a year is in eight months is dumb because it's 2023 i competed in january January, April, May, August. That's dumb. And uh, what was it? I competed in May, competed in August, and after August, I've, I haven't competed. I've been just focused on training. Yeah, I haven't either. So, I haven't. That's all I've done is tried to train and all that kind of stuff. But then now, when you. Know, you- We have microphones. I know. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the guys that you've had on here, though, that once like Alabama stopped, like once that, they just kind of were like, we're just going to rest. Alabama's tough. Alabama takes a lot out of you. It does. So I. And I don't think it's really much of a physical tough. It's more of like. You got to get through the heat. That's Yes. It's daunting. It's like just, just recovery of that alone. For me to prep for that, I was actually training in the sweater there at AMP. The heat is the sixth event in Alabama. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter what happens it's going to be the hottest day of the year <clears throat> it's going to suck it's going to be a hundred fucking degrees before nine o'clock oh yeah and it's it's going to be miserable and it's going to rain for five minutes and then the humidity is going to be going to just skyrocket two hundred percent yeah a fucking heat index was one eighteen at Alabama on August twelfth two thousand twenty three yes it was like I and, saw pictures and videos of it and like immediately like. To, told friends of mine that I worked with another week. I'm like, I don't, if I never do anything else, I want to do Alabama. They're like, what is wrong yeah, with no, you? No, you don't. <laughs> I'm like, it just looks miserable that and fun. And I know nothing one. about strongman. Oh, and I haven't lifted weights that in like your ever. First one, so there's that. I would say no. But as a first one, no. Even though we've had a lot of people on here, especially women, talking about that that's their first one. You know, Jamie Douglas came on here talking about that was her first one. Yeah. I think Hannah Lindsay said that was her I first was about one. I was to say Hannah Lindsay did. Uh, but those, no, it wasn't Livy's. <laughs> what was Livy's? First, but now Libby's done Alabama. Libby was a powerlifter first. Okay. I'm talking about Jamie Douglas and Hannah Lindsay. Yes. But look at those two people. I'd have to find them on Instagram. You need to. I will. Jamie Douglas and Hannah Lindsay are absolute fucking gangsters. Just hearing them like on the podcast, like is super inspiring. Like to any woman who wants to join the sport. Yeah. Just to be like. I can lift it just like the guys can is great. Oh, you want to know what made me feel like an absolute bitch at mill monster, the open heavyweight women yeah. were doing the same weight as the house as on. A, well, there was on the car deadlift and one other event. Mm, can't remember specifically. Yeah. But the car deadlift and another event was the same weight as the novice heavyweight men, which was the class that I was in. Jesus. You want to talk about feeling like a fucking bitch? That made me feel like an absolute bitch. But you were still a novice, so like you shouldn't. I get it, but like you were still a novice. But I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. Do <laughs> not did do. Still, but I'm a psychopath kind of, and I use that as fuel. I think the true psychopath is Chris Later. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Well, no. Yeah. Here's here's the reason why okay, Chris maybe he's does a different Alabama. Kind. Here's the reason why Chris does Alabama when he does Alabama. Because that's the end of the summer. That's yeah. the end of the tourist season. That's when the that's when you have the first openings 
for events at <clears throat> at the hangout. Okay. That's how that worked out. It I thought he planned it around when wrestling started for him because I know he teaches. Oh, no. that came oh. later. That came later. Came much later. Oh, okay. Okay. It was, it was the the owner of the hangout of why he started when he started. Okay. And then because the first one was at um, what's Ricky Kelly's gym? Um, boot camp. Uh, were uh, damn it, what is it? Alabama strength. Is that where wasn't that where it was the first time? That I wasn't there for the first comp. I think I came in around number six or number seven. Well, that's when I showed up. All of them but one have been held at the hangout. And that's why he holds them at the hangout because that's when the scheduling works for the hangout. I think that's what. <laughs> no. No. The, well, if he was, he, he found the place. He found it. He's yeah. found it every time, apparently. But then the owner of the hangout was like, hey, you're consistent here with this, and this is what you're doing. You're bringing in people. Let's make this bigger. Because he only had one, like, a little section of the pavilion back there that he could use. And then the owner of the hangout was like, no, fuck that. You're going to use all of it back here, which is why he has the space that he has now. I think he said that what, his first comp was, like, only 11 or 12 folks. Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't very now many. he's like up to a hundred plus. Yeah, twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was almost there was almost a hundred this past this past Alabama. The most I've heard of so far was I think twenty twenty. No, it was twenty twenty two. I think twenty two. That's when he bumped it. I th- was it twenty one? He had to bump it to like one forty or some so, shit. Yeah, yeah. A massive. fucking absolute craziness. Yeah, he explains yeah. he explains how he got into that location on his episode. Yeah, but he he spends I think ten or fifteen minutes talking about how everything worked out with that particular competition. I think it was about four years ago he did the platinum. He put on the platinum show, and like everybody that helps him, we we like we swore we were going to quit. Like, yeah, I I cramped up on that. I was like, it, it was awful. Jamie was actually talking about that because I think twenty twenty was the last year they did the platinum package and all that stuff. Yeah, dude, that was um, that was fucking awful. I mean, it, I'd have to re-listen to Jamie that that section of Jamie's podcast because I don't remember specifically. Because it was uh, to just to move the shit was it was heavy, and you have to sit there and do it every time. It was it was rough. I think Alabama this past this past Alabama went went pretty smooth. It was pretty awesome. As, as somebody that's worked it and competed in it, that's been on both sides of it, um. The way Slater had it done last year, I think it moved phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it was great. We were headed what? To, we were at the last event at what? One o'clock? I think so. And it moved great. It moved great. Now I don't like how I went in it because it was just I didn't want to do the carry before the deadlift. That's just personal yeah. choice. But I mean, as far as all the smoothness and stuff, I. Now, didn't, it, didn't it go smoother because he's running multiple events at yeah. one time? Yeah, and everybody before- had a group. So, like, group yeah. one was doing the law, group two was doing tug of war, group three was doing deadlift, and group four was doing the carry. Yeah. yeah. And, and then once everybody got through all of that, um, then it was stones. Yeah. I was because I think before that, he was running it like one group per one event. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, Everybody had to do this one event. Then when that got done, everybody moved to this event kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he said the best one he's done is when everybody was doing a different event. So every yeah, group I think was doing something did, different. Well, I think he did a competition up north, and I think that's where he picked the idea. 
idea up from there. And then, you know, he incorporated it down here and it, dude, it, it ran smooth. Yeah. So the only, the only question I would have is if everybody's doing it like that, was there ever like too long of a cooldown time or no, did, I think it was, was it pretty consistent? It was pretty consistent. Uh, the, I really didn't have any issue of like, of having to rewarm up for an, an event. It was pretty much, it was, I felt like it might've been like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. What it felt like to me, yeah. uh, it might've been longer, but I think it was enough rest time. Yeah, it was pretty much, you're done, you're done, you're done. All right. Then we just have to wait on the bigger group. I think that's usually what the middleweights, the bigger group. Gosh. While you play on your phone. He asked you a question because he's looking Did at he? you. I apologize. Yeah. Middle rates, usually the bigger group. The one, yeah, 105 is usually the biggest group. Yeah. So you, you <laughs> and the second to, one behind that, I would say it's probably the 90s in the novice heavyweights. Yeah. Um. So novice heavyweights, our first, our first event was log. We went log, carry, deadlift, tug of war. Then, but it was yeah. We'd have to wait for the middleweights to finish up before we change change everybody up because weight difference and right. so forth. That way, everybody could start at the same time. Yeah, the way they had it, the way they were trying to run it was the least amount of weight changes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so Damien, because he's lazy, huh? Damien, because he's lazy. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'll but, say it. Okay. <laughs> okay <good. laughs> I don't know the person to say, it, so I'm not. Um, Just agree. You're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> so the, it, I think the main weight change they were trying to avoid was the deadlift, because the I mean our novice, even the novice class, our deadlift was <clears throat> the lightweight was in the 500s, mm-hmm. and the hey, you know, we were 500 or 565. So I think that's where the the tiers went on that. You know, like the lightest started in the dead what the deadlift, and they worked up from there. Which, I mean, it made sense because you didn't want to put weight on, put weight off, put weight on, put weight yeah. off. So, I mean, th- that actually does make sense. But still, Damien's just lazy. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> like like <sighs> I said, you, you say it and I'll just agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Love you, D. <laughs> Maybe. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I don't know who you are, but I'll, I'll just Damien, like you from us. I get that. I'm just saying, like, I'll like you from afar. You're going to send me a message. Hey, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'll get a message in the uh, the. I love him so much, Instagram. man. Yeah. Look, if you're calling, I'll tell you this. And this is not me talking bad about Damien. But I'll tell you, if you call asking Damien a question, you better... You, 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 you better be- have three hours You better time. have time to spare to listen to his answer. Because you will have... Every fucking piece of information you could ever want about the answer to that question on top of his experience with that question that you asked him. And you know better that he never did it, but he has the experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. Well, all right, then. I'll tell you. Dave's, but no, honestly, he's a good guy. He's Kit. such a good guy, and he's such a great ambassador for the sport, and he's a he's a good judge. He's, he's a good athlete. He's, yeah. a great, he's a great person, but... Sometimes, man, dude, once you get him started, there ain't no fucking shutting him off. A little bit long-winded? A lot oh, long-winded. <laughs> that's why he's so big, so he can carry that. That's ah, right. Okay, okay. All right, okay. All right. Yeah. You see him take a deep breath, that's 12 minutes right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just... I was oh, just, I've never seen him take a deep breath unless he ran out of breath. You're right. 
Yeah, I was just curious if there's too long of a cooldown period. I know there's some people that don't like cooldown periods. Like they they just want to go from one. Oh, thing there to ain't another. no cooldown period. It's zero to hundred with Damien. I was talking about. He's talking about the events. I was talking uh, about the event. Talking about the events. Oh my bad. I thought you were talking about Damien still. <laughs> no, no, that's I what we were say, talking about earlier. You know, me being in this one compared to how I've seen competitions, mm-hmm. I think this was the right amount. Mm-hmm. Um. Of of a rest. Okay. I didn't feel taxed for the next event where, right. where I felt uh, like I need to rewarm up. Right. Um, but, uh, other, other comps, it's like you, you've had to wait mm-hmm. and reshuffle, especially, I mean, if you got like 10 guys in a group, then it, and it, then it's fine. But when you start 15, 20, uh, 25, it, it becomes an issue. That makes sense. Because, yeah. like, at powerlifting, we did things called flights, and it's usually um, how many people we got, how much you lifting, and so forth. And then it would, uh, like, okay, you're in flight C and you're number six out of eight. Okay. So now, we, have they ever done where mm-hmm. you had a setup for, say, you had 20 people, mm-hmm. and instead of having just the one bar? You had like two or three, maybe four set up so you can separate that group into smaller groups for the same event. Has, has that been a thing by chance? Yeah, I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Because I'm sure that would help things move along too. The only downside of that is if you, you got have, have the equipment to do it. Yeah, that's that would be the number one issue. Was, Which is where a lot of promoters struggle is getting is getting adequate equipment to run enough lanes to where your competition doesn't take 12 hours. Yeah. And I think Slater also wanted to reduce that as well because he gets that U-Haul van, and yeah, to do something like that, you'd set. I th- he'd, you'd have to have more trailers and more U-Haul vans to to accommodate everything. And I think he's doing it right by bringing, doing more by bringing less. Does yeah, that makes like, sense. He only had to use four logs. He only had to use two axles. He only needed really one set of stones, mm-hmm. and you know. Tug of war is, is tug of war. It's rope. And the carry events that he had, <clears throat> all three of those, well, two of the implements could have weight added to them. Yeah. So with the tombstone and the fire hydrant, both of those could have had more weight added to them. The pillar is what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a, what, a what, telephone pole or pillar yeah, or something uh, like that. Uh, pylon. Pylon, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Whatever, that, that is what it is. Yeah. I mean, unless you get bigger ones or longer ones, you're not going to make them any heavier. <clears throat> But then you know they had the that uh, have you seen the big the big tombstone like it literally looks like a tombstone of John Bass's at you know Strongman Saturday or something like that. I think I've seen a picture of it. Well, that that tombstone by itself, John's anyway, weighs a hundred pounds empty. Yeah, but it's got a big compartment in it where you can put more weights in it. Yeah. So like if you needed to do that, you can. And what they did with the weights at Alabama for the fire hydrants, they just added chains. So. That's how that worked. And it all, like I said, it all went super smooth. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't want to, you don't want to be at an event all day because you would like to at least get home at a decent time and and wash the day off and just relax. Cause like with me and the competitions that I would do, I I used to play like men's softball, slow pitch. And there'd be times where you get a game break, which could be anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour. Or at one particular tournament I went to, we weren't allowed to leave the complex even though we didn't have to play until like 12 hours later. Once you're there, you're there. 
Well, what happened was we were waiting on a team to play, and they they lost, and we were waiting for the loser of that game. Well, when they lost, somehow or another, they were able to leave to go to actually go back to the hotel and go sleep. We weren't because we kept getting told, "Well, your game is next. Your game is next. Your game is next." Well, by the time our next game came up, it was eight hours later, and we slept at the ball field. Yeah, so that's why the thought process of the cooldown came to mind when I was thinking about it was like, what is your ideal length of a cooldown after each event? Would it be five minutes, 10 minutes, 20, 30? Not Uh, long. I would say ideally maybe 30 minutes. That's enough time to shuffle everything out, reset the athlete to start warming up. If there's any questions, there shouldn't be any questions. I mean, because it's pretty well explained what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody warm up, reset for the the, the event, and, and go. So that's you know somewhere between 20, 30 minutes, and that you should be rocking and rolling. And then during your cool down, are you getting like your your snacks and whatnot in to help get you some more body fuel back into it? Yeah, well, usually what I do for snacks is uh, avocados or baked potatoes, uh, oranges, and things like that. Okay, I'm way worse. <laughs> Yeah, you were Rice Krispies and Pop-Tarts and... Rice Krispies and Uncrustables. Oh, that's right. It was Uncrustables. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious. Just because of the... I don't think that particular topic has ever actually been discussed on here. Have we ever talked about that before? What's that? The actual cooldown in between events. Because we talk about events all the time. But I don't think we talked about how the actual competitors take their cooldown and get prepared for another event. Yeah, I mean, because if you keep on... You're asking everybody to go all out, and then you're going to try to give them 10 minutes to to cool down and try to go again and go again. They, I mean, you're asking for injuries and stuff like that, and you you don't want that. You want everybody to do their best. So I'm saying yeah. 20, 30 minutes should be significant, significant okay. for the, the athlete. As a matter of fact, at Alabama, <clears throat> before the deadlift, I didn't touch deadlift. Like, I didn't do – I didn't do – like, really the only warm-up at all that I had done – was log. That was the first thing I touched and um, warming up for the log, which I was very, very upset at how that went because I'd hit 245 for doubles and triples and I don't know how many in training and I could barely clean it at Alabama. But everything's heavier. Everything's hotter. Everything sucks more. Oh, what was it? That last log he brought in that was set there at the different... Oh, that, that log sucked. Yeah, it was bad. Like I, I, I tried it dry, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like what fucking mad scientist made this thing? I think that was uh, what's his name, Baby Suggs, Christian. Yeah, yeah, might have been. Yeah, you should have him on here just to see. Well, might might need to because uh, you know he just he just broke a new world record. Yeah, by thirty seven pounds, eighteen fucking years old, got an overhead press of three seventy three on a log. Yeah, he is a motherfucking unit. Anyway, um, my personal opinion is I don't want a big break between events. What is your <clears throat> classification of a big break? Because he's saying 20 to 30 minutes is kind of ideal. Um, I would say I don't want to go no any more than 20 minutes. Because with the case of Alabama, when I finished an event, I immediately, like I wasn't hanging around watching anybody else. I wasn't talking. I wasn't chit-chat. I wasn't doing none of that shit. I was going to hydrate. <clears throat> Because I was I was sipping on Taterade all day, 
because mm-hmm. I was over there with Daniel and Aaron, and I had their stuff, and I had all of my food. I had everything that I needed throughout the day. So I was running back over there trying to get a snack real quick, trying to get water real quick, trying to get all just trying to make sure I stayed hydrated, didn't cramp up and all that stuff. <clears throat> and then before each event, before we get moving again, I would get up, I'd start moving around, start stretching, start doing whatever. And about the 15, 20 minute mark was when I wanted to be ready to go again. Like I said, I didn't touch deadlift. I didn't touch it before I pulled it out. I made it. I, I just like, like I, I just I, walked up and started fucking pulling. I did the carry before that. Now my legs were already warmed up, so it's like you gonna Same. warm up. Like yeah, I did, I, I'm I, good. we did carry before the deadlift, so I was already, I was already loose. So I yeah. didn't need to walk up and start warming up. Like start at one thirty five and work my fucking way up. I started, I started with five hundred, mm-hmm. which hindsight, which what we talked about a few minutes ago. I wish I had tried the heavier weight because I could have pulled it one time and set it back down and walked the fuck off and finished second or third in that event. Hindsight, whatever. I know yeah. better now. But, you know, and I felt good. Like 500 didn't feel that bad. You know, I pulled it for, I pulled it for three and I stopped. Cause I didn't, I was, I was, try, I wanted to save it for stones. That's what I was trying to save for. It was tug of war and stones, which was the last two events on my day. Yeah. <clears throat> but then I got put up against Andrew Santos on tug of war and he pulls like a fucking freight train. He's a big human. Like I got him. I've got him for a second. Like he missed a step and I was pulling with everything I fucking had and I got him moving backwards and then he got his footing and snatched and that was it. I was done. That's kind of the same thing with me and CJ. It's like the dude was a, a unit. Yeah. Once he and, got and, uh, once he dug in, it was like, no. Yeah. Once he once he found his footing again and could able was able to sit down in it and pull backwards, I was done. That was the end of it. And in my classes with how many people we had, it was single elimination. <clears throat> but then, you know, stones was the last thing of the day. And I wanted to fucking like, I was hoping to bang out a lot more reps than I was able to bang out on stones. But end of the day, I'd hurt my back deadlifting and it was just, I didn't want to zero an event. I've never zeroed an event other than the sandbag that I dropped on my head at red brick. <clears throat> so that was, you know, like, you know, I threw two twenty five, I threw two fifty. I threw 225 again, and I grabbed 250 for the fourth fourth rep, and I dropped it, and I was like, "Oh God, Ugh. just just get it over the bar one more time." And that was that was it. That was the extent. That was the end of my fucking tank, right there. So that was that was that was all I had. But like I said, you know, the biggest gap that we had was between was between everybody finishing event number four and stones. Which that that was what almost an hour? No, I don't think it was that long. It was a while. Um, I think we had maybe we had to wait on everybody else to finish up, so that might have accounted for that hour. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the middle wait for them to get out of the way for so they can clean and reset and everything like that. So that might have played into the hour. It was long enough that I ordered food in the hangout. Mm-hmm. But um, well, I ordered a big fat ass fucking burger and fries. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, I still think, you know, 20, 30 minutes, but you also got to take into account, like where you're, where you're at on the roster, how many athletes you got in front of you. So you might be the last one and yeah, they might go within next 20, 30 minutes, but it might end up being the next 30, 40 minutes before you end up going. So yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Um, 
That's why I was asking about like the multiple lanes yeah. for the one event. But the way he was doing it in it's the the amount of people that were in each lane, mm-hmm. uh, it was awesome. That's good. It went well. I think it went really well. Uh, you know, they're reincorporating it uh, this year as well. Yeah. I just uh, curious to see how things go in the sand pit. God, dude, that sucks so bad. And it's a carry in the sand pit, yeah. too. That's, oh, oh it's going to suck yeah. so bad. I just wait to see how it goes. Well, I figured with as popular as Tug of War was with this last, last year, I figured he'd do something like that again. Because I talked to some of the guys that were there. It was like, oh, yeah, Tug of War is the only reason I signed up. Yeah, I, and I get that. It's a fun event to do. I mean, I popped my knee on it, and then I've been dealing with that. But it was it wasn't one of my favorites. I think the probably the one I enjoyed the most was the uh, the carry. Yeah, and the carry. Event. It was fun. So how it, like how long was the carry? Like was it was fifty it, foot down? And, I know it was twenty five down, 20, but it was three yeah. implements. Yeah. So it was just like a, it was just a time carry. Is yeah. What it was okay. I know, uh, I th- well, the reason I was asking, he told me one, it was a distance carry. Like you'd go down in, turn around, and come back, and then. Uh, now they have those, but that wasn't at Alabama. This right. was more like a three, like you said, three implement. Right. Started at one end, ran it down twenty five feet, make sure it was standing upright, and just kept on going. Okay, right. learn something new. Like yeah. I said, I didn't know that. I was going off of what he's told me about some other events. That's why I asked that. Question. Oh, that oh, you listening to him? <laughs> So how did they choose the opponents for tug of war at Alabama? Like, was a, it just by weight? Just who's in the class? They had a wrong, that guy looked way bigger than you. I mean, he is. I think but. it was based off of uh, how everybody signed up because they didn't change the order. They didn't reshuffle after each event. Everybody stayed where they were. So I think he just did it off of where you signed up and where you were on the roster. Okay. Gotcha. And then after, you know, you did your pool or whatever where you, you lost a one, then you shuffle through the bracket. Yeah, that's understandable. Is it that actually kind of crossed my mind too is how you got paired up. Was it from how like who's number one to number whatever? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, do it that way, like a traditional bracket, or was it based off like the first person signed the second and third and fourth, stuff like that? I think that's how it went, yeah. yeah. That's not bad. I mean, uh, it can work out depending on how they're how at. many people were there. And <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because uh, I know everybody's competing to be the strongest, but you also want your matches to be fair and, and that kind of thing too. Because mm-hmm. like if you have, say, you and I were to obviously do a tug of war, I'm going to get my shit kicked in, kind of thing. Right. So if you if you at least start out where, for the most part, everyone is even as it starts, and then obviously as it tapers down to the last two. You can kind of figure out who's going to win as you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm muted. Sorry. I don't know if it was the points bracket that that um, with ours because it was single elimination because we had so many in our class. Um, because I was close to Andrew for a little while during the day, and then I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, the the tug of war really separated everybody. The, yeah, the tug of war separated everybody quite a bit because you know, like I said, I went out on the first round and then he kept going until he got eliminated. Which I don't actually, I don't know if he got eliminated. <clears throat> don't know. We can look at the records. Yeah, we can go back on Iron Podium if they saved it. We can go back and look at Iron Podium. Sure there, 
but I mean, actually now I'm curious, so I'm gonna look. Well, anyways, carry on. Okay. But anyways, yeah. So out of out of the events that you did at Alabama, which one did you say was your pay the carry? The carry. So yeah. what was the three infamous you had to carry? The Iron Cross, the Fire Hydrant, and the Pylon. So out of those three, which ones rank your your difficult to easiest to carry out of those? Uh, fire Hydrant would have been the last one. Um, probably the Pylon be the first, and then the Iron Cross. So the the Pylon, pylon would probably be the easiest one. Okay, because. Yeah, because you're not really having to bend and scoop or have to pick it up. It's pretty much like right there, and you just bear hug it and run with it. You weren't a. Did you see anybody kind of try to put it on their shoulder, or does just just bear hug all the way down? I, I seen a couple people try to do that or whatever. I just that's the way I trained to do it was just bear hug it and run with it. Huh, that's yeah, understandable for sure. Yeah. Um. How did you do? Like, how did you do in that bit? Like, where <clears throat> where'd you place first? All right then. Yeah. Yeah. Like a. Uh, like I knew I was going against CJ, mm-hmm. um, and with me just like I said recovering from my arm, as far as like a strength battle, I knew I wasn't going to stand against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew he had me on deadlift, so I just made sure my endurance was there. I got you. So I worked on that a lot. And like I said, I trained in the sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would do a shit ton of sprints and stuff like that. Uh, and as far as the log, I, I like I said, I knew he was going to have me on the log, uh, but I just made sure. I trained it to fatigue, so I was just I got quicker than him. Okay, yeah. Where did you place in the event? Like in at the end, uh, the log was first. Um, overall, Alabama. I mean, I got first in overall, but um, log was first. Uh, the carry, I got first. Deadlift was second. Tug of war was second. Stones, I got first. Okay. Nice. Did you answer yet, sir? I did. Um, Andrew won <coughs> at uh, Alabama, and it just went away, and I don't know why. Um, I think he finished second in dead in 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 in, in tug of war. Yep. Forking pig. Um, let's see. It gave him. <clears throat> it gave him. Let's see. Uh, where's he at? There he is. It gave him eight and a half points on the de- on the tug of war, so he tied for second on no, he tied for third on tug of war. Dakota Major, shout out to the strongest catfish in Mississippi, M I S S I S S I P P I, who looks like he won the tug of war for Alabama, and he came in second overall at uh, at Alabama. Uh, yeah, I came. Oh fuck, I came in last on stones. I didn't realize that. Oh god. Any hoosers? Yeah. So I finished sixth out of eleven. Excuse me, in my class. <clears throat> so there's that. Awesome. Anyway, yeah. Congrats to, again to Andrew Santos, and our class was the super heavyweight novice. Because there was not, it was either, let's see, <coughs> yeah, there was there was novice middleweight and novice super heavyweight. Okay, yeah. 
And you you say you're in a super heavyweight novice. Yes. And how many people was in was in your class? Eleven. Do to do. Yep. So yeah. So it was. Son of a bird. Okay. So it was Andrew Santos first, Dakota Major second, and Ryan Mordius was in third. I don't remember that fella. Let's see if I can find that guy because I don't remember him. Um, do you know that name, Drew? Who? Um, it was Ryan something. Yeah, right. God damn it. Fat fucking fingers. Ryan Bordius. Not ringing a bell. Oh, it's not ringing a bell with me either. But he came third at um at Alabama, and then we scroll down here to the uh, um. I think I know who you're talking about. He was. I think he was new, like brand new to strongman. I think that was his first. Hell of a first competition. To- Dip your feet into. Yeah. Yeah. Um spell that last name. Let me find it real quick. I lost it. Uh B-O-U-R-D-A-I-S. Ryan Common Spelling. Where did um what class was he in? Was he in uh yeah, Christian finished fourth uh at alabama shout out to christian so that's 18 year old like the fucking strongest 18 year old on earth probably i'm not pulling him up (laughs) yeah i don't know him not who i thought it was yeah as a proof to what the heat does christian should have dominated the logs i'm not taking nothing away from him but the heat zapped him like he should have ran through logs like nothing but it just to watch him stumble like that that the heat took him yeah he almost passed out Going for the last rep. I think he was what he was on the last rep and he almost dropped it. Yeah, he was on the log and he got it clean. He tried to press. He dropped. He tried to press again and then it was like he dropped it and then he turned into a zombie because he was uh, he's there's always one there at that competition. There's always one that that drops. Well, I almost did too because I tried for because I tried for two forty five and I got it here. I missed the press. I dropped it and I went to my knees. I got it. I cleaned it again and went to press and almost like I almost had a whole bowl of shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause I went, I went all the way down, but, um, so I know that was my first event. So, and the, the way you do the events or probably during the days probably also has an effect on, on you too. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Like, I, I know as you get into the day, just, all the things you already done beforehand, plus the heat, and then not really getting to eat, and like, not saying twenty minutes, thirty minutes is long enough, but it also may not be long enough for some people in that kind of heat. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure just the entirety of the way that day was set up probably got more to people than what they may have been able to, to, to let on. It's so obvious when Alabama comes around who trained in the air conditioning and who didn't. Oh, it, it'll sh- it'll show. <laughs> it shows okay. rather quickly who trained in the air conditioning and who didn't. Like I, I wanted no part 
of training in the AC because I, I knew I was leading up to Alabama, yeah. and which worked out great because Fox's was in a zero climate control gym with zero circulation, and it was hot as fuck in that gym. But it worked out because I, I didn't get dehydrated, and I never dehydrated in Alabama. I never cramped up. I never did any of that. And you know, there's only so much you can do to prepare for that kind of heat. Oh yeah, there's only so much. Yeah. So, I mean, even there at Amp, um, but you get pretty miserable there too, oh, dude. It, it's awful. I mean, yeah, we tried to turn the fans on, but I mean, at that I, point, I, it just moves hot air around. But yeah, it's just standing in front of a, a hair dryer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like at that point, I just try not to point it on me, but just have it there, like as a breeze to cool down. And yeah. Then, again which you know i'm kind of a psychopath because i like training in places that are miserable like that because at the air care hangar where john bass had all his stuff zero circulation none it was just hot whatever it was outside it was at least that hot if not hotter in that in that gym and you know i would have trained with the door closed with the big roll-up door and all that i would have trained with it closed but it just at that point there was no cell phone service which you know it's not like i was worried about having my phone just in case, you know, like something happened with one of my kids yeah. while I'm working out. That that matters. But other than that, I would have, <clears throat> I went there to suffer and I went there because it sucked. And that's my kind of my mode of operation. I like doing things that suck. Yeah. I mean, that sometimes you have to train like that. You got to do the things that suck to get where you want. Yes. Um, Sorry. Here we go again. Oh. Is the vodka running through you? Oh, boy, is it? I think you need to be cut off. <laughs> but yeah, you got to be willing to do what everybody else is not willing to do to somewhat succeed. Because there's there's some athletes I see, or some of the guys I see that train there at AMP uh, mm-hmm. that just sit on their ass, just talk or whatever, and try to get ready for a competition, and they never really progress to to do anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's I kind of just show up in stay to myself. I mean, I got like one or two people I'll associate with and talk and cut up with. But, uh, after that, it's like, I'm there to train. Yeah. Like, you know why you went. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then they get, uh, if we want to talk, we'll talk like between and clean up or whatever. And during the rest time, but you know, like I said, train to train. Yeah. Like when you're there to do the thing you're supposed to be doing, focus on that, mm-hmm. not go over there, show up, do one or two reps and then fuck off for the rest of the day. Pretty much, yeah. They they extend the rest time beyond what it needs to be. Like I have a timer, like two to three minutes. I'm up and going again. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you got. I mean, I know with me, depending on what I was training to do, but my my mostly was like baseball, football, basketball. Like I stayed in a constant movement because I never wanted to slow down. Yeah. When it comes to working out, like with Josh, he'll do he'll do his workouts and stuff. And if somebody asks him for help, he'll go help him. But most of the time, if they don't, he'll do. I think it's like five minutes tops. Like he'll rest for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Um. <coughs> so, I mean, there's different people that, <coughs> that that they require different rest times. But then we have those kind of people that extend their rest times for no reasons. So. Yeah, I try to keep a uh, RBF going on so nobody comes talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. Yeah. But uh, every once in a while, I'll, you know, some of the young kids, uh, now that I've gotten older, some of the young kids are in there. I'll mm-hmm. jump over there. I'll try to give them advice or whatever the case may be. And 
going about my day, but you know, like as far as trying to have a conversation, we're either doing it at the beginning before I start, or we're going to do it at the end, or you can have my phone number and you, we can talk then. Yeah. But once I'm busy, I'm busy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on the kind of people that if I have a question, I, I do tend to ask it right then to help mm -hmm. get like, to get the pointer real quick. I'll, and I would do whatever it is I'm doing. I'm like, all right, Hey, how did I do? And then in my head, I'm like, Oh, he, he watched and see if I did it right. And in, in reality, you're already doing your own thing. So I would just be interrupting. Yeah. I mean, there's, <clears throat> I've actually had somebody come to me, uh, in the middle of my set, ask me, can I spot them or whatever? And as soon as I wreck the bar to answer them, they run off and they expect me to run behind them spot them or whatever like no dude not happening. yeah um but far as you know you can't be afraid to ask the questions i know i said i keep an rbf so nobody come bother me but you you gotta ask questions so i mean there's a you gotta be able to decipher between asking questions and actually taking away from what you're doing because yeah. i mean i may say something to you that i totally for, fucking forgot and that is like listen myself talking to respark what uh what I should have been doing because I might be over there figuring what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Well, there's also a difference between asking a question and like pestering as well. Yeah. Because like if you go over there and you ask a question and you don't go back and use the advice that was given to you, you just stay there and you're just consistently asking questions about the same thing you've already asked about. Well, that's mm -hmm. pestering. Do what you need to do ask the question, go back, do the adjustments. And if you got the opportunity for like, say if they asked you a question you watched and they come back, Hey, did you see what I did? And you say, yes. Then I feel like that'd be an opportunity to say, all right, what I did, did I do it properly? Do I need to tweak anything? Mm -hmm. You know, try to keep, try to keep it short and sweet, but also get enough information to where they learn in that your question and answer is over. So you can get back to your set kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that and, and that's what I was saying with me. I don't ask many questions. I just kind of like try to keep going. So whenever I was working out there with them, you know, for me to ask questions is honestly way out of my comfort zone. Yeah. It's not that I don't like asking questions. It's just I prefer just to kind of get there, do the thing, and go. Mm -hmm. But now you know I need to learn how to do the things properly because of the ailments that I have. Oh yeah. I mean, it, so. you got to, there's times, you know, I still, I ask for help or what do you think? I, I record, you know, the good thing about now having cell phones because mm -hmm. when I first started, I didn't have, there was no cell phones. What You couldn't see where you're fucking up at. Right. Now I can see where like, okay, I need to go lower mm -hmm. or my body's doing this. I need to work on this or so forth and so forth. Um, so you also have to be your biggest critic. Right. Uh, but also drop the ego where you're like, well, it looks fine. No, dude, it looks like shit. This is what you need to do to correct it. Right. So, and you, you really just have to be brutally honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that's not. No. There's more, more often than not, someone will say, oh, yeah, I did that right. And they're doing it completely wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, was it uh, some of these high schoolers? You know, like, I could squat 500 pounds. Oh, dude, all you did was just take it out of the rack and walk it right back in. You didn't squat shit. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you also have to have the right mentors in place, too, to help you accomplish. Uh, it's like I was telling one of the football coaches, 
uh, yeah, one of your kids can squat X, Y, Z, but how well can they move 225? Yeah. That's like, uh, so you can work on the imbalances to work on the speed, the, the dy- dynamics of it. So you can work on the movement, right? Now, everything doesn't have to be super heavy. You have to be functional with, with moving that weight. Right. And that usually has to start at the bottom, reinforcing, you know, good practices and stuff. Yeah. You got to get your technique down before you get your weight up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's regardless of amateur pro, no, no, somewhere in the middle, it doesn't matter. You still have to, sometimes you have to let that ego go and just reassess your own self. It's about the quality, not the quantity. Right. Because as soon as you get the quality right, you can up your quantity as long as everything's staying in proper form. Yeah. It's like, uh, right now, some, my best squat was 780, mm-hmm. uh, in wraps, uh, I, before I blew my arm out, I was right around a 500 pound bench and mm-hmm. just deadlifting over seven. Um, and I was so worried about moving the number, moving the number. I really forgot about basics and stuff like that right um my ego was getting in the way and then that's what basically led into my injury i was just like i want to move the weight i want to move the weight i wasn't listening to my body right and then uh pressed the weight overhead and boom there it went so whenever whenever your arm got hurt did you just drop it immediately or were you oh yeah of- i dropped that bitch quick oh well, i didn't like I know sometimes your arm will hurt or something will get hurt and you kind of control whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then obviously sometimes you just got to let it go. Uh, I was just glad it happened on the overhead press instead of the bench just being that I'm not, I wasn't under the weight when I was pressing. Right. Uh, Cause there was, before it went out, I, re- I remember it was hurting. I was like, okay, whatever. It's just a flare or whatever. And then I went to do the overhead press. I was just pressing the, the, uh, Axle out of the, the rack, I went up with it, and I just remember it was far enough in front of me while I was going up mm-hmm. that I could step away from it. Because if it had happened on the bench, I had to catch four around 400 to 500 pounds on the chest. That's would have been fucked. Yeah, that would not have been a fun time. No, it wouldn't have. Good question, sir. How long is your rest interval between your sets? Like when it's just you working out, we don't have anybody else around you, not asking questions. Is it about five minutes or so, or is it a little less? I mean, five minutes at the most, just because I, once I get to that point where I'm heavy and I'm working heavy, I want to try to stay in that realm. Yeah. Now, if I'm going for like a heavy single, like a deadlift heavy single or a squat heavy single, I might take a little bit more time, but. Still, five minutes is probably the absolute most I would want to be. Um, I would want to be in between sets <clears throat> because at that point, once you get that far out, then you're gonna have to worry about warming back up. You're gonna have to loosen back up. You're gonna have to do whatever. It. it, it I would say that at the absolute most. I would give myself five minutes. Depends on how my last set was. You know, like if my coach is trying to fucking torture me and he gives me sets, three sets of 10 at four or five on fucking deadlift, then yeah, I might take a few more minutes to try to, you know, catch my breath a little bit after that. Yeah. But I try, like, I don't like those guys that do a set and then wait fucking 20 minutes and try to do another set and don't understand why they can't do another set. Like, fuck, I don't know what happened. The first set felt real good. Well, how long has it been? It's like, oh, oh about a half hour yeah, we ago. Yeah, we bring that up. It's like, there's some people that just go in there and just like, 
we know who they are. Uh, they'll show up, do like one set or whatever, and then sit there for the next 10, 20 minutes on their ass, just yeah, doing whatever. And they wind up having to get stronger. What you're not putting forth the work, you're put, you're getting exactly what you put in. Like on deadlift day, this is why I, I try not like on deadlift day <clears throat> or squat day. I try not to have somebody with me on that day because it takes me so long to warm up because what? Something happened? I didn't do it. No. So what's happening is catching is catching your voice from the backside of that. Uh, I don't know exactly why I didn't change. Because whenever you were talking, I see his microphone like picking up everything. Let's see here. Well, anyway, Jake is uh, Jake's being Jake, troubleshooting issues and trying to fix stuff and do the thing. Is your mic muted? Oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, um, are those guys that show up? And try to do like they'll binge, like they'll hit, they'll hit one thirty, like the bench day, like the bros. They'll yeah. show up, like do one thirty five for three, and then throw two fifteen on there, and then they can't bench it. Oh no, what happened, bro? Like I got on the kid's ass the other day at the gym then, uh, the other night when I was there, because I didn't see him warm up doing anything, and then all of a sudden he's got two seventy five on the bar to bench, and he asked me if I could spot him, and I was like, Have you warmed up yet? He said, Oh, I did a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm ready to go, and he couldn't fucking press it. And he was surprised. I was like, bro, you know what the fuck you're doing? Like, you went from 135 to 275. That's dumb. That's absolutely fucking stupid. You know better than do that dumb bro shit. Just because there's fucking 16-year-old kids in here talking about, I weigh 135 and I can bench it. No, the fuck you can't because I just had to come over and run across the gym to pull it off your little fucking scrawny ass because you couldn't pick it up and your friend wasn't strong enough to pick it up. So that's that's, that's yeah, one of my biggest pet up. peeves. You're not going to fucking warm up the right way and make sure that everything that you're going to be using for that movement is warmed up. Don't fucking ask me for help. Like, especially if I'm watching you walk in the gym and immediately throw fucking 225 on the bar and then you're going to come over and bitch to me like, I don't know why I can't get it. Probably because you're fucking dumb. That's probably got a lot to do with it. That's like me and him was talking about. It's the ego. You got to let the ego go. And they, they, everybody wants to do that that show weight because, yeah, it's impressive as hell to to move X, Y, Z amount of weights. And that's why I was getting caught up with because mm -hmm. I was, like I told him, best squat I did was 780, five bench, and then, then pulling over 720 on a dead. And I was getting caught up in the numbers. And that ultimately lended into what happened. Yeah, because I was telling him, like, whenever like, I was doing my training, but it was, like, for baseball and stuff, I never stopped. I never slowed down. I always wanted to keep going. Yeah. Granted, it's not weight training, but it's still training. You're still exerting, you know, your energy and stuff like that. <coughs> but over time, you get to the point where you're worrying about the quantity instead of the quality Yeah, and stuff like that. And so your technique is going down instead of focusing on doing everything proper you know it's and like that's one reason why it pays to have a good coach that's that's true too i mean if you don't have somebody saying hey stop what you're doing think about what's going on you're you're doing wait yes but you're not doing it proper think about what you're doing and then get back into to your proper routine kind of yeah that's another thing we cover is like you also have to be your biggest critic not like yeah i squatted 500 pounds no you didn't 
you took it out of the rack, you quarter squatted it, and you put it back up. Yeah. And Or if you did squat 500, how well can you move 225? Why do I need to move 225 well? Because it's the it's the foundation of it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're – you've got to work on the foundation before you go anywhere. Just like you were saying with the bench press, you, you know, you're not warming up. You're not doing what you're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, you can throw everything out of line. And I don't like being that guy in the gym that – Fuck it. Be that guy, dude. See somebody doing wrong – and um because i never had that guy honestly because when i first started it was like uh ronnie coleman jay cutler stuff like that i was reading bodybuilding magazines yeah and had just youtube so i had to i had no coach or anything like that now i wish i would have had me 15 years ago like hey fuckhead this is what you're doing wrong yeah and so there's there's a difference between that guy so you have you have two you have two different that guys you have that guy and you have that fucking guy. Yeah. There's a difference. Well, when okay. I don't want to be that fucking guy. Well, there's times where that fucking guy <clears throat> is needed. has to be that guy as well, because every time he's that guy, he's polite. He's doing the, you know, he's doing his own things and kind of watching people do stuff. And he's not saying anything about it. Well, that fucking guy needs to be the asshole to this guy and the rest of those guys. Well, the, what I was getting at is there was, there's a couple of young, young guys. They were in the squat rack and I saw one of them squatting. And their form was awful. Like, you know, bars uneven. They've got the wrong shoes on. They're not doing full depth and all that. And I was talking to my buddy that I was working out with, and I was like, I'm half-ass tempted to go say something, but I don't want to be that guy. And then they start doing overhead press, and they're both doing overhead press wrong. And then one of the guys is trying to tell the other guy how to do overhead press, and he was wrong, and their form was on. And I walked over there. I was like, okay, look, y'all want some advice before y'all get hurt? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm I'm talking them through it. I'm showing them how to do it. I'm working with them to do it. Then I walk back over to my buddy, and I literally said out loud, like, I, I wish I didn't give a shit, but at the same time, I'm glad that I do because when I started, I was around people that wouldn't let me fuck up. You know, that's Will Irvin and Josh Fox and John Bass. Like, those are the three guys that I started training for real with, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let me do dumb shit. Like, I tried to do dumb shit. Josh Fox really fucking smacked me. Like, hey, don't do that. Okay, Dad, sorry. And then, you know, it would be a conversation of why you're doing this wrong, how to do it right. Let me show you how to do it right. So, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be the one walking around like I'm a middle school principal talking about, you know, who, 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 I guess it's how you present it. It's how you present it. As long as it comes from like a place of love. That's all right, but like, yeah. if you just come to be over there, be a fucking dick, it will fuck you. Yeah, no, I didn't walk yeah. up. It's like you guys are fucking up. Let me tell you why. No. I, I wouldn't say a place of love. Call it a place of knowledge. Because I don't have love. to fucking like anybody to tell yeah. them how to fix. Something. Well, it's because you you like the sport, you love the sport, so you carry that knowledge forward. So, well, I mean, I mean, it's two different ways to look at it. But you're, whatever, it you're right. But the reason why I say a place of knowledge is that, like, say, say I come into the gym and you're there. And I'm just fucking up whatever workout I'm doing. And you, with your knowledge, you're like, hey, let me help you with this so you don't get hurt and and you'll get better at this. Right. Right? So that's a place of knowledge. Mm Because you have no idea who I am. I have no idea who you are. You're just sharing knowledge. Now, say that, you know, you two are training and stuff like that. And you could be a little bit more blunt with him. Mm -hmm. But it's it's because you know him and you want to make sure he doesn't get hurt. It is out of a place of love, you know? Because you want him to get better 
in the sport itself because he's doing it to be a competitor. Yeah. Like I'm just there to get stronger. Mm-hmm. It's a difference of how the knowledge is shared. That's I mean, why I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's why I was saying it's out of a place of knowledge because the guy that you're giving the knowledge to may never come back. You're, you're right. Yeah. So, and then with Josh, you two could be training at AMP or, um, and he may never come back because I haven't seen him in a while up there. Oh. Times are tight, my guys. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'd love to come back every weekend, but I can't do that in right the now. Meta, in the metaphorical gym, yeah. he comes back every weekend to train with you, and over time, you two you know, make that friendship in the gym, and then it is kind of out of a friendship love. Yeah. You want to say, hey, I want you to be better. I want you to be stronger. I want you to stay in, in it. You know, And then, like I said, with me, I could be doing it just to do it, to learn, and you're sharing knowledge with me mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's, it's it's everything is out of knowledge or out of love, right? So it just depends on how you present it too, which is what you're getting at. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the way I view things. Whatever I try to help somebody else, like I have a place of knowledge, I'm giving you knowledge, mm-hmm. and then if you want to stay in it, well, now I can help make you better over time instead of just this one moment kind of thing. You okay, it's just sir? having people around that give a shit, man. Yeah. That that can make the difference in a lot of people. <clears throat> like there was, I mean, it's been a while back, and I haven't seen him there since. But I think he's gone off to college at this point now. Uh, a younger guy that was in the squat rack, but he was in the squat rack backwards. Like he was squatting like like he would back up to the squat rack and then step out of the barriers and squat. And I asked him. I said, "Hey, bud." Um. Who who told you how to squat like that? And he goes, well, no one has really told me anything. I've been coming here for a couple of weeks and no one said a word to me. And I said, okay, cool. Well, this is why you squat facing the wall, facing the rack. And he did. He just kind of wasn't grasping it. So I showed him. Like I showed him how to. Like I literally showed him how to bail out of a squat. Yeah. Like I squat down. Okay, I can't get it. These are here to catch you. So you just fall forward. And let the rat catch the weight, and now you don't get you don't get a broke back or a broke neck or a broke leg or whatever. Or you just don't die in jail. You just don't you don't you don't fuck yourself up. So, you know, I showed him that, and he was like, "Oh wow, cool! I never thought of that." And then I asked him, you know, what else he's doing? Like, are you squatting? You benching? You deadlifting? You overhead pressing? I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm just listen, nobody told me anything, so I'm just showing up. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, you're doing something, so that's good, but. Uh, you know, if you want to come, like if you're here and I'm here and you got a question, come ask me. So he's deadlifting one night and, you know, he doesn't know how to deadlift because no one's ever showed him. And he asked me, he's like, hey, because he saw us in there deadlifting the day before. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, James Turner was in there with me deadlifting. Okay. And he asked me, he's like, hey, can you show me how to deadlift? Okay. Yeah. So I showed him how to deadlift, like form, technique, belt, wraps, all this stuff, like what to, yeah, all this, all the things. And then the kid weighs like 135, and he worked up to a 315 deadlift. Yeah, which for his size, his weight, that's pretty fucking impressive. That's a double, I was like, let's say he weighed 135. That's double his weight. That's double his body weight. Yeah. So, and I asked him, like, bro, have you deadlifted before? He's like, no, I've never done this before today. Like, Okay. We'll keep this shit up. <laughs> By the time you gain some weight, you'll be deadlifting for fucking real. But, you know, I don't know what happened to that kid. You know, I hadn't seen him since. 
but whatever. Like I, I at least took the time to try to show him the right way to do stuff. Yeah, that's where that's where being that guy comes in. Yeah. So, um, we need those people. Yeah. Now, coming from the place of the fire service, which was I got in around the same time you were deployed. I got in in '06. And I'm sure that there was the same thing in the in the army as there was in the fire fire department when I got in. Is those old crusty motherfuckers that didn't give a shit about you? No, because all there was is push ups, pull ups, runs, sit ups. So, yeah, like they wanted you to fucking suffer, mm-hmm. and that was it. So that's the fire service I came up in. Those guys that taught you something because they fucking had to. That weren't happy about it. That know that that just you know, like, hey, you suck, and this is why. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Thanks for, thanks for the help. So I guess but, I I came up differently because dad was in safety. Like dad was in industrial safety. Oh wow. no, there wasn't none of that when I came up in the fire. What safety? <laughs> hmm? What safety? Exactly. Yeah. Well, don't. Well. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we we lived our construction lives on safety third quite often when we were out doing jobs. But yeah, no, my, like my dad, my dad is very much in the mindset of take care of yourself because you're the only one that can take care of you. And in turn, my dad was never, <coughs> like my dad was never really that fucking guy. He was always that guy, but he was also trying to make sure people didn't die on the job. So that kind of mindset and mentality for while he, how he trained his, his workers. Yeah. Kind of came into my life as well. Whenever we were doing stuff around the house, or my was, dad growing up was very much if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, I mean <laughs> we got that too. Yeah, like, like, don't don't get me wrong, I got that as well because my dad, like he was my baseball coach, football coach, basketball coach. And, yeah, you know, being in in the that generation that he grew up in was if you get hit in the face, well, fucking hit him back. Yeah, that's, you drew, <clears throat> and that's that's what I grew up in. As well, but uh, but he also was like, "Hey, if something's not right, take the time to figure out what's not right. That way, you can fix it." Kind of thing. So that old crusty mindset where you know people don't give a shit for you. Um, <laughs> that was that was never there for me. It was always um, it was always, "Hey, we're going to take care of you. You need to make sure that you're doing all the things right, so you can." So in the short in the short term you learn what you're doing. In the long term, you can continue what you're doing. Yeah. Kind of thing. So we're uh, we're at three hours, fourteen minutes. Right now, three so. hours, really? That's what the timer says. Damn it. We're rolling. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, vodka Josh was here for a little while. I think vodka Josh is still there. You're starting to put him down there with the coffee. I mean, I want to drink more vodka, but I'm not going to. I'm going to behave. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not proud of me because, you know, I have a background of being an alcoholic, but. <clears throat> and, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, but I'm going to. Like, I am. So there's that. Yeah. Look at you. Adulting. Oh. <laughs> Functional adult. Son of a bitch. Don't worry, I said that the other day. I was like, don't tell me I'm an adult. That'll Give me the my, bottle. Fuck that, being an adult. That'll be, that'll be ruining my street cred. Like, I live my life of non-adulting. Yeah, I don't want to put that out there that I made a responsible decision. 
The only responsible decision I try to make every month is to pay for my house so I keep my dogs. Well, that's a good deal. Well, if that and utilities. I appreciate that. Well, yeah. I was doing that before you came along. I know. But the main, the main thing is that my dogs has a place to stay and sleep and that they don't have to be out in the, in the weather. I sure fucking hope they do. <laughs> I spend more money on doctor bills on them in a month than I will on myself in a year or two. Well, they appreciate it so much they eat the fucking wall. That one of them eats the wall. No, no, hell no. Both of them were doing it the other day. Yeah. The wall. There, can we not talk about that right now? No, we can. Because I was here by myself. Bonnie was on the couch. I'm doing dishes. I'm doing something. I'm moving around the house. And all of a sudden, I hear... <laughs> And I look, and not one, but both of them have a piece of sheetrock in their mouth. Well, the one thing I can say is I think that little one left me a present in my office again. Oh, no. Did she? I believe so. That's why I try to keep the door closed. Motherfucker, did she really? It's a nice little trail. (sighs) Okay, I got a carpet cleaner. I'll clean the carpet. It's fine. Oh No, I'll clean the carpet. It's fine because it's my dog. We we got off a strong man. We... I love him. You're just jealous of the bromance. I'm not so much jealous of the bromance. I'm jealous that I don't have a romance like that in my life. And my best friend's been my best friend for 20-something years. Well, that sounds like a you problem. That is a you problem. It definitely is a me problem. I don't <laughs> wine and dine her as much as I should. Well, I wine and dine the shit out of that guy. Well. That's why I try to keep the house clean. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was doing all day today. Yeah, I wine and dine the shit out of him. But I was also raised, if I have the ability to feed somebody, I, I'm going to feed them. Like Nobody goes hungry around me. This is all the cooking and cleaning. Her, I, don't, I don't know. She loves me, but I'm her favorite pain in the ass. <coughs> I mean, well, you're a lot of people's pain in the ass. Favorite, sir. Favorite. She no. Chose she chose this life. She chose this. She chose this whole train wreck of a person to have as her best friend. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So the whole the whole cr- old crusty ass people, nah, I never de- really dealt with that. We need those people, though. I mean, you do to a degree. It, being old and crusty and then just not giving a shit about somebody's safety you know, in a job environment that kind of needs the safety to be a mm-hmm. big major part of that. Well, that's not what I mean. Hmm. <clears throat> I, was, I was just talking about that part because that's the topic we were on. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I mean from a fire service perspective because it's the only perspective I can speak on fluently. Is those old crusty motherfuckers? We need those guys now more than ever. But um, where, what are you doing? Oh, she's got to go be an adult. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Don't look so disappointed. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Oh, thanks, Dick. <laughs> it was terrible. It, you should have seen it from my perspective. You just had a big black tip right in front of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us on SoberCon, everybody. Roll the fucking credits. Roll credits. Get on out of here. Go on out, get. <laughs> you ain't wanting no more. No, the fuck you're not. I'll bring you your pan tomorrow. You can leave that fucking pan. Yeah, we'll get the pan back to you. I have a whole pan of it at my house. Do you, well, don't, need, 
Then you don't pan. need that pan. Then, yeah, you don't need the pan. Yeah, leave that pan here. I can use it for other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, the pan. I, the pan's not mine. So the pan does actually have to come back to my house. No, well, don't be. You didn't Indian say giver. that. You said you had a whole other pan. You didn't say that the pan didn't belong to you. <coughs> yeah, but you didn't say the pan didn't belong to you. Well, all right. Roll your credits and get out. <laughs> it's good to meet you. You too. Bye. Bye. Ow. Oh. Good thing I have bone spurs in my neck that you just kind of fucking jostled around. What? You just slapped me in the top of the head. Oh my god. Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. For What'd fuck's sake. What'd you forget now? Leaving the damn door open like you're raising a barn and shit. Twice. Look at this. Three times. Hi. Toodles. I had no idea we've been going as long as we have. Yeah, that's the number one fan, everybody. Yep. She hadn't crashed the show in a while, so there she was. She will actually be here on an episode of her own in April. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it. I I told you I booked her. I don't remember that conversation oh, at all. I booked her for April. She's coming back. Okay. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but she's coming back. We never know what we're going to talk about. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, because well, we've been with brownies, math, dirt, construction. Math was a bigger deal than I thought it was, was going to be. Math was a must. That was not how I thought this night was going to go. Well, it's us. I don't, I don't think this night has been anywhere near how I thought it was going to go. Like I said, I didn't. I knew that she was going to show up. I just didn't know she was going to show up in that fashion. I didn't realize she was going to take this long either. That as well. Yeah. She said she was going to crash the show. And last time she crashed the show, she came in and said, hey, dogs went bananas. She dropped something off and she left. Like it was all of five minutes, maybe. So, yeah. But don't get me wrong. We enjoyed her here all the time. But uh, it was just. I I mean, I've talked to her a couple of times through social media, but that's the first time I've met her. Yeah, she's she's an adorable human. Yeah, sometimes she does things that's questionable, but are yeah. we all? I'll say I know everybody does. Yeah. yeah, I'm also surprised that it's almost three and a half hours at the moment. Because I was getting ready to ask if you had a if you had a time limit. Mm, let's see what time is it. Uh, last time I checked, it was eight twenty. I don't know what it is now. Takes me about an hour to get home. Maybe maybe about thirty more minutes. I can call it it. It's up to you. We got, um, we yeah, got you do whatever you need to do, right bro. If you need to, we're, we're we doing to, it. If we need to wrap it up, we can wrap I it know. up. I well, I was going to ask. So, whenever whenever you were competing seriously before you got hurt and stuff, um, how did did you ever, one, did you ever get sponsors? Two, how did you go about getting the sponsors if you got some? No, I never got sponsors. Um, it was just me sponsoring myself. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my dad, he worked at a, a plant there. And uh, Axis, and they gave out sponsorships, but it was just something minor like that. But um, actually, it's like a a sponsor, real sponsor. Uh, no, 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 no. I never. You know, when I first started, I had like saw all these people doing these things. Like I was going to bench a thousand pounds before I was thirty, and da 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 da. Such uh, unrealistic goals. Yeah. And then as I got older and more mature into it, and it's like. I know where I'm at mm-hmm. with it and I see what these guys are doing and I'm not ready to put in that level of commitment. 
Right. I mean, because they're doing stuff that, you know, like I said, you got to do the stuff that sucks. And a lot of them gave up jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't, uh, I didn't have that financial backing to do something like that. Or right. Had uh, somebody in my corner to do that. So that it sense. was just kind of like, not that I'm ungrateful for it, but, you know, I think I'm very happy where I'm at with it. Yeah, I when I got into the sport of strongman, I knew that it was never going to be, um, it was never going to support me. Yeah. Like I knew it was never going to be something that I was going to guarantee my living off of. That it was going to be what paid my bills. I know that it's not going to. I'll never, I'll never be able to compete at that level. Yeah, but it's a lot of damn fun. It and is. It, it. Oh God, it's, it, it's fun when you get around the right people. And you know, and you, it happens to one of those days you get around the right people, and the shit start, uh, shit talking starts. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, it's some of the shit that gets said is just like, oh, it's just, awesome. Oh, you just end up start fucking laughing. Especially oh, yeah. if uh, Damien is there and Chris is in a good mood and he ain't, he's not in his uncle dad moment. His <laughs> 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 what? Uncle dad moment. The fuck is that? Always oh, being disappointed. Disappointed dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's a dude. They can be a fucking trip, and you just sit there and get in with them, and you just fucking roll with it. Yeah, that's always a good thing to have around there too. It yeah. is. You have the, those guys like that. Those you need those people. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's <clears throat> it helps you break from training. Because sometimes you go in there and you're just mentally broke down, just not physically, but you're mentally broke down. You're just not feeling it. Yeah, and like I said, they may just say something that wakes you up or just enough to say, you know, just to take your mind off things. And like you come back the next day and you're refreshed just because you had that break. Mm -hmm. It's, it's mentally daunting trying to get ready for a competition, not physically. uh, It's more mental. It's like you get done working. It's like, damn, I got to go to the gym and fucking train. Yeah. You got to drag yourself in there. You got to be your own motivator. Yeah. You got to put in the work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But having those guys around that are like that, they can just they can just say one thing and just snap you out of it. And yeah. then you're just it's a whole different experience. It's a whole different day. You know, like being around John Bass, when someone like especially if a girl gets up and says, I gotta go to the bathroom and he fucking asks her, like, Hey, you gotta go poop? And you're just like, <laughs> What? <laughs> like, we, we, now that we know John is just like whatever, it's just a normal question for John. Yeah, but when I didn't know John, yeah. like when I first met John and I was like, why is this fucking gorilla asking girls if they have to poop? <laughs> but that's just John. But John's one of those people yeah. that can just snap you out of it like that. Well, the other thing is, there's you're going to have that kind of group of people, but sometimes the people like don't gel with you. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, there's you'll you'll try to like kind of interject yourself in the conversation and stuff and try to like, hey, I'm such and such, and they're just like, ah, eh, no. It's, re- it's really hard to find those kind of people that's they're that group that mm-hmm. are also welcoming. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. Because this, I know, like, like, because I'll keep using baseball as a reference. Like, there's you have your jocks and you have your guys who play the sports. And you have your guys who's like just trying to learn. Well, I never really hung out with the jocks. Never really cared for them. They're friends of mine. Yeah, but like when it came to the sports side of things, I was like, I really don't want to be around them. Because they're not, they're not bettering anybody. They're just, I'm better than you, and you're not going to get to my level. Kind of. And that's that goes back to like when I first started. It's like a bunch of assholes. It's like, yeah. Try to like, folks are like 
six two plus, and then you know I'm you know sitting around five nine and trying to get advice or how to do something or whatever, and they're just, and that just that really made me walk away from the sport. Yeah, um, and then just turn into powerlifting, and then yeah. um. Then I found my way back to the strongman. Yeah, and that's where that knowledge topic comes back into place because, yeah. like, we're all here for the collective event that we're trying to do, and that's just to work out and get better. Mm-hmm. And that's not even for the competition. It's just I'm here to get better, to do what I want to do, and to have fun and enjoy it. Yeah. Why are you making this miserable for me? Why, like, why is it that I'm trying to befriend y'all, befriend a person? Because it doesn't and come from just, a place of love. You just want to be a dick for no reason. And you're right. It doesn't come from a place of love. But whenever like whenever you have the kind of mindset that you know that you two have, it's like, I want to make the sport better. Mm-hmm. It, it's You had the love for the sport, but from my point of view, it'd be, it'd be a, a point of knowledge that you're giving it to me as. Because mm-hmm. so, uh, I'll be honest, like, strongman training, I fucking hate it. I really do. I hate strongman training. I love powerlifting uh, uh, training, but when it comes to watching a sport, I much rather watch strongman than I would powerlifting. Well, powerlifting is fucking boring. I enjoy the strength aspect of it, just in anything. I was going to ask, what is the difference in your power, like powerlifting training, compared to strongman training? Like, what, uh, like I've had to, I had to recondition myself because with powerlifting, you're just very static. You're just in one plane of motion. Mm-hmm. You're up and down. Anything you do is just up and down. Right. Yeah, it's all static stuff. But yeah. So because nothing um, moves. Well, it's, it's okay. Let me rephrase my question. For the mindset of strongman training mm-hmm. to the mindset of powerlifting training, not uh, what? Yeah. What is the difference in the mindset there? So I'm sure I've in my head it's different because you're you're doing your one rep or maybe two reps in, in powerlifting training compared to how it is. You know. You train for strongman. Yeah. Uh, it's very conditioned work. I had to get off of the, the static mindset mm-hmm. of, well, I'm a static guy. I only need to work on static events. No, I got to be able to be, move. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to learn how to be functional. So I had to go from, like I said, being in one plane of motion to learning how to, now picking this up and moving with it. It was, it's never the weight was the issue. It was the me being functional with the weight mm. to move the weight. Okay. So it, it was just having to retrain to move. I would say <clears throat> just from my very limited experience of powerlifting, because I've never actually done any kind of powerlifting, anything other than a deadlift comp, mm. which it was powerlifting rules, no wraps, no nothing, just one rep max kind of thing. Um. I think you hit a lot more of the basic accessories with strongman training than you do with um, powerlifting because there's you actually have to be able to move in the sport of strongman. You actually have to be able, like, you know, you're not doing a yoke run in a powerlifting meet. You're not doing, you're not doing any kind of odd implement carry in a powerlifting meet. So your core has got to be rock solid. Like your all of your accessories to carry, like your lats, your front delts, your shoulders, your rear delts, your triceps, your glutes, your hamstrings, all that stuff, even your calves and your low back and you know just all those things. You know, you've got to be able to lock that core in 
to move. Now, like I said, I'm going to go with whatever Drew says on this one because he's actually done powerlifting. He's actually been a powerlifter. He's actually trained as a powerlifter. That's just my perspective. I could be 100% wrong, which more than likely I am. But that's just the way my brain functions and thinks and says, you know, there's, you know, there's only so much you can do on a bench press. You know, you've got, you've got your actual bench press. You probably hit your incline bench, hit your upper chest to get some more of that. You know, you do face pulls to get your front delts and your shoulders and your triceps and your lats. And that's, that's your pressing muscles <clears throat> along with your core. And then, you know, you have leg day for your squat. And you know, there's a shitload of stuff you do for legs. There's a shitload of stuff that you can do. Like oh yeah, because I'm uh, I'm very big with with squatting. Yeah, you can spend hours and hours and hours doing all kinds of different things. You know, just you know, doing squatting and then doing box squats and then doing RDLs and then doing the the hip abductors and the hip adductors and calf raises and leg extensions and calf and leg curls and all that kind of stuff. You'd be at the gym for three fucking hours training legs, but that's it. And then you train, you train for deadlift and you know, that's pretty much. It's all about how you set up really. I mean, yeah. Cause honestly, I, if I'm deadlifting, like going up to a heavy deadlift, I might pull like once every two to three months. Doing a one rep max or one rep max on deadlift. Cause yeah. it's such a, a tax on the, the CNS. Yeah. So everything I do is based uh, around squats. Yeah. So, I mean, you could pretty much, you know, on a Saturday morning, uh, that's a heavy squat day. We use squats. I start with squats. Everything starts with squats. Uh, same as Wednesday is, is squat, but it's had a lot of weight. I do more of the uh, West Side barbell training. Yeah. Now, it's not, now, it's not West Side by any means. It's just more of the conjugate method yeah. that, that I implement. And I carried that into Strongman to help me. Uh, do or move with the implements and do the implements. Indeed. Whoo, sorry. You okay, sir? Yeah. I don't think he's gonna last the next thirty minutes. Fuck, I'm not. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often he'll be, man. I'm I'm ready to go in ten minutes later. Yeah, guys. Yeah, we're doing great. Uh huh. Yeah. What? Yep. Mm-hmm. I've watched you tell off real quick multiple times. Not tonight, you haven't. Yeah, because Vodka Joss took over for a while. He did. <coughs> right now, I think you're on Coffee Josh, but I don't think you have enough coffee in you yet. Mm-mm, no, we're not on Coffee Josh. But, um, yeah, because, it, like I said, you're used to moving in that one plane. So you're, now you, like you said, squat versus the yoke. I'm not used to moving with a yoke. Or when I was getting ready for foxes, I wasn't used to moving with a yoke. So now, everything obliques are getting used mm-hmm. you know i'm getting more hip action because now i'm moving with the weight um so there's a lot of factors that go into it so mm-hmm. the weight was the 750 feeling heavy on my back was never the issue it was me moving with the weight yeah and something else <clears throat> with any strength sport be it strongman powerlifting olympic lifting crossfit um any of that stuff you got to recover I know there's a lot of people that, you know, that I follow and have tried to use that mindset that you train every fucking day. No, you don't. Four days a week. That's all I do. For especially training for a competition or an event. No, you don't. I'll say, I don't remember the guy's name, but he, uh, he was talking about 
following Arnold's training, and Arnold would like train every day. And he well, said he actually like, got weaker doing it every day than than how he ended up starting <laughs> to do it. I think he said he trained four days a week too, and he got stronger training less. Yeah, because yeah, you your body your, has time to recover. Yeah, like, I do an upper or yeah, I'll do an upper lower, take a break, upper lower, take a break. So right. it's never I I never work out three days in a row unless I absolutely have to for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But usually it's at that point where I'll just miss the day. And you get a lot of people who do that will miss the day, but I got to come in the gym and make make it up. But now you've just fucked up everything you've done because now you're it's a domino effect. Now you've missed that. Okay, just count it as a missed day. But they want to do it the next day and then push the next training day down into the now you've done worked out three days in a row. So what you've done is absolutely nothing. Right. Well, like the point I was getting at though was the fact that like when he said he was trying to follow other people's regiments, it was the fact of like uh the guy said that he tried to follow the best in the world of Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and it didn't work for him. So he had to go back and do his own thing. Because he was also talking about another guy who worked out, I think, three days a week. And that dude was just dumb strong. And, you know, everybody's training is obviously needs to be tailored to them. But you also nowadays have the ability to start, oh, this this part of recovery may work for me. Let me try it. Well, that didn't work. This guy has a recovery that may work for me. Or uh, like this lady has a recovery idea that may work for me kind of thing. I also think it's based on environment because it's more like, um, what are your, what are you easy to adapt to? Like I can, I can afford to eat X, Y, Z, but you can only afford to eat X. Yeah. So you need to be able to train to what you can, cause you can't train hard three to four times a week and eat, you know, go do whatever. So it's also going to be, Based on what kind of environment you can, you're in. Yeah, that makes um, sense too. Yeah, because nutrition is a big part of it. So if you can only feel, uh, get one good meal in, mm-hmm. so why try to do four or five days if you can only get one decent meal in? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, it's in the, with Arnold. He's a rare breed. You can't base yourself off of. Yeah, Arnold. Now, when it comes to deadlift, I tell people. To go find people who are built like you, mm-hmm. uh, not built like you, as in your your physique, uh, but like Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall, he's kind of <clears throat> like he, he's broad. It's kind of granted the man's way bigger than what I am, but I'm kind of like in the st- structure of him. Mm-hmm. So how is he deadlifting and stuff like that? So I would watch how he deadlifted. And then what am I able to do? And then I, you know, became my own my own thing. Like, I'm quick off the floor. Right. So uh, I'm highly explosive and just slow on the lockout. So and that's just something I got to work on. But uh, you can't always base off of what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. and try to incorporate into yourself. Now, it's a great way to find what works for you but you you also gotta realize it's you're a rare breed which is what i was gonna piggyback off of of you know <clears throat> genetics matter they do they like, matter greatly i i me personally will never be jay cutler 
I'm never, I'm not going to do that. Like that guy, granted, he worked his, like he worked his ass off. He had help, you know, you know, he had the right trainers. He had the right pharmaceutical aids. He had, he had the right stuff, but at the same time, like his genetics probably made it pretty easy for him to look the way he looked relatively quickly. The same with Ronnie Coleman. Like mm-hmm. Ron, like a natural Ronnie Coleman, he still had twenty two inch fucking biceps. Like he was a fucking unit before he ever got on any kind of gear. Yeah. So you got to take that yeah, into consideration. Yeah, because he started off in uh, powerlifting. Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he tried for Olympia, and I think he finished like the first Olympia first a first Olympia he went to. I think he was like in the teens or something. Uh, yeah, he was like eleventh place. Like the guy that won eight times in a row didn't fucking quit. And, you know, he just kept going. But at the same time, look at his genetics. Like, dude was fucking 300 pounds with 0.3% body fat. Like, granted, you're almost dead at that point because mm-hmm. you've dehydrated yourself. You depleted yourself so much to get that kind of definition. But at the same time, you're literally fucking 300 pounds of muscle. Like Ronnie was one of the strongest, if not the strongest bodybuilder ever. So yeah, genetics has to, you have to take into consideration the genetics of the people that are around you. Like I'm a bigger guy. Like I carry weight fairly well, like walking around at 285, my joints never hurt. My back never hurt. Nothing on my body hurt because <clears throat> You know, look at my dad. My dad was fucking, my dad was a unit. Like he was 6'5, 265, and as he would say, with a 32 inch waist. <laughs> so, you know, I have the genetics to back up to be a bigger guy, but it's being like, you know, like I'm almost like I'm an inch shorter than Eddie Hall. I'm not going to catch Eddie Hall. There ain't no fucking way. Because it almost killed him to get to where he was. Oh, those guys are eating this uh, in the same amount, like what, ten to ten thousand k a, a day or something like that. Yeah, like when he was on his weight gain, getting up to where he was when he pulled five hundred, when he pulled the half ton, and then world one world strongest man, dude was knocking on like thirteen thousand calories a day. Yeah, I think Brian Shaw was saying he like he clears like eighteen. When he when he you was gotta competing. eat a massive amount, dude. Like the most when I was my heaviest weight pulling and doing the best I was, I was at like forty three hundred calories. And granted I was moving the weight, but I felt like shit, dude. I ain't gonna lie. That's hard eating that much. It, like it the is. most I've done in the most I've ever done, like trying to gain weight and gain muscle. I was doing four thousand a day. That was fucking miserable. It is. I like breakfast was my biggest meal. I was pulling like 1500 calories just in the morning alone. Yeah. And then trying to spread it out for the rest of the day. Like I would eat four times before I went to the fucking gym and like my meal prep would be eating like that. I would have already had a pound of chicken, a pound of pasta and uh, like at least a jar of marinara sauce or Alfredo sauce down. And then I would go train and then I would still eat fucking two more times and have a protein shake. Like it's, it's a lot, but like it was, Granted, I got what I wanted out of it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, just to, to walk up the stairs going into AMP or just like 
Bending over to tie your shoes. shoes yeah, it, it was like it take me 10, 10 minutes to recover from a set or something like that. It was it was awful. Yeah, that yeah. was that was when I realized I might have gone a little overboard when I had to take a breath to put my boots on to go to work. Yeah, the well, they make hay dudes. Oh, you get you got to be able to weigh out the the risk to reward. You know, so it's I mean, I got the reward out of it, but you know that was the risk of it to mm-hmm. run out of breath and feel like shit and all that. <coughs> but now that I've you know since Alabama, I've done. I've dropped about 30 pounds, 30, 35 pounds, and mm-hmm. then uh, I'm sitting around 285, and I feel great. I feel better. You look good, dude. I always look good. I know. <laughs> you right. But, um, yeah, I just, I you know, I've gotten, you know, 40, I'm older, so I don't want to be uh, so far gone that I, I can't enjoy Joy life. That's kind of why I'm just calling it it after after June. Right. I want to drop more weight. I'll probably jump down to two fifty, and I think I'll be happy there. Two forty, two fifty. Yeah. yeah. Which, all that. It's another reason I have a lot of respect for Eddie Hall. You know, 2017 when he won World's Strongest Man. That day, right then, right there, he said, "I'm done. I'm out. You know, I've achieved what I want to achieve." I've done what I wanted to do. I'm going to go be a dad. I'm going to go be a husband. Everything that I put on the back burner to get here, I'm going to go do that now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of because let's face it, even though it's four days a week, I think four days a week, I'm in there for an hour and a half to two hours. That's that's eight hours I've devoted to just training alone. And that's not counting me going to the grocery store. I mean, making sure, you know, I got my meals for this day and then I'm eating this and there's, there's things beyond the training that a lot of people don't see that go into it. Like, like I said, you gotta be mentally prepped for it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And if you feel like shit, everything's going to move like shit that day. Random question for you. Random answer. When you were doing all of that, 12, 42. I mean, both answers are pretty solid to me. Anyways. Uh, no. So whenever you were doing that, and you said you needed to get into a better mindset. Did you ever think about going to like a therapist and talk to them about it? Because there's there's a mindset that sometimes the people in the same area can't help you break through. No, for me, it was more <clears throat> of I was dealing with work and I'm sitting there driving. So I'm dealing with people. I'm watching the road, mm-hmm. dealing with people driving on the road. So for me, it was a different of I had to settle down. Like okay. I had to calm down, come back down because – like I, I get said, that. Yeah, yeah, I get it too. So it was never a personal issue. It was just more of a work mentality issue of like, I got to settle down because I got so hyped up with road rage and things like that. I needed to calm down. Yeah. Or it was like, uh, uh, college, you sitting there in college and you, you wrapped your brain, your brain around like, you know, doing math problems or mm-hmm. you got this paper to write and so forth and so forth. And then you got to do this project to get this done. And then mm-hmm. you just got to, you know, just everyday life. Right. So, so the reason I was asking is just like I was saying, like sometimes the group of people that you're with, they help you get out of the, out of the bad day, 
yeah. but you still have that wall that you're hitting and, and or that plateau you're stuck on. Sometimes you got to go a different route to get past the wall. Or, I know you just need make, just take know. a day off. Sometimes yeah. you just need to like go do something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're really making a career out of this, yeah, and you can solely just focus on this, then you can back to the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's then you could be able to be in the right mindset or whatever. I'm pretty sure they have their own issues. Not get me wrong. We'll try to take anything away from them. But I think, you know, they're not having to do what, what, like what we do. Cause like now I'm got to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go get ready for work. And then mm-hmm. I got all this other stuff to build up to go to the gym. And then for them, their life is consist of eat, do whatever they need to around the house or whatever, go train and come back and, do it all so that's their life we yeah. have life outside the gym yeah a lot of influencers quote unquote influencers like to make it look real cool of you know posting gym footage and all this other stuff and meals and stuff that they yeah. have but they have for whatever reason they've been able to center their entire life around that so that's their that's their that's their living yeah and that's great for them if they were able to do that but I can't do that. Drew can't do that. Jake can't do that. Like, no. we actually have to have a little bit more structure than that. Like, hey, just woke up at 8 o'clock. I can't believe I got up this early. Fuck you in the neck. Talking about, I can't believe I got up this early. You talking about being up at 8 o'clock. I haven't been up for four fucking hours by then. Half my day's already gone. Yeah. Before you start like, I've been at work for an hour and a half before you even get up to go to, to do anything. Say one of my old jobs, I was already at work at they got up at eight. I was already three and a half hours in at work. Same. Like when I worked in Macintosh, like I was getting up and leaving to go there by fucking like um four thirty, like four thirty, the latest I was leaving to go to Macintosh to be there by six. Yeah, I would leave. So when I worked at a mobile pulley works, I would leave here by three thirty to be there by four thirty, four forty five. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking in the door around five. Anywhere between five to five thirty. Then you're doing your eight to eight to ten hour day. Then you're going to try to go to the gym and do that. Yeah. The train, like, dude, you gotta gotta be in the right men's uh, mindset somewhere. Yeah. To do that. And then, like, what I was doing over at Mobile Pulley Works, I was welding over there on steel. And with steel, sometimes you gotta have the the steel like heated up and at at a constant temperature. So there's plenty of times I was sitting on a anywhere between two hundred fifty to four hundred degree piece of steel while welding it at the mm-hmm. same time putting in another like 12 to 1500 degrees but your sh- life is so hard being an instagram influencer oh, oh god i wasn't getting into that i don't really give a shit for them it was just the fact of like you know doing that kind of stuff being in that environment all day long where yeah. it's just hot and then you're sitting on hotter and then you're just physically drained from just welding all day long. Yeah, and now you, I try to go to the gym, and you, it's a max effort day for just, bench or squat or whatever. Yeah, just trying do. to do anything after work. Yeah. Hell, just driving home from Mobile sometimes was fucking stressful. Dude, there's been plenty of times where I've drove to the gym. I got, I pulled right into the driveway of the gym, and I've put the truck back in reverse and left because I just I can't do it. See, maybe that's that's one of the things that I have trained my mind to do is. I want to go when I'm tired. I like that, and that's just a me thing. I'm not talking shit about anybody else. <clears throat> that's very much a me thing. 
Because I want to go when I'm tired. Because I want to find out how much I actually have left in the fucking tank. Now, when you say tired, are you talking about like mentally tired, physically tired, or what? Both. Like, yeah. I'm drained. Like, it's been a long day at work. Mm-hmm. I've had my fucking ass kicked. Like, <clears throat> it was June or July. It's 115 fucking degrees outside, and we're in a hole putting in pipe. And we're in that hole all fucking day long. And then, you know, you get out. You get out of the hole. You start trying to, like, and and eating trying to eat between all that mm-hmm. like you know because i eat four or five times while i'm at work so trying to eat between all that so you're fucking tired of trying to just fucking eat that much on top of working drinking water staying hydrated and all that kind of shit now your day's over with finally it's five o'clock your fucking work day's over with you've been there for 10 12 hours you're hot you're sticky you're fucking exhausted you're mentally drained that's when i like to go to the gym because then i want to find out how hard i can push myself where my fucking limits are and if I can break those barriers, that's always, but that's part of the reason, partly because of how I grew up of people telling me, no, you can't like you have like, cause of your heart condition, you can't do X, Y, Z. You can't do this. You can't do that. Well, fucking watch me. That's, that's kind of where I got that mindset from. So yeah. going exhausted, I want to do that, but you're a hundred percent right of those days where you know you're not going to have a good workout, you know it's not going to be a good time, you're not going to be able to do everything that you need to do, and you either make the choice of like, okay, I'm just going to go in here and do something just to move, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go home, and I'm going to fucking just wash this off and come back and hit it hard tomorrow. I I get what you're saying, because earlier on when I was doing that, there would be plenty of days where, you know, because I was working security, I'd go to school, wake up at night, go do my job overnight security, go back to school, and I've probably had six hours total altogether between school, work, and back to school again to actually sleep. And then I'd go train again. And then I, I was doing that, when, I, like I said, when I was younger. And now that I've gotten more mature with it, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I just... I need a rest. Yeah. Right? And like, is letting go of the ego, knowing when you need to have rest. Cause it's like I said, when I was young, I was all hyped up, dick hard. This is, this is life. Yeah. And, Same. And that hasn't been that long ago for me, honestly. Yeah. Like I would, I would do everything I would need to do during the day. I'd come home and, you know, put my kids in the bed and do all that kind of stuff. And then I was going to the gym. Like I wasn't going to the gym till nine 30, 10 o'clock. Staying there for an hour, hour and a half, coming home and jumping in a fucking ice bath at like midnight. Yeah. And then getting up, getting out, going to bed, and then only sleeping like three and a half, four hours, mm-hmm. and then going to work and do it the next day. Yeah, I was, <clears throat> beyond honestly, I felt really fucking good when I was doing all that, but it caught up. Like, Oh, yeah, it'll catch up. It, you don't it, know when it will, but when it catches up, it it hits hard. It hits hard, and it damn sure did. So that was when I had to shift around and be like, okay, look, I can't lift every day. I can't run every day because I almost got rabbed, though. Like I woke because I was lifting and running every day. I was listening to Jocko every day. I was listening to David Goggins' book every day. I was listening to all those stay hard, motherfucker, got to do this, can't be a bit. You know, I was listening to all that shit, and I was fucking, ah, I got to do it. Right. Then I woke up one morning, you know, because I worked out the day before. I didn't feel good, but I was like, fuck it. I got to push through it. You got to be a badass. Mm. And I woke up the next morning and I fucking pissed Coca Cola. And I was like, oh, huh. Not today. Maybe I should take the day off. Right. Maybe I should take a couple of days off. 
So that was one of the things I was like, all right, I'm not that guy. I want to be that guy. I tried being that guy. I can either gut through it or I can fucking kill my kidneys. Mm. You yeah. know what? I'll just take a couple days off. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a great idea. It was a great idea. You know why? Because I still have kidneys. And you didn't die. I didn't die. On that bombshell, it's, uh, it's past his 30 minutes. It's not, it? it's not it's not 04. Oh yeah. Oh <clears throat> shit. I mean, we are technically just five minutes shy. Actually four minutes shy. No, we'll of, we'll keep of, on going. For four hours so if you want the four hour more. What's the longest podcast y'all had? Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Well <laughs> in fairness in high sight, it was a two dayer. Yeah, we had to because oh, we okay. lost half our audio and had to go. Well, the first night we recorded, we went over four hours. But we lost half of it. So she came back the next day and then we went two and a half more hours. So yeah. yeah. She's coming back in March though. Yeah. Allie the fuck Taylor. So, whoop, whoop. In high in all fairness, it was a two dayer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're always more than welcome to come back. Next time I'll probably be uh hopefully I'll be able to ride my bike because it's raining. Uh oh. Oh, what kind of bike you got? Uh seventeen heritage. Okay. Yeah, it's uh that's also been a great release just to go ride, just to you know take my mind off of things. It that's that's been a blessing itself. Yeah, I did that yesterday. <coughs> well, what I you actually, got? I got uh I got two rockets outside. I got a 07 Jixxer six hundred, and then I got a 08 one thousand. Okay, and then I also ended up buying a uh, DRZ four hundred. It's a dual sport, so. Um, if I go buy a cruiser anytime soon, I'm probably going to look into getting the uh, M109R or the 109R Boss. I'm a Suzuki person. Yeah. Uh, I've ridden, I've ridden Hondas, I've ridden Cowies. Uh, I had a Yamaha R6 a long time ago, and I got screwed out of that. Um, my dad has a '99 uh, Roadstar, Yamaha Roadstar. Yeah. So he has. Okay. He has the, the road start, and then I think he has a 2016 Ultra Classic. I think it is. Maybe a little older than that. I don't remember. I don't really care for Harley, to be honest with you. But but it's my personal choice of Harley is anything from like the 50s to about the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. And from the mid 90s to what they are now, they, they're more of a name than a bike, in my opinion. That's I, I just, can see that, yeah. That's just me. No, I, know, I get it. And I have I, I've had a conversation with like the diest of the diehard Harley people, and I'm like, hey, Harleys were fantastic when they were mechanical. Now you have all these electronics in there. Which, granted, they're they're helpful, but now you're paying for a name. You're not paying for a bike. Oh, that's anything nowadays. It's like every, the quality, quality and quantity of mm-hmm. you know. It's better to get the quantity out than the quality. Yeah, and you ha- and you have to with the the overhead that they have. Yeah, but like my my O seven Jixer has no ABS, doesn't have anything else safety wise, doesn't have any different modes that it can go in. Um, but like nowadays, you have bikes that has stable uh, stability control, ABS, have different modes. You have a, a cruise mode, a, a sport mode, a track mode. You know, it's like. And speaking of that, you know, uh, in the truck there for FedEx, 
they have so many sensors now. Like I could tell how fast somebody's going in front of me. Yeah. Uh, like if I veer off too far to one side, mm-hmm. a lane alert comes up. Um, you know, if I step out of the truck and bar- uh, the the parking brakes not set, the alarms start going off. On I mean, it's like fucking insane. It's it's set up for stupid people, and it's yeah. It, it is. I mean, that's a whole conversation. Are your later. trucks automatic? Yeah. Fuck that, man. Our dump trucks are automatic, and I hate them. So I mean, I can't stand it. That, I mean. Because they don't have no power, but they're max. That's probably got a lot to do with it. It's, I think it's getting to the point where they're taking common sense away from people. Oh, they're doing uh, way uh, more than that. Yeah, oh, I, man. I'm just saying, in, in general, it's... Well, it's like my ex-wife's car. She's got a 2017 Toyota Highlander. And it's got a fucking radar with the cruise control. Like, you can't turn that radar off. Like, you set your cruise control, and you start <laughs> going down the road. If someone in front of you is going slower... Your car goes slower. Like Same you go slower. That's so fucking stupid. Yes I, and no. I get it. I understand why they have it that way. Safety features, all that kinds of shit. I don't like that. I want to have the control. I think that the most useful thing I have is seeing how far, you know, what's the distance and how fast you're going. That's yeah. the most helpful thing for me in that truck. Yeah. I can so, see that. Yeah. So I can judge what I need to do based off off of that yeah anything else is like you're really just taking like i said common sense or it just it's reinforcing laziness yeah yeah the one thing i can say i like about my dad's harley it was cruise control i, I think that's about all i have on there is cruise control i like yeah. that thing I, yeah. I enjoyed it very much i hit 90 cruise control at his road yeah it i'm was, gonna get a bike one day should and mm-hmm. honestly if you do i think you should get a harley but you just shit on harley no 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 I shit it on an era of Harley. Old Harleys, I would gladly I would gladly go buy like an eighties, nineties Sportster. I would buy one in a heartbeat. Anything from about the mid nineties, two thousands to what they are now, I would set it on fire. And then when it burnt out, I would pour more gas on it and I would set it on fire again. <laughs> well, tell us how you really feel, sir. Uh, <clears throat> Harley Davidson in a in a nutshell is a complete shit show, and I think that they should have went bankrupt a long time ago. But they have. Well, it's, it's a name, bro. It's just like it's just like John Deere. It's just like Caterpillar. Yeah, or, but John Deere. Anything. John Deere is useful. Uh, Caterpillar is useful. Harley is just a shit show of a name. Well, and it, it has its place. I get it. It does has its place. You ask me to be honest. I could be real honest on Harley. No, you're good. I mean, <laughs> I if I had to pick a bike that I looked at, I've sat on, I've interacted with. I want like a 2011 Harley Davidson Street Bob. Get them fat fucking wide tires. Mm-hmm. It's not stupid heavy, but it's still it's still got a decent motor in. I think it had the 103 in it. Yeah, and you know, I, I the but hindsight, where I was in my life when I was looking at buying one of those bikes, I am thankful to the Lord Jesus. That he didn't, that I did not buy that bike. Oh, yeah. Everything happens when it's supposed to. Yeah. Because yeah. I would be graveyard dead if I'd got that bike. Yeah. It's but, the same thing with the truck that I looked at at that time. For the same job, same place I was looking at. Dude had a 99 Cummins or an 01 or something like that. It was the style truck I wanted. Had the yeah. 59 Cummins in it. It was a second gen Cummins, I think. Dude just dropped 10 grand on the drivetrain because he was a logger and, you know, he was uh, he was just you know trying to get the truck ready for sale. He wanted eight grand for the truck, and he could have got fifteen out of it easy. But the economy collapsed 
like the week after I looked at that truck and went to the bank to try to get the money for the truck. Yeah. And I was working in Mobile and diesel was over $4 a gallon. And I was not making that great of money working in Mobile, nor was I mature enough to be financially smart with the money I was, with the little bit of money I was making over there. So I'd have lost that truck rather quickly. Same with the bike I was looking at. I'd have lost it very, very quickly. So I'm glad that those things didn't happen at that point in my life. Well, get, just just getting back to the actual concept of motorcycles, they they have their place. They are fantastic stress relievers because if you look at it in a sense of it's just a, a, a tool to get back from one place to the other, you're not wrong, but you're not enjoying the essence of the bike. It's supposed to be a you are one with honestly <coughs> the world. I I agree with that. So yeah. you're you're one with the world. You can feel you can feel the wind. You can feel the sun. You can feel all the changes. Like riding across the bayway to me in the wintertime is always warm. Riding across the bayway is I can always see warm. As soon as I was hit Daphne and Loxley with the trees, I would freeze instantly. But that's okay with me. Is is part of riding? It's part of the experience. I have that feeling in a tractor turning dirt. As dumb as that sounds. I'm trying to figure it out because you're in a cab. Well, you're in a cab, but, uh, you know, pulling a disc or pulling a switch plow or pulling a chisel plow or land leveling, Mm -hmm. you know, most tractors these days drive themselves. It's not a secret. Right. So you're, especially with things like a disc. Well, like with, I'll say with a disc, a plow, and a land level, you're not driving the tractor. You're driving the implement. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be aware of what you're doing, mm-hmm. especially with a disc or a land level. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. you do with a plow, too. But the plow, I kind of got a little sideways with that because I would, when I learned how to pull a plow, because I learned how to pull a switch plow. I never got to pull an on-land plow or an in the furrow plow. I never got to do any of that as much as I fucking wanted to, but I didn't. But this neither here nor there. Um. I would like my mindset was like I'm I'm fixing to plow the fuck out of it because I'm gonna come in here and disc it and I'm gonna land level it. So I don't fucking I don't really care if I'm high or low on the furrow on this side or that side. It didn't bother me. Cause you could adjust the cab or you could adjust the plow from the cab and fix that. And I would make minor adjustments. And there were people that were on the farm that was like, Well, your plow looks like shit. Well, guess fucking what? I didn't ask you. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm trying to figure the shit out by myself because you're a half-assed, if that at all, teacher. So I'm learning how to do it for me. But the smell of fresh turned dirt is some of the fucking best shit ever to me, especially after dirt that you just plowed. Mm-hmm. Bro, yeah. that's some of the best shit ever. It was like uh, I grew up on a farm. So, yeah. Um, when was it last weekend? I think it was last Sunday. Uh, there was actually some decent weather. And I rode my bike through Mississippi and just hitting like going through like some of the farm area and stuff like that. And just the sun on the face. And just like you said, I turned the music down just to listen to the bike and just to feel everything. Oh yeah. dude, That's like fucking phenomenal. It is. It is a fun time. Like when I rode my dad's bike up to Madison, um, like he has his own little radio in there and I had no idea how to work it. I didn't really want to listen to it either, but I had my own earbuds and then just, just cruising. Just having that open road, having it by yourself, that just that free space 
in the world is is and the thing is you don't have so to haul great. ass either it's like no. i don't think i was going like 40 35 on this back road and it was just it was fucking peaceful yeah and that's that's the other cool thing about being on a bike too you don't always have to go fast and enjoy it you just yeah i i, I want to say the most fun i had i probably was riding from probably riding from 98 and 59 mm-hmm. i went down 98 all the way down long way to Fairhope and it's just one road you just, I went from being in in town to just scenery oh and, yeah now I was, I was I think I did max at 60 65 like wow. that like that ride going going north on 59 like when you started baming it and you go north towards Stockton and all that just that two lane winding ass mm-hmm. up and down and through and around or going um or going down you know, it's it's called Seven Mile Road. It's mm-hmm. between. It takes you. It starts in Lottie and it goes all the way back through just south of Little River. And it's a just a two lane, just fucking winding road through nothing. I would imagine that's probably peaceful as shit riding a bike through there. Uh, one spot that I enjoy riding my bike. You go down thirty two, and thirty two to nine meet. Instead of heading south, you head back north on nine. Yeah, and that is a very, it's a very nice ride and you'll you'll pass a bunch of houses at first yeah but eventually you'll come back out to where it's just nothing but farmland and it, and it's just what the fuck are you doing nothing did you just send a snapchat to somebody maybe we're over here talking about what we enjoy and you're you're just snapchatting yeah that's fine you do what you want to do yeah. you're a grown child I mean, i'm done now you're a grown child with. you're the one making a big deal out of it you're right i just wanted to i love you being spicy it's but fine. Yeah. I want to drink more vodka, but I'm not. I, I got to tomorrow. I was going to say, we, we got to be adults-ish tomorrow. But yeah, man, just just after a certain point, you hit nothing but farmland and, and treeline. Mm-hmm. And that that's the kind of riding I enjoy. Yeah, it's just not through the city because there's <coughs> guys at work. They want to go to Pensacola or, or, or do this or whatever. Um, you know, I used to deliver in Pensacola, and I don't really don't want to be over there in Pensacola. But – they want to get out and they want to go do things or go to the bars or whatever. I, I just don't drink. That's just, you know, uh, I've had something happen with drinking where I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what they want to do and go into the city. I don't, I don't want to do that. It's like, I want to get back to nature, like just to enjoy the peace and the quiet. The, it's not so busy. Yeah. Like if I'm on the bike, if I go somewhere, I may have like, I have a two drink cutoff anyway. Yeah. No matter what I'm doing. If I'm in truck, bike, whatever. But uh where we're at right here, we're kinda lucky. Cause we can just go pop on ninety and then it's just it's just trees mm-hmm. all the way into Pensacola. Or I can hop on the interstate and it's still trees, but it's it's more vehicles <coughs> and whatnot I gotta deal with. But like, we we have the option of taking a fast way or taking a scenic route or hell, I can even head down to Gulf Shores and take Take Gulf Shore Parkway all the way in to Pensacola if I want to. You know, there's there's multiple ways for us to get over there to where we can actually enjoy the ride. Like I can watch this, <coughs> watch the sunset as I'm riding. Yeah. <coughs> Man, and for me, it's not really about making the trip from where I am over to Pensacola. It's just I'm not just Pensacola doesn't excite me to go over there. Like I said, same. Um, but I live right probably like 10 minutes from the state line of Mississippi. So it's just, and I'm there. Right. And we're, 
we're 30 minutes from yeah. Pensacola. We're, we're kind of 30 minutes from everywhere that we need to go at the yeah. most. He talking about watching sunsets and sunrise and stuff like that. Like I've watched, I've watched the sun come up and down many times from the cab of a tractor and I, I, I enjoy it. <clears throat> I like it. There's been many times I watched the sun rise and fall while I was welding on a boat. Yeah. Same. Like I've been in the same field, turning the same dirt, uh, you know, like I've already, I've plowed it, I've dissed it twice, and now I'm land leveling it at least twice. <clears throat> same field all day. Yeah. Sun rising, set in the same field. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it at all. There's people who can't stand doing that. They have no desire to have that kind of kind of life. <laughs> well, that was one of the reasons why I think, um, like top three jobs I've ever had working for Warner Farms was probably it's in the top three. Because I had the ability to do something different every single day. Like, if my boss needed me to do something different, he could add. Like, there was, like, in the field farm-wise, there were two jobs I did not do. Uh, I was never in the sprayer because that's the that's that's a fuck up I don't want on my conscience if you do something wrong. Like you put the wrong amount of the wrong chemical in the field and you kill a half million dollars worth of fucking grass. No, I'm good. I don't want to do that. <clears throat> Fair. Yeah. And I was never I was never um I never cut seed in a combine. I've done it before, but I hadn't done it regularly. Like it wasn't something that we didn't do it, you know, we did it every season, but you know, it wasn't something Something I did like day in and day out. I've done it before, but you know, I don't think I could do it again. I'd have to relearn how to do it because it was so brief of me being in the in the cab doing the work, watching the header, making the adjustments, watching the seed coming in and coming in the bin, all that kinds of stuff. So you know, that's I think that's kind of what took me to driving because I'm by myself and I can enjoy it. I, I, I can be out there and I'm still working or by myself and just yeah environment and people ask well yeah it sucks being out there in the rain does it no not really no no because it's temporary yeah i mean i get in and out of the cab you know like i used to be in the military and then being there in korea we went through monsoon season so the little bit of rain we get here compared to where i was in korea like this ain't shit yeah um you know and i kind of just experience do base my life off of past experiences like this really suck or am I just being a bitch today? Yeah, I can see that. That Mike is barely picking you up. <clears throat> but uh no, like I, I just, was just watching the thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. I used to work on the back of a garbage truck and we'd work rain, shine, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So being in the rain for a little bit is not that big of a deal to me. Because no. I've used to pick up people's trash in the rain just soaked all now, day long. I've also had jobs that I'd love to go back to, but there's just not the money there for no, it. No, absolutely not. Because uh, if the money would have been there, I'd probably still be doing the construction. Mm-hmm. And it just I didn't want to travel, and what I was doing was not the problem. It's just the pay wasn't enough for it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I make really good money for where I'm at. Uh, yeah. My job is eight minutes from my house. I make great money. They provide my insurance. If I wanted to go make more money, I'd have to travel. And traveling for work is not what I want to do. Yeah. If I travel, I, I want to enjoy the trap <coughs> to travel. Yeah, that my, my days of doing over the road are like done because I had to do that when I first started because I've been to Ohio, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, South Carolina, 
Texas, other Pennsylvania, <laughs> places like that. Because, I mean, that's just what I had to do with the industry. Yeah. But now I'm LTL. I'm local. I'm home every night. I'm able to, to do this. I'm able to train. So, um, like you said, I make good money at it. So, <clears throat> yeah. And that's that's kind of the, the ultimate factor. Can I make the money that I need at home? Mm-hmm. And I make it. I make enough money to pay for my bills, pay for the house, take care of my dogs, do the things I want to do, buy toys. And if I had to travel or pick up a second job, in my in my head personally, if I'm having to work a second job, I haven't found the right job yet. Because right. if you find the right job, hopefully the right job will pay you to make sure that's the only job you'll need. Well... I agree with that, but you know, this past year of working four different fucking jobs at one time. Um, but that was that was a whole different set of issues. Yeah, you you had a bunch <clears throat> of things going on. Yeah. And the money now compared to when I started with the county is infinitely better. Like I've gotten but just just because of the you know, COVID and cola raises and merit raises and promotion raises, you know, since I started where I'm at now, I've gotten over six dollars worth of raises in two years and you can't beat my benefits that I have unless you're like, you know, are you union? Mm-mm. No, y'all aren't union. So UPS is, but FedEx isn't right. Okay. So and we see how UPS is going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, but, um, you know, like I said, I'm in a state retirement system. I've, I'm vested in the state retirement system because mm-hmm. I worked there right out of high school and I never withdrew it. So that is still there. So I still have those benefits. I've already tenured in the system. So uh, I haven't tenured at my job yet, but you know, I can retire when I turn 54. My insurance is dirt cheap and it's fucking state blue cross blue shield. And you know, I, I have Aflac. I've got all, I've got uh, the benefits that I get with the job that I have. Yeah make up for not making the money that I could be making elsewhere. But with, yeah, yeah, I, with I, it being the county, if it rains for a week, I still work for that week. Mm-hmm. Private construction company, you get your show up time. So with, but that's it. Like yeah, you don't here's do nothing two else. hours for showing up yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You know, so no, working there, dude. 10 yeah. hours for this company this week, and I still get 40 with the county. Yeah, I'll take that. You know, like working the last company I worked with doing, you know, we're operating heavy equipment. You know, you had the option sometimes, not all the time, sometimes of going to uh, going to the shop to do work at the shop. But then there's 13 fucking people there at the shop trying not to trying to get their hour. So you're just standing around fucking doing nothing or you've already swept this one 10 by 10 square 17, 12 times. Yeah. And then they start walking in here. It's like, all right, all you some bitches can't be here. Bye. So you know, you all, I, y'all go home. Y'all do this and all that kind of stuff. So you know, I'm I'm grateful for the job that I have because it has amazing benefits. You know, we get fucking 14 paid holidays in a year. There's two months on the calendar year that we don't have a paid holiday. Yeah, I mean, FedEx. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, the pay is great. The benefits are great. The terminal shit, though, but that's that's a different story in its own. But you uh, said the turnover, the terminal, terminal, yeah. Oh, where you gotta where you gotta go to load yeah, and drive yeah. and all that shit. And, that, and that's just that's a personal opinion. Uh, we can talk about that off air, but you know, 
FedEx itself is uh, great to work for, dude. Yeah. I mean, because I got, I got a 401, I got pension, um, the pay I get like after eight hours for the day is time and a half. Oh. But yeah. So, I mean, I do well. Yeah, that's good, bro. I do well. And then that plus uh, on the, in, through my time with the military, I also get VA benefits. So I've like, I put in the fucking work to to get where I'm at right now. And I kind of want to just, after this, I want to enjoy, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. So, um, boys, I think that might be a good place to wrap her up. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a, you got a good, you got a good little haul to get back to the house. And it is 930. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Our clock currently is 419. Dude, it does not feel like it's been four hours. Okay, this Josh doesn't feel like it's been four hours. Vodka Josh was here for a while. Vodka Josh was here for a while. That's okay. Was Vodka Josh a pain in the ass? No. No, Vodka Josh was not a pain in the ass. He was always on his phone. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was having a conversation with the number one fan for a while, too. I wasn't having a conversation with her, but I am. But we did text for a a minute or two asking a question. Yeah. Why why couldn't y'all ask a question out loud? Well, I why why couldn't we be part of the question? Well, I didn't want to be rude and just ask out loud. Yeah, there's times I was answering her question as well when you're when y'all two were wondering like, well, what are they talking about? So I'm answering a question. Yeah. I yeah. didn't want to talk across the conversation that y'all were having. Yeah, that the person that was right beside me we were having, yeah. 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 On that bombshell? Yeah. Was well, there anybody you would like to give any shout outs to or anything like that before you get off? Uh, my gym love, uh, Mr. Trey, uh, let's see what else. My biggest supporter, my pain in the ass, my daughter, uh, I love that little shit. Uh, that's, and that's kind of about, uh, about it. I mean, I got a lot of mentors out there. Is your, is your daughter pain in the ass going to hear this? Uh, I'll let her hear at the end of it. So she knows she is. Okay, that, uh, that's what I've texted on and on through the night. But uh, Wait, we talked about you. You just have to listen for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, what, like, like four hours and twenty minutes in, you got that's when you show up. Yeah, you got a shout out at the end of the podcast. Yeah. You little shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, just basically everybody that there's a lot of people to mention. So I mean, it's hard to really call one person out say thank you to but just as a collective like thank you everybody really yeah i mean it works yeah i'm with it man yeah it works for me by all means what about you sir i just you know thank you drew for being here um for being able to make it in here tonight you know for the one year um we uh we appreciate it very much man it's been it's been a great it's been great it's been great (sighs) it's been great for sure remix it's been good man um you know i was looking forward to having you in here i'm glad we made it work and the weather cooperated that you could actually and um so there's uh there's that shout out to credo strength equipment uh mr andrew pappas who um we're still trying to get on the show he is uh he has asked that he he is not coming on in the near future which is okay. okay 
Andrew's got a lot going on. Yeah. Andrew's got some stuff going that he's trying to work out. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We're going to love and support him through it, and we're going to be here whenever he's ready. Yeah. Um, code Fox it up at checkout to save 20%, I believe. You know, I say this every week, and you think I'd remember it by now, but I don't. You don't. Um, you never remember. I never remember. You're going to save some money. Use Code Fox it up at checkout. <clears throat> Your five-star. Um, five-star nutrition. Shout out to five-star nutrition for Walton Beach. That's my home store. Um, code AS dash good, all caps because it does matter. Saves fifteen percent in store or online, and um, uh, free shipping if you order online. Shout out to the regional manager John Mailer who is coming on the show. Yeah, he'll be here. Um, Will he be here or? Oh, I have no idea. I think home base for him is Denver. Or so, Dallas or something like that. Sounds so I would, like he's going to be just at a little bit of a distance. Maybe. Unless I got lucky when I schedule him and he's going to be here. Never know. You know, because yeah. if he's in it, because if he's, you know, near the Fort Walton Beach store and it's coming close to time to do the podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit of shit and remind him like, hey, remember how many times I have drove from Robertsdale all the way to fucking Fort Walton Beach or wherever we're having our little five-star events? Hey, bro, why don't you come on over here to Robertsdale and do the podcast with us? But even if he says no, I get it. He's coming. He's going to be on the show. That's fine. We can we can get him at distance. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We are we have the technology. <laughs> we do. We do. World strongest opinions is coming on the podcast as well. Looking forward I'm looking to forward, that. forward to that. Yeah. Huh? Uh, I have to look on the calendar. I believe that is also in May. You want to be here for that? Yeah, I'll, I'll be here as much as possible. Like I said, uh, hey, open invite, bro. You come okay. back whenever you want to come back. Front door. For the most part, it's going to be locked. But if you let one of us know, it'll be open. Yeah, yeah I see yeah, who yeah. y'all let in. So we. we <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. Just real quick. She bars in one night without me knowing. I about flipped my fucking mind. Oh, yeah. That was not a good night for her. It was not a good night for anybody that knew that she was coming over that I didn't know. Uh, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Because I knew. It was, it was also pretty fresh after uh, a particular event happened I didn't ask for. Indeed. I so Very true. I, I thought the person that walked in, all I heard was a woman's voice, and I thought it was somebody else that also happens to be a brunette. And I was getting ready to say, "What the fuck are you doing in my house?" kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then when I realized who it was, I'm like, "Oh, all right, still, what the fuck are you doing in my house?" I'm not as angry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <coughs> five uh, five star nutrition uh, as dash good in all caps. All caps does matter. We got a lot. Size does matter. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The white ones stay hard. Uh, uh, <laughs> Prominent. <laughs> it's stiff. 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 That's what it was. White stiff. ones are stiff. White's a stiffer color, yeah. according to our man Andrew Lewis. Uh, we got a lot planned. We're already booked up to the month of June, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So like, share, subscribe, post on your story, post a status, do something. Help us get out there. Post the thing, sir. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do your thing. Beard struggle. Yeah, uh, the la- the shout out I have is for the beard struggle. Uh, use my code Viking Zero for twenty percent off. Uh, also, maybe getting some some help with them for something coming up here in the future, which would be really cool. But if not, yeah, I also would. understand. Uh, but yeah, they have amazing beard oil, balm, butter, wax. Uh, I just got a new hot brush in from them, and it is fantastic. So, if you're looking to get your beard healthy and looking great and just overall, 
just getting your face healthier because they ha- also have stuff for like your skin and whatnot. Uh, the beard struggle t- to me is where it's at. Well, Strongman is definitely the uh, place to promote it. So most of us have beards. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. They also, so like I said earlier, they promote, uh, they sponsor Eddie Hall, Brian Shaw, uh, Half the War. They they sponsor him. They sponsor, I think, two or three more like high level strongman competitors yeah. in, in the world, strongest man. And then, yeah, like they, they are just a great company to deal with too because uh, all the products that I've tried out so far, I've yet to have a bad, like bad thought, bad review, nothing. None of that has happened yet. And every time they send in, uh, every time they ship me stuff, they give you a little goodie pouch um, with some stuff in it and also a uh, trial beard oil that you can try or like, give it to somebody else to try out for it too. So. Yeah, that's my one shout out. Like I said, code uh, Viking Zero at checkout for twenty percent off. Very mucho. Um, so anyway, before I interrupted Jake and any of that good stuff, um, help us get out there. Like I said, this is the one year of the show. This is our fifty second episode. We have done this consecutively fifty two weeks in a row. So like, share, subscribe, post. You know, leave us a review, do all the things, help us get out there. Like I said, we are booked until the month of June. We have some excursions planned that we want to do. We want to try to do some more stuff with Aubrey Sillo and um, recommended to me by a friend. We've got some fantastic stuff coming up to do with her and her show and the things that she's got going on. So support us, support her, help us all do the things that we want to do. Cause if we can pull off the shit that she wants to do with us, that's going to be fucking legit. So a little teaser on that one. She's also coming back in March and we might tease that a little bit that day. No promises, but uh, support is appreciated. Thanks to all the support that we have now to all the people that, you know, listen on the regular. Thanks to our number one fan for crashing this episode today. It was good to see her. It was good to be, have her back in here. She is also coming back on the show in April. So, um, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for recommended to me by a friend, the episode that we did with her, uh, that we recorded yesterday. Just, uh, it was a lot of fun in a short amount of time that we recorded. Hopefully she takes her advice and doesn't edit it as much as she wants to edit it because it's going to be fucking hilarious if she doesn't. Um, so there's that. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to, uh, again, thanks to Andrew Lewis for coming in here and being a part of this today. And, um, that's all I got. And in, in, the in memory of Michael Turner, a wonderful, wonderful man we lost on February the 2nd. Um, just an absolute, absolute wonderful, wonderful human. He had, he had a saying that I heard for the first time, unfortunately, at his funeral. I wish I could have heard him say it in uh, in his life, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cling to this phrase. It's six simple words, but it's you know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I like that a lot. I'm gonna start using that, and I'm gonna apply that. And uh, rest in peace to. Uh, Michael Turner, for those who are curious of who that is, that is a friend of the show's big brother. That's Mr. James Turner. That's his big brother. Uh, we lost him on February the 2nd. He was 20 days shy of turning 50. So um, heart health matters. Uh, physical health matters. Get regular checkups. Go to the doctor. Mental health matters. Mental health matters. All the things matter. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for helping us get to this point. For Andrew Lewis, 
for Jacob Giles, for our number one fan, and for all you beautiful people. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Good night. Bye, everybody.